Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 74 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, M-O-O-D to the Z-616, also known as Moods. And of course, I've always got my life made by my side. The man who answers every question with a question and who states that his opinion only matters. Double Shot J, also known as JP. And we are very proud to welcome back to the number one show on whorephilia.com. Yes. Two-thirds <laughs> of the Exploding Heads Whore Podcast. Yeah. First up, the second-class Jew who gives zero out of tens as official ratings. Yeah, that's right. That's Brandon, also known as the Fitness Monk. And last but not least, we got the Master Blaster Podcaster himself and the man who took 30 years to watch the original Fright Night film, Daisy. Also known as the real Joe Pesci's voice. Yeah. What's going on, my players? I think that's the record right there. Drop the mic. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that was I was getting out of breath. That was <laughs> fucking great. Yeah, man. That's gonna that's that's it. The show should end right now. That's that is just gonna be tough mic. to beat. Yeah, drop the mic. Thank We're you for done. joining us. Jeremy, take it away. Boom. <laughs> Two thousand two. <laughs> and sorry, everybody, there was no bloopers. That was a one-and-done deal. That's yes. not bad. Bravo, bravo. Yeah, excellent. Yes, I just wow. want to say it's so nice to be in the presence of such a, a humble, humble podcaster such as JP. <laughs> the sexy, humble podcaster. Oh, yeah. The prophet yeah. himself. <laughs> the prophet. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so good. So what is going on, guys? Welcome uh, back. Yes, welcome back to the show, man. You know, the last time you guys were on the show, it was another top 10 show, which was 2015. And are you guys excited about this? Very excited. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Super excited. Can't wait. I like these top 10 shows. Yeah. Yeah. I love these top 10 shows. So what have you guys been up to besides doing your own show and doing big things over there? You know, not as big as us. As as the number two show. Yeah. Yeah, but if you notice your number one was because we were guest hosts on it. But we did have four shows in the top ten. That's not bad. It was really awesome to see twenty two shots, exploding heads, twenty two shots, exploding heads, twenty two shots, exploding heads. I'm like, all right, that's good. We're in the game. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was not bad. We're kind Absolutely. of a big deal now. We're we're with the twenty two shots, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean I who I guess Dave's probably been podcasting longer than all of us, right? That's why I call him the Master Blaster Podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Have I longer? Maybe. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. When did I've, you start? Um, June of 2013. Okay, so ours was November of 2013. I was gonna say, weren't we about the same time? Well, there you go. You guys are before so. me. See? Huh. Interesting. I know you're before. You said June, right? Yeah. Oh, November. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. We just, you know. That's all. Dave has been drinking heavily. <laughs> We've only yeah. just begun, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because right now, you know, November's behind us and then June's like closer to us. It's It was just like, I think that's kind of what I was thinking too. Thanks for trying to make sense of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good man. <laughs> See? Leave JP alone, guys. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But seriously, guys, like, the last time you were on, we had such a good time. 
it was one of my favorite record. It might actually be my favorite recording session just because it was, it was so batshit. And by the end of it, I think a couple were drunk and, you know, it was like, it was just delirious at the yeah, man. point. It was so fun I, though. I drank like 15 beers on that show. I woke up the next morning and my sides hurt and I was like, is that my kidneys or my liver? I'm not sure. I think it was from laughing though. Like my stomach just hurt. The difference between you and me, Moots, there is if I drank 15 beers, I would not have woken up the next morning. (laughs) (laughs) I would have died in my sleep. I don't even know how I drank it. Like, it's crazy. Like, you know, listening back to the end of the show, I'm like, I don't actually sound too bad, you know, four hours into the show or whatever, considering I couldn't tell. I I couldn't tell. You sounded like you were on beer one. That's so funny. That's so crazy. But yeah, we had a lot of laughs. And uh, I even, I think I even posted the next day about how how my stomach hurt from laughing on that show. So kind of give everyone the heads up that there's going to be lots of laughs. So yeah, that show did great by the way. Like a lot of people listen to it. I think that anytime you really have a top 10 show, people usually check them out and to see like two podcasts come together that have, um, you know, a big listener base. I I bet there was a lot of crossover and stuff. And every, I haven't really heard anything negative about, you know, feedback from that show. So I think mm-hmm. everybody really did love it. And it was definitely, you know, partly because, you know, Brandon and Dave were on it and did such an amazing job. Uh, I do want to just say right now, though, like we're going to have to get Christian on here at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah. With the, the third member of Exploding Heads. That's uh, why I did say the two thirds. Two thirds. Yes. I didn't want to just, you know, not include someone in there. Yeah. And <laughs> it's absolutely not anything against Christian or anything, but I was even nervous to ask you guys to do this show because little backstory, we planned these things way back. And then I asked you guys with just, what was it like a month or two notice? Yeah. So, yeah, probably about probably about two months. Yeah, and these shows are hard because you have to do a lot of prep work. I, I mean, we wa- we all watched a lot of films for for this show, and you know the top fifteen show we had an entire year to cram two thousand fifteen films. This show, you guys only had you know a couple months, so mm-hmm. I was nervous to ask you guys mm-hmm. to do it because you know it, it's a lot to ask somebody of, but. You know, Brandon jumped right on board and he said it would be great to do. And then shortly after that, Dave was on board too. Yeah. And on that note, how many films did everybody watch in in for preparation of this show? <laughs> uh, it's Let's okay, hit. Dave. Dave, you don't have to answer. We know you watch like three movies. <laughs> Dave's going to join us for the final three. Yeah, not, not as much as you. Brandon, the guy that said he was going to watch less move, less horror movies this year on our year-end show. <laughs> it's, it's off, you're off to a pretty slow start. Yeah, I, I hit 50. I hit 50. And I actually stopped at 50, and I probably took about a week and a half off between yeah. recording now and when I watched number 50. Wow. Yeah, I, I had uh, 45. I, I crammed all day today and yesterday with uh, films that honestly um, – didn't yeah, need to be watched. Long. We're long. <laughs> like I waited. I saved all the longest ones for last, which was the <laughs> first idea in history. Uh, but yeah. I got up to 45 and I'm very happy with that because just like two days ago, I was at 37. So, yes. Oh, it was two days ago. That's what I said. I was like, you watch 45. You watch eight films today. I thought that was yesterday. but No, I watched you know. five today and, and uh, I think two last night. Crazy. Nice. I got the 50. 
I got the 50. I was trying to outnumber <laughs> Brandon by one, but it didn't work out. I couldn't watch it. So That's because I called customs and had them <laughs> delay your copy of Malefique. I know, man. Oh, you I, never I got it. No, no. I, and I never, and uh, I couldn't get it to work either. And, I could have uh, just, the, the link. if you would have said something, I could have just put it in, uh, I, I think I have a program that could have put it in file form and I could have sent it to you, but I thought you already had it. Yeah, I know. I wish I had gotten it, but yeah, it is what I, it is. But talking about, you know, waiting to the end to watch long films. I watched Rose Red last night. That one's four hours and 15 minutes. That's so funny. That was my number 50 also. <laughs> really? Yep. I waited for yeah. the last possible minute. <laughs> Isn't it absolutely insane how long the majority of the films were from 2002, though? Did you guys notice, like, the yeah, running Yeah, everything was, things? like, an hour and 40 or longer, it seemed. A lot I of swear, long films. I swear, out of the 50 movies I watched, at least more than half of them were over 100 minutes. It's really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when we do these type of shows, we usually have a group chat on Facebook where we can, you know, kind of comment. We don't really talk about the films per se, but just like things that we're noticing. And that was kind of a big topic because you know me moods. The first 90 minutes is free and then you better fucking deliver on oh, you, anything over oh, that yeah. for you me. And, for that. and you know, there there were quite a bit of even films that you wouldn't expect were were longer you know than that 90 minute time and i swear there there are i don't know if you know that was of of this era if 2003 4 is like that as well but it seems like in recent times we've slowed down a little bit um with the length of films at least in 2015 <clears throat> it seemed like there were more 90 minute films and this I, year 2002 not you know so obviously much. Yeah, obviously the filmmakers would have no idea what was going on with everyone else during the year and stuff. But, you know, in 2002, there wasn't really a lot of films overall. You know, there was, what, a couple hundred? Well, you know, I was going to comment on that because according to IMDb, which is kind of the base that everybody uses for classification. Does IMDb classify as horror? People, I've heard people say that when debating Mm -hmm. on horror films. If they're horror or not. So IMDb's list of horror films that are classified as horror. Now, granted, there are some on this list that I've watched that are not considered horror, which I do consider horror. But on IMDb, I think there was around 200 films that were classified under horror that came out uh, with an American release date in 2002. So if you yeah. look at it that way, one fourth of them we watched, and you know a lot of them are short films. A lot of them are, you know, films that don't even aren't even films practically. You know, so I mean, mm-hmm. the the quality of film really starts dropping off at that like 150 mark, where it's like in the stages of like films that maybe yeah. five people yeah. have even seen in the world. <laughs> yeah, and to be honest, you could probably only find maybe about like. 75 that you even want to watch yeah that is true but it I is mean, kind of funny when you really think about it though it's almost like the filmmakers are like well since there's only going to be about 75 to like 85 real quality films this year we're just going to make them a little longer <laughs> you know it's not like the films that are coming out in 2015 there was what like 3,500 films that were <laughs> potentially coming out in 2015 and yeah. uh, like I mean there's a lot of shorter films that came out in 2015 I watched tons that were you know between 70 and 80 minutes that's a short yeah. short film and, you know, it's just kind of, I mean, obviously this would never work like this, but it's just kind of weird that the majority of the films were longer, you know. It feels like I, the I average kind of time of the movies today, on average, feel 10 to 15 minutes shorter than they did for this year. 
Yeah, yep. they definitely do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when you have when you have uh, eight legged freaks, that has to be nine minutes over ninety minutes. Like that's saying something. <laughs> Because was there yeah. really not nine minutes you could cut out? But yeah. there was exactly 205 films that had been classified <laughs> as horror on IMDb in the year 2002. Well, wasn't Ritual even like a, over 100 minutes long or something was. crazy like, like a, that? It was like an hour and 37, I think. <laughs> yes, it was. Like, just close to 100 minutes. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Uh, you know, so I that... only saw one movie that I think was under 90 minutes. Uh, and I think it was – there was something that was an hour and 28 minutes. Malefique was under ninety minutes, but okay, then there's two. Under... Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. But but... still, and I don't obviously. Okay, here's my number. I watched thirty three, so I, I'll, I'll come out and say it. I, <laughs> I, I'll tell you why I didn't watch more. Too many fucking podcasts. That's why. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and also, and also, you had the least amount of time to prepare for this show. Also, yeah, because so, yeah, Brandon yeah. was on board uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't well, know I didn't know true. Dave was doing it until until I was telling him about it. And he's like, Oh, I'm doing that too. I'm like, Oh, cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Even when you said you'd done thirty three, I was like, Damn, you did a good job, man. So I'd yeah. be I'd be pretty proud of that. That's pretty amazing. So. I feel like so... you told me you were at seven like three days ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so one thing, guys, we was just mentioned about the time. And I just counted out of the first fifty films listed out of the two hundred and five, only Nine of them were under eighty minutes or under ninety minutes. Man. Yeah, long films that year. I mean, some of them were like ninety-three minutes and stuff. But I'm, that's just going to show you that that yes, I mean, I'm looking at the list here: one hundred thirteen minutes, one hundred fifteen, seventeen, hundred. It's it's crazy. It, I didn't really look like I noticed it, but seeing it laid out in front of me is a little bit different than just the feel. And yeah. it, it's true. They they were longer back then. They were. I like that saying too that <laughs> it, you get the 90, first ninety minutes for free, but then you you better give me something after that. That's so true. That's how I am. If it's if it's more than ninety minutes, you know it's it's got to be something. Yeah, you really yeah. got to work for that. Um, actually, I don't know if you guys watch the Mothman prophecies, but that one's roughly about two hours. Also, yeah, yeah. it is way too long. Mm-hmm. It, is. it is. It is. Yeah, it's that's so one that it, I specifically avoided for that reason one it's one of the oldest dvds i own for some reason i probably picked it up in 2002 or three and you know i knew that it was long and i knew that i didn't like it when i first seen it so i was and i I remember just being very slow and not much happening so i just decided to skip it yeah that's kind of the biggest problem with that one it's two hour runtime so much like just blah time in time in it Ugh. Actually, isn't Blood Feast 2 like around 100 minutes also? <laughs> or, like, it is. Minutes? It is. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> now, this is my point where they're like, you could, okay, Blood Feast 2, if it had it came out in 2015, that movie would have been 76 minutes long. <laughs> at, at most. <laughs> totally. The funny thing is, at 100 minutes in 2002, I still wouldn't have minded if they made it two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that shit was fun. Yeah. Real fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess uh, what is our overall thoughts on the 2002 year? Do you guys like what are your actual thoughts of the year? Uh, You know, me personally, I kind of will say how I watched my films. I kind of went with a lot of the ones that 
I knew had a chance to make my list first. A lot of the popular ones, the heavy hitters, the ones that everybody's seen and knows. And then I sort of poked around with some stuff that I hadn't really heard of. And I think that that was a mistake for multiple reasons. One, when I first started, I was like, this is an amazing year. Like this year is better than 2015. Uh, And then as I was moving on, I don't think it was. I don't think it was better than 2015. I, I felt like the it's a very top-heavy year. The the heavy hitters are pretty heavy, yeah. but yeah. there's a lot of average and below average and honestly boring films as you go on. So I do really like the year for the for the heavy hitters. The, the my top ten list is films that I truly do love, uh, or I do think are very 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 good. Uh, but as I was going through the list. It, it was not – it was kind of sloggy towards the later parts of my watching. And the other reason why it was a bad idea is because now I don't remember any of the good films that I watched because <laughs> I, I watched all kind of bad at the end. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I mean what do, you, what do you think, Moods? Yeah, I, I agree. 2002 is such a weird year. I mean compared to – I don't know, the last like 10 years in, in horror films. I mean, what has been really dominant in the last 10 years? You know, zombie films and, uh, you know, found footage films. Um, we didn't really have any of that in these years. And, you know, there was very minimal slasher films also. Um, so it was just like a totally different type of year, in my opinion. Like, I, I felt like I was watching just all sorts of different type of films, except for, you know, the uh, the ones that have really kind of take- expect. Yeah, the ones that really kind of dominated horror films in the last, you know, few years. I mean, I mean, let's face it, we're all pretty much sick of like low budget zomcoms and things like that. You just didn't have them in these years. I mean, in my opinion, this this was a great year for like Asian horror films. I mean, they really had a lot of standout films this year. Um, you know, franchises. Um, I don't know. They were kind of almost non-existent. It was really the end of Halloween in 2002. It was the end of uh, Friday the 13th. And and there was really no other franchise-based films that year. So Witchcraft. I mean, (laughs) yeah, Witchcraft Witchcraft 12, which is also another strange thing, you know, and uh, it's just it's 2002 is a weird year. It it was really kind of strange. I mean, what what, did you like? What is it? Is it a praised year? Did you love this year? Did are you kind of what I I am? I think that 2002 to me is one of those years where there's a lot of there's a bunch of notable films and then there's a lot of forgettable films. It, it's not overall like if I look at the whole year and the out of the 50 films I watched, yeah, there's a lot that I would recommend and stuff, but there's ones that you know I just I'm never going back to again. Um, I think it's a pretty average year. I don't think it's overall like one of the strongest years I've ever seen, but it does have a lot of good films. It just doesn't have an abundance of them. Hmm. That's that's interesting because I do know that somebody here probably would come in a little bit different brandon what did you think of 2002 i on first looking through the list of movies i was afraid that my number one film might be like a six out of ten like because (laughs) even the heavy hitters in there were 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 films that i enjoyed but didn't love but upon going back and revisiting the heavy hitters i found some that i didn't like as much some that i absolutely loved and then, like Mood says, Asian horror this year w- was huge. And Asian horror was the first of the foreign horror films that I got into, before, even before Italian horror. Asian horror did it for me, started expanding my horizons. So I went back and revisited, revisited the popular ones from that year. 
liked some better, didn't like some as much, and found a few hidden gems in there as well. So mm-hmm. overall, surprisingly, based on my expectations, I thought it was a great year. What out, about of my, you, out of my 50 oh, films, sorry. I, I, no, sorry, I was just going to say, out of my 50 films, honestly, a lot of above average ratings. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I honestly had a, a lot of above average ratings too. I think only 10, only 10 of my films are average and below. Yeah, that, I, I'm, that's probably around my number, which to me, if, if 80% of them are above average or above, that's a great year. That's actually pretty bang on. Same thing I have actually from what I consider average is like a five out of ten, yeah. and below is you know you know below average. Obviously, uh, I have exactly ten also with a five or less rating. So forty out of the fifty films, I have a lot. I honestly have a lot of six and a halfs. I I don't know why that happened. I have a lot of six and a halfs, which are still decent. How films, many right? six and a halfs do you have? I have approximately one, two, three, four. Eleven six and a half. Wow, that's crazy. I have uh, five, five six and a half. Yeah, and then I have a, I have a few sevens and a couple seven and a halfs, and then you know my top ten starts in there. But for some weird reason, I don't know. I, I wasn't really paying too much attention as I was rating things. It's just kind of I was I was ranking them though as I was rating things. I had my watch list. I would rate it, and then I would plug it into the, my watch pile, and I would just kind of and I was like, wow, I have a lot of six and a half. <laughs> like I don't know how that worked out, but. Let me ask you this: What's your lowest rated? Don't don't tell me the title, but what what is your lowest rating? Uh, two two out of ten. Wow, mine's two point five. Um, what about you guys? What's your lowest rated film? I went three point five, but honestly, we're probably no joke. Probably talking about the same films, and I'm the same film, and I don't even know why I gave it that high. I'm not even sure why I gave this one a two out of ten. Also, yeah, I'm not. Sure. I'm definitely not sure why I gave this a three, three and a half. It was it, beyond laughable, and it like I think I, the reason why I did give it a two because there was one part in the film that actually legitimately made me piss myself laughing, <laughs> and so I kind of gave it like a pity mark. <laughs> really, it was horrible. Dave's probably is a little bit different because he didn't uh, really watch the ones, the random ones. He kind of went with ones that he mostly knew. But what, yeah, what's your lowest that. rating, Dave? No, my lowest is a two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. I, I, if anyone's listened to me in the past, when I when I when I say it, they'll they won't be a bit surprised. It's one of the few movies I've been very vocal with my hatred for. There's like maybe five movies I hate, and this is one of them. Interesting. So, and so I still gave it a two because it's because of the production because it's, it was a Hollywood movie. So, so once again, I'm coming in the highest here. Well, two. I had two point five as well. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> I, out of thirty three movies, I only had four that were ranked uh, average or below. So That's you probably watched pretty much all the quality ones then, because yeah. yeah. I yeah, tried to. That, I knew that it. Makes sense, yeah, I, That's. I knew I didn't have a whole lot of time and a whole lot of choices. So what I did was. I tried to save all the heavy hitters to the end because my memory sucks and I wanted to remember something, something. Yeah. So, but then I had a couple surprises in the beginning. I still saved them for the end, but ultimately I still forget everything. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. But uh, as far as 2002 goes, we did the thing. We did this segment on the last episode ever of Banana Laser. And it was something I brought to the table and I said, I, I think the 2000s, are just as good as the 70s. And so we did this thing. And I you know, I explained why we discussed it for a bit. But what I said was, it wasn't 2000 or 2001 that kicked it into higher gear. It, it was 2002. Like we had a couple movies in 2000s. That we had like House of a Thousand Corpses, Jeepers Creepers. There was a couple that when they ca- came out, I felt like, you know what? Horror might be coming back now. 
and it was a couple others. But that was it. But I said it on that show that 2002 was when it, it really started to kick into high gear. When it, you know why I really do like the the era of like 2000, you know the whole 2000s. I, I enjoy it. But yeah, this mm-hmm. was the I'm year. With you. And you yeah. know there's, there's Asian influence. There's different stuff going on, and uh, you know as you'll find out, I you know I'm pretty much pretty into the, the Asian movies. But mm-hmm. you know. It was six fi- six films at five or below for me out of fifty. Wow, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that I, crazy. Di- I didn't think it was that high. I was looking some, you know, some of them are like five and a halves, a lot of five and a halves, a lot of sixes. But... I really, I really like doing shows like this because it gives me an excuse to watch some of the films that I had sitting in the collection that I probably wouldn't have watched otherwise for a long time. Like, you Definitely know, and, moods. The, and, I was actually just thinking that before you said it. Yeah, and I, well, unfortunately, most of the ones that I had sitting on the shelves ended up being under par films. <laughs> so, <laughs> There's a reason I, why you didn't watch them. But yet. the thing is, I can say I've watched them now. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of funny. And you know, a couple of the random pickups I grabbed too were, you know, they were decent stuff. So the the, the point of these shows for me that's you know that I love is just exploring everything. Like I want to watch as much as I can and just kind of explore everything. And it's just, it's a great reason to just branch out and watch things you might Mm -hmm. not regularly watch, regularly watch, you know, like generally I'm not, well, I'm not going to say the titles, but you know, I probably wouldn't watch this film just on a regular basis, but it gave me reason to, and I'm, I really enjoy that. I'm proud that I accomplished watch 50 films. Most of these were rewatches. I will admit that, but uh, yeah, I just, that's my favorite thing about doing these type of shows. You, you know what's crazy, dude, is um, probably only 20% of mine were rewatches. So most of these films were absolutely new for me. And I, I, I just was – I just love branching off and watching films that I would, would be so far removed from my like future watching. Like a film like Malefique or a film like – you know, even Ju on, honestly, I, I probably wouldn't be anywhere near on my radar unless we covered them on the show. And chances of that are very slim. So th- this, these films that I, all these films that I watched, most of them could have been six to 10 years down the road of me ever seeing them. So it's so cool to go in and do these top 10 shows on a year because you really do get to see everything that that year had to offer in terms of good films, because I can't imagine there are very many that combined we missed that were that are good. So mm-hmm. it, it really does let you get to to see a lot more good films that you definitely wouldn't be seeing. And mm-hmm. something that I wanted to kind of get into a little bit is just some of the, some of the trends that I, I was seeing and some of the different types of films that were coming out. So. Uh, one thing that I noticed right away is, you know, this is this is pre remake time, so there's there's really not many remakes this year. I mean, Carrie is there, is there any other ones really? Uh, I mean, besides the Ring, I guess, because that that's the uh, American remake of the and we, we, we this that's kind of the beginning of that happening. Yeah, too. not so much a remake, but Happiness of the Katakuris is based on a South Korean film called The Quiet Family. That is okay. true. So I was going to say about three that I have on my list, I guess, were, you know, considered remakes. So, yeah. So so this is yeah. way before, you know, the big remake trend, I guess not way before, considering I think 2003 is when it really kicks into gear with uh, Texas Chainsaw and stuff. And then it never really stops from there, except for in 2015. But it looks like it's back again in 2016. <laughs> 
Uh, also, I wanted to uh, mention uh, that there's a few actual killer animal films, which I'm a sucker for in this year. Uh, so a, a few of them are uh, Eight-Legged Freaks, which is the very like cheesy B-movie one. And another one is uh, The Rats, Killer Bees, Python 2, uh, one that I didn't get to watch, Crocodile 2. Did, you, did e- any of you guys get to check that one out? No, no, no. I didn't actually watch Python Python 2. I had that one in the collection. I totally didn't even realize. I I knew it came out. I didn't. Yeah, I just didn't watch it, man. I missed out on most of these killers. I didn't rewatch the rats. I'd done reviews on it before and stuff. But yeah, the rats, that's awesome. It's funny because I watched (laughs) most of them. I watched the only one that I can think of is uh, Snake Island. And the other one was uh, the one that I just mentioned that just literally slipped my mind. Uh, I'm not sure. Crocodile too. <laughs> I think. I think honestly, man, I'd watched. Uh, I popped in Killer Bees, and I think that there's a trailer for Snake Island, and I was like, "Oh man, that shit looks terrible." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I want to see that." <laughs> yeah. So really? I mean, it's funny to see that there's more, you know, killer animal films than than remakes. Uh oh. We might be in store for a top ten killer animals from JP coming up. Uh I love, love killer animal movies. Even the bad ones usually like killer bees. Um But then it, again he hate but he hates shark films. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't really Steve. like shark films. But I'll tell you what, man, I, I do remember Crocodile Two. I think I actually liked it. I know it had CGI, but I I can't remember it. Unfortunately I couldn't find a copy that I was wanting to pay I've actually for never seen it before yeah because toby hooper did the first one yeah uh so yeah besides that i mean the slasher films very low in this year i was actually surprised at that uh did you how many slasher films do you think you guys watch was do you guys see many of them i didn't really watch a lot of slasher films but i also introduced myself to a couple um that i'd never seen before so that was kind of cool um yeah, not a lot i think i watched maybe four four or five maybe not even five maybe four hmm. yeah i mean I, I i didn't see i mean besides the uh the jason x and and halloween resurrection i didn't really the wisher was one that i seen i guess that was yeah, that's yeah that's a slasher like, film looking at my list like just uh, just briefly going over it i think i watched five and the majority of them were pure shit do you, do you think it's a kind of a tone down from the huge amount that we got in, you know, 90, the late 90s to the, you know, 2000, 2001? Yeah, Everybody crashed. was kind of burnt out. It totally oh, crashed. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody had the balls to put out a slasher that year except for the, the, heavy, hit, the heavy hitter franchises. That oh. just goes to show you that nobody was even – if it was – how hot it was at one time that you don't have anybody trying it. Just just a few years later, that that shit crashed. Yeah, it mm-hmm. crashed hard when you really yeah. think about it. Because when Scream came out, I think Jason Lloyd actually posted a picture the other day that showed all kind of slashes that came out in, in the nineties. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. The, the ones with the the same cover, the floating the heads. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking floating heads. <laughs> oh, I hate those things. But... They're fucking terrible. The worst covers ever. Oh, awful. It's interesting awful. to think about that because. You know what? What? Well, no, the thing about uh, those floating heads, you know that no kids in the 90s had horror posters up in their rooms. <laughs> Hell no, <laughs> true. That is so fucking true. There's no way that kids were rocking like, yo, man, 
he goes over some dude goes over his buddy's house and he's like, Yo, that's you know, that's screen posters. That that's amazing. <laughs> like no one's fucking talking yeah, like that, man. I think like, just I think Scream Factory art. should release all those as collector's <laughs> editions with those posters. Uh, oh man. I'll tell you right now, dude. So I've went on rants about the crappy posters in the 90s and early 2000s, the floating heads. Uh, it was yeah, all about having one stuff. name or two names or three names in your film, show their face. And that, I remember hating it in the video yeah. store as a kid, you know, because I was born in 91. So I'm sitting there and I'm I'm always renting 80s shit because all this 90s crap is just the posters are just so unappealing because, you know, as a kid, I don't know who Drew Barrymore is or, you know. <laughs> Courtney Cox or any of these people. I just know horror, and that was not horror. That was teenagers on covers. Yeah, dude, those covers. Whoever thought that was a good idea? Like, who decided? Well, it worked. It, it worked. It, it sure did. Scream. Everybody, scream. They, they thought it was a good idea. Well, that, that's that what happened is that it worked for Scream because, you know, mm-hmm. well, let's, let's face it. Let, let's put it this way. Scream was actually a good film. You yeah. know, the cover, oh, yeah. the, the artwork for it is terrible, but they're like, well, we can sell our shit because, you know, like, I mean, really? Like, I don't know, man. I just never would have thought of that twice back in the day and, and tried to design my cup, my poster art for my film looking like that. Yeah. You know, because I mean, I, even just even though it worked for Scream, I would have been like, I don't know, man. That's pretty god awful. You yeah, know, it, like, it was about the names, though. It was like you needed to show the face, and in, in, it like a lot of you know, TV people instantly recognizable. That's so true. Faces. Why? Yep. Uh, the totally internet age was just so true you know, coming into it. So, so everybody's obsessed with these mm-hmm. celebrities now and stuff. So you see them, your face that it's instantly recognizable. The name's recognizable, and that was selling the movies back that, then. That not is the titles or the cover art. Totally true, man. Because if you if you look at horror films, you know a lot in the or seventy days. We know a lot of the actors that played in these films became big names, but they weren't necessarily huge stars when they were starring in these slasher films in the early eighties and stuff. In the late nineties, everyone that starred in these films was was recognizable. So yeah, why not put their face on the poster art and sell it like that? I mean, I guess it makes perfect sense, right? That's yeah, exactly absolutely. it. Horror was just on the rebound. After yeah, it wasn't, it was just it wasn't about back. having yeah, it wasn't about having just Joe Blow anybody in your film. It was about having um, you know, Drew Barrymore and you know, all these other known actors and stuff. So yeah, I guess it makes perfect yeah. sense, but God, man, come on. That's <laughs> some of the worst shit I've ever seen. Oh, I'm so, so awful. Ugh, uh, awful. Another thing is I wanted to mention the state of the franchises so we didn't get an elm street film this year but we got a friday the 13th a halloween a hell and a hellraiser yeah oh yeah i forgot about the hellraiser i did say you know the that was kind of the end of halloween and uh, friday the 13th but hellraiser was really kind of in the middle of the run (laughs) (laughs) so so is it i know dave you're a big slasher franchise guy is it depressing you oh yeah especially coming up with it you know yeah it's depressing to look at it for for the year at the time uh, you know that shit was gone you know like by the end of the 90s that was like the worst time for horror in my opinion and i was just you know i remember at the time being burnt out because i came up in the 80s you know with all the great stuff dave how did you feel like you know nightmare on elm street is my favorite franchise and i remember back in like was it 1991 when freddy's dead came out and i remember watching that movie and saying to myself i really want to like it but i fucking hate it i would never admit to myself how much i really disliked the movie even back then and i was like is this over like is this all we're getting now 
And then like New Nightmare came out a couple years later and I was like, okay, that was really cool. But then that was kind of like, it was just done. I was so, I, I was like, like depressed about, man. you know, about Nightmare. I was, oh man, Freddy's Dead was just, it was that moment in my life where I was like, really? Really? <laughs> Nintendo? Power Glove? Dude, I'll tell like, you what. It was so depressing to me, man. That was kind of the moment in my life where I was like, okay, this is, it's done, man. It's fucking I, done. Moods, I didn't even go. I didn't even go to the movies to see it. I saw every Nightmare on Elm Street. No, no, I, I, I lie. I didn't discover it till part two. But I saw three and four and five. You know, all, all at the movies. It was a hot time. Oh, I would have loved to see Dream Warriors in the theater, man. I talked to Heather Langenkamp nice. with like for like forty five minutes about that movie. <laughs> you know, it's like I, this is so good. I love that, it so much. Yeah, that movie's incredible. But I mean, by the time Freddy's Dead came out, after I didn't like it four. I didn't, and then I gave five a chance. Didn't like that. So by the time that was it, I didn't even go see Freddy's Dead at the theater. I did see Jason X, of course, because I'm a Friday fanboy. So and, and what you know, go flashback <laughs> to 2001, 2002, Dave, when you saw Jason X in the theater. How, how what was that experience like? Did you have fun with it at the time, or you were, were you mad? No, check it out. I the first time I saw it, I was really into it, and <laughs> really, I, well, not not in, not in a Friday fanboy way, not in like the, like the other ones. I was just like. This is the fun popcorn flick that knows what it is. That that's exactly what I thought of it. I just didn't take it seriously. The movie didn't take itself seriously, and I for that reason I enjoyed it. I was okay, and it was still Jason. It was still good gore, so I just took it for what it was. Yeah. Now since so, then the sci-fi yeah. shit kind of wears wears <laughs> off on me. Now I don't hate it. Don't get me wrong. I I, I still you know like it to a degree, but uh, it seems like every time I watch it though. I like it less, and it just seems too sci-fi-ish in the second yeah, half. It's not a Jason movie. I and I, I, I hate that fucking thing they did. Uh, oh, Jason. Like super, super Jason or whatever? Uber, Uber Jason. Everyone Uber loves Jason. it. I, hate it. I Honestly, yeah. Dave, but I, when I watched it, it this time, dude, I thought I it, it looked it. so bad. It, it's awful, it, isn't it? It looks like plastic. It, I, when I was a kid, I thought it looked cool. It probably it really does was. look like plastic. <laughs> <laughs> they painted that shit chrome, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's, but it's pretty cringeworthy, but not as cringeworthy special. as Halloween. Oh yeah, the, but but definitely, man. And you know, the at the time, I remember this because I wanted to bring this up as well. Like 2002, like I'm pretty much, you know, just becoming. I don't even know how old I was, but I I, I I'm starting a man. You're starting to grow yeah, a mustache. Yeah, I'm you're starting 11. to remember. I'm. I'm I have good memories, actually. You know, in the 90s, it's kind of fuzzy and stuff, but I, I remember things from here. And I remember 2002. That's when piracy was really, really, uh, like, big. Oh, the Because most of these movies on this list that i seen, i seen them at an uncle's house, like, pirated. Yeah, a lot like of pirates. Like Jason X. i seen Jason X in <laughs> parts. They downloaded parts. You had to leave your computer on for, like, yeah. three days to download oh, a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, with the dial-up or whatever. And, you know, yeah, I obviously yeah. don't do that now, but at the time, I had, shit, I was a kid. I didn't know any better. And I remember watching Jason X and thinking it was just the greatest thing ever. And I knew that, you know, Freddy versus Jason was coming because I, I seen Jason Goes to Hell like 10 years before that. But Dude, I used I was, to go to the movies with an eye patch and a peg leg back then. That's how big <laughs> pirates were. <laughs> Dude, and Jason X... That shit made the round. That that that's notorious for having been been leaked. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. It was remember? leaked before it came out. Before right. it was in the theater. It that's was what a I'm huge saying. Yeah. Deal. It was leaked. So that's it probably why that you big saw a deal. it. 
Anybody who saw it leaked should have been like, you know what, I'm giving this back. <laughs> Please, take this back. Yeah, this how many people w- actually watched the full film? <laughs> like, nobody? The movie would have been fine if it wasn't a Jason film, because it doesn't feel like a Jason film. And if you put a, no. any, if you just put just a wow. different killer in there. Man, I really does, hate... It, I know, man. I fucking hate the scene where they, you know, it goes into like virtual reality, Jason or whatever. Like he's back at Crystal Lake and shit. That was the only part that made it feel like a yeah. That's the only part that made it feel like a Jason film. That's the only good part. Wow, I love it. No, because it just it feels to me when I'm watching it just feels so damn out of place. I know it's like it actually probably it's, is the coolest shit about the film. It's it's so tongue in cheek. But that's, that's, that's the thing. That point. That's what I'm saying. That's, that, that's what I'm saying. It's all like it's it's so shitty up until that point, and then that happens, and you're just like, oh my god, I don't know, man. I just I have this really really hard distaste for that film in, in Resurrection. I think they're like two of the worst franchise films ever, and they. Ever. they quite oddly came up in the same fucking same came out in the same year. Oh my God, I can't talk. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of weird, but I did. I saw it in the cinema too. And I remember just like shaking my head going, what the fuck is this, man? Did you like, see I Resurrection could, in the theater? I did not see Resurrection. I, in the theater. I saw that in the theater and I didn't, I didn't hate it as much as, you know, people were, but this was probably only like my oh. second or third time revisiting it on, on DVD. And well, man, cringeworthy like I, to the point where i'm embarrassed for these actors i and stay a lot true, of big man. names and a lot of big names yeah mm-hmm. absolutely I, I, I stays true man because when me and jp and jeremy did the uh the halloween franchise i i vowed to them i said never again do i ever watch resurrection as long as i live <laughs> i can't do it again and then of course 2002 comes up and then and sure as shit, I'm like, fucking Resurrection? I'm like, yeah, I need to find a, like a bunch of films so I don't have to watch this one to make up one of my numbers. And I did. I found enough. So I never did end up watching Jason X and uh, Resurrection, thank God. But I'm I'm not going to do it, man, ever again. I might watch Jason X, you know, again. But Resurrection, I find to be just an abomination. I hate that movie. Yeah. I really, really have a, like such a <laughs> hatred for that film. I think it's such a piece of shit. And I... And it, and it sucks so bad too because like people are every, everyone always talks about that film like oh yeah the Buster Rhymes shit I'm like fuck that's so embarrassing man because Buster Rhymes back in the day is fucking dope man he's Listen, he, was dope. he was awesome in concert as yeah, an he's, actor he's, he's so a I'm like fuck did do this shit and everyone always remembers Resurrection for that fucking you know those drop kicks and shit that he has on Jason <laughs> it's like pathetic awesome. <laughs> so yeah. pathetic you know what the crazy I'm thing I'm 100 with you on Resurrection oh. like. Let me tell you something. I saw it the day it came out. Didn't want to see it. Was pissed off they were even making it. But I said, okay, I'll give it a chance. Because H2O ended perfectly. So I said, all right, I'll give it a chance. So I watched it, and I fucking hated it and motherfucked it forever and ever. And when we did our thing for Banana Laser, we also did our, our Halloween retro. I watched it for then, and I, and I said, I swore I'd never watch it again, and I'm watching it again. And I watched it, and I fucking hated it and went off on it. <laughs> Now, Dave, isn't it true? I saved myself to despair of. (laughs) Dave, isn't it true the original uh, podcast name for Banana Laser before you settled on that was going to be Dangertainment? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Head. Dangertainment. Cringeworthy. I I have said this before, but I, I will say it again. I think that Resurrection is the worst film in the big three. That that includes the Elm Street remake. That includes the Friday remake and Freddy's like Dead. Friday all remake. of them. I agree. All of them. I the only one that's bad is Texas Chainsaw Next Generation. They're tied. The Nightmare remake is close though. H- how about this? Is it oh. possible that 
a Hellraiser sequel. Not not two and three. Those were good. A post four. <laughs> a post Hellraiser four sequel was the best out of the big franchises this year. <laughs> you, you said it earlier. It works so great as a standalone film. It oh does. man, it, it really it, does. It, it really does actually. And like I said, the one thing I I like the acting in the film. I thought the acting was good. Yeah, Dean Winters. He's a he's a good actor. You know, he's I, li- a, I love Dean Winters, man. Yeah, he was, he's terrific. He, he was fucking batshit Oz, and he was really big. I think he's now about the time that no Oz was still on in two thousand two. Yeah, he was on. It he was. was on Oz at that time. So he yeah. went to Hellseeker <laughs> in between episodes, I guess, or something. I don't know. Yeah, and he was on a show. As, as, he was last year. He was doing television. Still, he's still doing oh, stuff. Yeah. I like Dean Winters, man. Yeah, so me too. I, you know, honestly, just having his presence in the film was enough for me. And I thought, you know, like we talked about this pregame a little bit about how all these Hellraiser sequels are very much like what the hell's going on until the last five <laughs> minutes when they have to, you know, kind of tell you what the hell's going on. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's one of those type of films. But I can see why people lose their patience with those type of films. Like, you know, you can't you get halfway into a film like that. You're like, fuck this thing. I don't, I don't care about this film. But honestly, Hellseeker. Not the worst thing I watched in 2002. I'll be yeah, honest. And, you know, one other thing that I kind of wanted to mention here, too, and this is kind of my last thing, is uh, this is a time where the legends are kind of kind of not doing anything. I, I mean, Eli Roth gets his start this year. Yep. M. Night Shyamalan is kind of in, kind of uh, on his way down after this, I guess. And <laughs> who, who else? Like, is there a, another... Is there other big names? Do you know? Um, Lucky McKee. Lucky McKee was True. Yeah, yeah, in there. He's um, there. I mean, if you want to throw Takashi Miike in there, I mean, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, he'd been doing films for years, but I mean, what did he do this year? Happiness of Catacurus. What was it? The Happiness of Catacurus. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. And Visitor Q, yeah. Oh, and Visitor Q, yeah. And Visitor Q, which I, yeah, of course, watching. And Bill Paxson's. The directorial debut. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I'm sure we'll be getting into. Into the yeah, the frailty. Yeah. Um and Chan yeah, Wook Park. But, he was another one. You know? Yeah, Chan Wook Park, who I actually really do like. Uh, Chan Wook Park is probably, I guess, my favorite Asian director. Wow. Because I don't nice. really have many. <laughs> mine is uh, mine is Shimizu, who, who did a movie this year. I would I would have to say, man, there's a few, man, but Takashi Mika is up there. Like I, I'm I'm mounting this Don really Coscarelli. massive. Yeah, oh, yeah, Coscarelli. Yeah. Yep. Wait, what Coscarelli do this year? Uh, Bubba Hotep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I had to skip it. I saw that one one time and I didn't care for it much. Oh, it's it's, it. it's fun. It's fun. Uh, Herschel, Herschel Gordon Lewis. I should have gone back. I, I probably would have. I know. Yeah, Herschel, right, I know. Herschel Gordon Lewis doing a sequel, which was. Actually, not that prevalent this year either. I, I, I don't think that's something that we uh, talked about. Um, uh, not really a lot of sequels. Like, I mean, like, there was a few sequels this year. What Blade Two came out this year? Yeah, it, very original year in terms of the films that were coming out. I mean, uh, not a whole lot of vampire films, not a whole lot of werewolf films. It, it seemed a lot of man. There was a lot of Japanese ghost stuff too, but um, it seemed like there was a lot of like you know this two serial killer films like Ted Bundy and Dahmer. Actually, uh, great Night Stalker. Night Stalker as well. Yeah, Richard. Technically, Ramirez. I mean, there was Hunting Humans too, which was I mean, 
it's not like a biopic. I don't I want to get in that biopic conversation <laughs> again, but Hunting Humans was kind of like a well, serial killer type film too. A surprise hit for fictional. 2002. It's, it's fictional. But, it seemed uh, like a so, fair mix of everything, honestly. It didn't seem like, besides the Asian films, nothing really overpowered anything else. Uh, I would say that the the most amount of films are, are probably the Japanese ghost stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably watched about nine Asian films from this year. Hmm. So yeah, 20% I, I watched, of the films. I watched nine, but I mean, it was all over the place. There was, you know, films from Hong Kong. There was uh, yeah. Japanese. South yeah, that's, that's why I said Asian, because some were Korean, some yeah. were Japanese, some were Chinese. <laughs> exactly, so, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, so, those are kind of all the little things I wanted to bring up. You guys have any other thoughts on 2002? Any any notable things about the year? That you noticed? That you noticed? <laughs> I found some hidden gems, as far as I'm concerned. One will be on my list when we get to it. But a couple, you know, even if we just start talking about some of these movies randomly, I found a couple of hidden gems that I would recommend to people that didn't yeah. make my list. I found and, a couple of hidden gems, too. And I also found a couple of films uh, that I liked from 2002 that I'd seen, I hadn't seen since 2002, you know, around the time they came out that I ended up, that I didn't care for when, they first, when I first watched them, that I ended up really liking now. Yes. You know, yeah, I've had I, a few of those too. I yeah, tried yeah. to explain, you know, in 2002, like I was in a weird place in my life. Like I was just finishing up college and I was grumpy because I was going to have to pay back a huge fucking, you know, student loan and shit. And I just really didn't care about anything, you know, that was going on at the time. Like I really couldn't take everything. I'd watch films and be like, okay, fuck that was shitty. Um, and I did try to explain it because I, I worked on films too and I just found faults with everything. So I hated everything. So it wasn't really a fair assessment back in those days to, I, well, to really honestly, watch the these general. Films. The general horror fans hated everything for the next couple years. I guess. I, I guess. No, they. I was did. trying to I'm find telling- like I'm, Bubba Hotep. I really enjoyed when I first watched. It, I loved it back in the day, and now I remember that was one. I remember watching Carrie. No. Oh really? Hated. I did not like it one bit. But that was probably because I was 22 years old, naive, and I'm like, well, this is a fucking TV remake. I'm like, this is bullshit. There was nothing changing well, in my I'll mind back in those exactly days. I'll tell you exactly why. You know, it's just the, the world it's, it's kind like of a different time in my life, right? So the world also two modes. One, because now we're used to remakes. We've accepted them as part of what's going on. Back then, it was fresh, and everybody hated them. Yeah. And two, Angela Bettis has. Mm-hmm went on to become a lot of people's, you know, they, they like, people like Angela Bettis. And I think those two things really makes Carrie, Carrie, uh, the 2002 remake retroactively good, Mm -hmm. or at least not as bad as everybody thought. Yeah. You know what? I saw it after May. I didn't see it in 2002. So I'd seen May and then, you know, a few years later I saw Carrie. (laughs) So maybe that's why I liked it because it was, she, you know, there's other good parts to it that I like, but I mean, the fact that she was the lead, there was already a selling point for that movie when I saw it. And not know? not only her, but there's a lot of recognizable faces in Carrie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got oh, a hell good yeah, cast. hell yeah. It's got, it's got Katie in there. Yeah. Yeah, Catherine I saw that. Though. I saw that on TV in 2000. I'm bad with names, but the teacher's name. Uh, I'm not sure who's. Uh, what, uh, Rena Sofer. Oh, she's hot. Yeah, yeah she's, she's so hot, man. <laughs> yeah, I we saw also have. On TV uh, and I hated it. I hated it on tv i like laughably hated it and that was another one i really enjoyed revisiting yeah i yeah. really think it does have to do with a point where you are in life because again i'm the same age as mood so again i was finishing up college i was miserable 
Well, yeah, we're literally like a couple weeks apart. Yeah. Well, everybody yeah. was miserable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was a tough time. I mean, I literally was. I I go my school that I went to three colleges in four years, so I moved around a lot. I was miserable. I was partying, doing just doing way too much. Was in a bad place. Nine eleven, of course, happened. Nine eleven, you know, I was you know fifteen miles away from it, you know. So you know, I came out of school because they they obviously called classes and see the big mm-hmm. smoke, you know, see the cloud in the air, you know, nothing's on the radio. You know there's a terrorist attack. You know, it's just a shitty time. So the last thing, you know, on your mind for the next few years was... Yeah, honestly, it was. I remember uh, for the next few years after 9-11, everybody being kind of grumpy and just depressed. Yeah. It's amazing how it affects everybody. Like, I'm all the way in Vancouver in British Columbia, Canada, and that the 9-11 attacks actually affected me. I had a... I had a uh, session. I just got back to school and um, actually it was my first recording session. Well, my second recording session with this band. And uh, by chance, one of the band members, his brother worked in the, in one of the towers and was killed that day. Oh, good. Like, I, like that just goes to prove how, like, how small the world actually really is. Yeah. So, yeah, everything got put off and I ended up not even recording these guys until 2002, right? Because it took him a long time to get, you know, things together after that and stuff and you know this is in obviously in september of 2001 so it's it's weird how everything kind of affects and yeah i mean i totally agree you know different times in your life and things just mm-hmm. aren't as good man i mean like i said i have a couple films in here that actually i didn't like as much <laughs> yeah, me too. Too, so yeah. I, that's kind yeah of, i've had a couple of those as well yeah I had more go up though. I got to say that that's one good, that's one thing I could say about the movies I watched for this year was that uh, some I you know thought were just okay, and I guess they require that third viewing, and, and that's what it was. <laughs> the third, the, yeah, yep. the third viewing. Review, it's, Dave. Yes, yeah, yeah, well, reviewing. <laughs> yeah, when it's three decades apart, then that's that, that's why you actually saw ninety nine <laughs> movies. You watched each film three times. <laughs> <laughs> did, did did anybody actually watch? I was just looking at the list. Fangs from 2002. That was no. another killer animal film. Killer bats. No. 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 I know the movie. I just, I've never seen it before. Though. Honestly, I, some of these films that you're mentioning, like I didn't even realize were 2002 films. I had a list of like 60, 70 films and I pretty much went off of that. It had uh, the big did, ones on there. <laughs> did anybody catch, uh, catch, catch, um, attack of the Cockface killer from 2002? <laughs> <laughs> it's a real movie. I'm not joking. Was that made by Jeremy? No, oh. it is, it's a, it's a real movie. It, that, what? what the hell list are you reading? I didn't even fucking hear that one. Oh, this is way down on the IMDb list. Okay. <laughs> From, oh, one without like a artwork picture and stuff it's like a horror <laughs> porno <laughs> yeah it says there's nothing known about this please contribute this is a horror porno if you this read the five friend it's still gladiator look- yeah if you're still looking it- <laughs> they're still waiting for crowdfunding right now for it ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, shit well if that's gonna wrap up our little discussion on 2002 Without further ado, we should probably get into our top ten list. What do you what, what y'all thinking? Are we ready? Yes, let's do yeah, the let damn thing. Let me just write thing. my top ten real quick. Yeah, actually, I gotta I gotta finalize mine too. Actually, yeah, just, just I give bring me, this uh, one over. Give me I, give me a week. <laughs> I literally <laughs> just changed pro- my number ten. <laughs> probably probably the most unprofessional thing. Everyone's like, okay, finalize <laughs> this list, boys. <laughs> we'll be back with you guys in a minute. Yeah. So, who is uh, going first for? 
top that or number ten. That would number be 10. me. That is going to be the fitness monk. All right, <laughs> the fitness monk. Yeah, let me let me just say one thing. My top ten. I don't want to say it's crazy or anything, but I left <laughs> off a lot of heavy hitters. Why? Man, I am so fucking excited right now to hear everyone's top. I think all of our top ten lists are going to be so different. Well, here's the deal. I, <laughs> I like honestly, this. JP, I, I, didn't, I went by your system. I went which by is my ratings. Rating, the which is ratings. Because I know you said, are you going by ratings or are you going all illogical? <laughs> but I went with ratings, and believe it or not, I had a ton of eights. A ton of eights, and that was my cutoff. So I literally was okay. That makes sense. Almost wow. So so normally what I do a ton of eights, man. That's yeah. That's the least amount of any number that I had. (laughs) Sometimes what I do if I have an eight and I have an eight and I have an eight, then I kind of just go on which one I like more instead of which one's better. And that's what I did. Okay, that's what I did. I I get what you're saying. And that's what I did. You're going to notice a theme throughout my top ten as to the certain types of films that show up. Okay. Honestly, this is the first time I've ever ranked a list just by the rating. I've never done this before. It's a different list than your top 10 favorite films, usually. It's the top 10 best ones that you've seen. You I know, guess I guess it's yeah, I, you know me, I it's always like just these are the ones I like, you know. Yeah. So well, cuz when we did 2015, you ranked your films off of your favorites and Dave and uh, you and Brandon did your favorites and me and Dave did by rating. Yeah, my number uh, 2 film was like a lower rating than Yeah, some it of looks my... weird when you write it down, I'll tell you no, that. No, it, it really did cuz I remember Gunwoman was number 3 on my list and I had a 10 out of 10 and then my number 2 was <laughs> was not a 10. Moods, my number 4 was a 10. <laughs> a, girl, a girl walks home so, alone at night was a ten, and my number just, one was a nine and a half. <laughs> we're just confusing the shit out of people right now. Like, how can you make a list like that? No, I went uh, back. I'm like, my number four should have been number one, but whatever. It was a yeah. good year. All right, yeah. you guys ready? Yeah, yes. we're ready, man. All right. From Japanese director Hideo Nakata, who's responsible for such films as Ringu and Ringu Two, comes my number ten pick, Dark Water. Yeah, I actually kind of expected to see that around I there. Love so, this film. I remember liking it back in the day. Dude, it's the biggest fucking downer ever. Dude, yeah. I I do that like a goddamn drama, fucking teary eyed end. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I'm like, you know, like, I, just, I said to my wife, I'm like, don't look at me right now. Don't look at me. I, <laughs> I think I'll this. tell you one thing. I don't like the end. I love wow. the end. Really? Uh, I, I don't think like. Really I, I like the what happens at the end, but I don't like a sort of resolution at the very end. Oh, you don't like the, the prologue thing? Oh, the prologue. The main yeah. character. Oh, I, I actually epilogue, like the prologue. The epilogue. Yeah, the, pro- the epilogue. Pardon me. <laughs> me trying to sound off. Yeah, time. that's oh, what yeah, I don't like. Jesus, I felt I like the powerfulness. <laughs> Fuck, Jesus Christ, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Which one is worse? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it's it's a heartbreaking film, but it's also kind of like inspiring and and oh poetic in a way. Yep. Yeah, for, for people who don't know the basic story, I don't know if we want to do this, but I'll just do it with no, this one. No, you real can, thing. you can give a brief. Okay, it's it's about a woman who's in the middle of a really tough divorce, and she'll basically do anything to keep and protect her daughter. And basically, it means they she has to move into this dilapidated apartment. 
to be close to work. And as it turns out, this apartment complex is haunted by a little girl who disappeared over a year ago. Now, how it plays out from there, obviously, if you haven't seen it, check out the movie. But it's creepy. It's gut-wrenching. It's yeah. sad. It's but, mm-hmm. but I also yeah. found the, the ending to be quite, I don't know, like, like I said, poetic. Po- yeah, poetic, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those films that you got to be really patient with. Yes. You know, if, if you don't like really slow burns and especially foreign slow burns. And, you, and long you know, as well. This and is long. Ran 100 it, minutes or know, so. This movie is definitely not for everybody. Um, if you've seen the remake, uh, <laughs> the remake <laughs> not, is not even close to as good as this one. No. Even though it has. Uh, yeah, I, was, I was just about to say, even though it has Jay Connolly in it. Yeah, Jennifer Connolly. She's my lifetime crush. But. Uh, yeah, definitely check out this one. It's good though, right? One of the things that I, I liked about the film is that sort of when you find out what happened to the girl, uh, that's sort of like an urban legend that was kind of proven true. Like it, not exactly what happens to her, but the you know what I, I, some of you guys probably know about the the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I loved that. I, I I almost thought you could have maybe. I done it a little different, but it made so much like I love the concept of that. I am did I the, like that. Am I the only one that like just loses their shit? Like I was gagging. I, I gag every, like I never hair, I've hair never, in the hair in the hair. Yes, and maybe <laughs> there's something maybe about once that in a film ever. Oh my god, I just can't. There's certain things I just can't do, and I'm just like, oh, the hair pulling out of the mouth. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, if there's a hair in my if there's a hair in my food, that's it. The meal's over. Yeah, if it's not yours, it's like <laughs> if I oh can't tell, God. the meal's over. <laughs> that's so bad. Yeah, oh, I got gray yeah. hair now too, so sometimes I can't tell. It's gray. It's black. It's like okay, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's frizzy. I'm like I don't have frizzy hair. Just be happy yeah. it's there. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Uh... <laughs> I'm losing some hair now, so that's I don't know. I hear someone complaining about hair. I'm like, no, no. Uh, I've I've been rocking a horseshoe for a few years now. It sucks. Uh, I, I'm 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 wearing a, a yarmulke actually. Nice. Yeah, yeah. If I had it, my people, for those of you who don't know, right? I, I should convert. If I convert it, I can wear it everywhere, and I look like I have a full head of hair. You got a yarmulke on right now, man. I'm wearing a bandana <laughs> like Tupac right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> One looks like Tupac. One looks like Isa, Ira Rosenbaum. It, it would it would be nice to be bald, so I w- wouldn't have to cut my hair because I hate getting my hair cut. But God knows that my genetics ain't gonna let that happen. No, it's definitely not gonna fail you, man. <laughs> Hope not. I thought mine were good. <laughs> Just telling you. So dark water, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. You like choice? It. Yeah. I. You know. I'm a fan of Asian horror films, and it was nice to go back to 2002 and see so many heavy hitters in Asian was, horror. Was that a first time watch? No. Okay. This was this was probably like a third time watch, maybe, but it had been a long time. When I got into Asian horror, probably probably around this time, yeah. uh, I was just watching them nonstop, trying to watch as many as possible. And then, of course, discovered Asian horror, uh, Italian horror, and, <laughs> and then Which I odd, discovered. Asian oddly horror. enough, there's no Italian films. No, in this year, maybe that cockface one is Italian. <laughs> we can only hope, right? Yeah, <laughs> hope so. It's a big sausage. 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 
You. Yeah. Right, so uh, I guess you're done. On that. My rating for Dark Water is an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Okay. So I was going next, and the film that comes in at number ten for me is one that uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to see, but I, I ended up seeing it, and that is uh, Malfique. Ah, nice. I, I believe this is uh, French. Uh, it is a French film. It, it follows a group of prisoners, four cellmates, uh, who were in a prison that is very kind of weird. It, it's it's nasty. I love the look of the film and the setting, and it really spends almost the entire film in this prison cell. Contained horror, could you say? In a way, but I wouldn't say that that's really contained horror because no. contained horror is really a the the containment being sort of the the yeah like they ha- they're forced almost. into that place yeah, yeah. Uh, and although these characters are forced it's yeah. not really a threat yeah not and I think that's the difference but the characters are very interesting um, Marcus <laughs> who wants to be a woman is kind of the bully of the group so yeah. it's kind of weird. And then there's, like, a retarded dude who's also weird. He's, like, disabled, intellectually, mentally (laughs) disabled. He eats everything, cockroaches included. Uh, Oh, yummy, yummy. There's the old-timer and the newbie in there. And, honestly, this film just goes and it goes, and you're like, what the hell is going on? There's, like, witchcraft or, like, like a satanic Bible they find in a wall, and they start doing all this weird stuff. And there's just really genuine what-the-fuck scenes where you're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) And I I very much enjoyed it. The filmmaking here is is very good. And the only complaint that I kind of had was sort of the the payoff and, like, the final end. And at first I was like, oh, man, this – I don't like this. But then I was like, it's kind of, I guess, different enough to where maybe one time seeing an ending like that, I can accept it. But at the same time, I'm just not sure. I, I almost feel like the story they were telling was much bigger than what happened at the end. And I did feel a little bit disappointed with the ending. Uh, so I take it, Moods, you didn't get a chance to see this one, huh? No, just you, you know what you can continue to do, though? Just rub it in a little more. <laughs> you know, Moods, I'll try to make you feel better. I, I happen to see it. And you know what? To be honest, even though it probably it may or may not show up on my top ten, I'll just tell you right now, it was it was pretty good. i do that to you all the time (laughs) all right i can save it maybe i can hold remember when jp mentioned something about the ending yes well okay this movie that was my that was my issue with it 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 was too easily predicted but not just that they didn't it didn't have to be that way they showed you something in the last minute that that made me it reminded me of something that happened earlier, and therefore I was able to, you know, project the ending. If they wouldn't have done that, I would have forgotten about that, and it would have been it would have worked better. Mm-hmm. But for me, honestly, though, I still give it an eight out of ten. It, but it did not make my list because of that. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, I think this film is bizarro. It's weird enough. I feel like somebody like Jeremy would like have multiple orgasms with it. <laughs> Um, just because uh, it's French, him, it's French. <laughs> Do you it's think weird. I could have watched my copy with uh, without English subtitles and made it out okay? No, you no. would have been like, "What's this dude with tits Cause, doing?" Well, it, yeah, because you're like, "Why?" There's a dude with tits. <laughs> it's weird. It's really weird. I, I like that about it. Normally, some not normally, but sometimes 
a film can throw me off where I just think it's being a little too artsy and you know it's so fisted in. But this one, this one fisted worked. in. Yeah. <laughs> fist, fist me what are you that guy in irreversible that sounded so vicious like fisted of course Ugh. it's gonna make jp's list with a uh, uh, saying like fisted in <laughs> come on fist me okay. just like that guy fisted in i'm in oh yeah but anyway this one i i really did like it i what i honestly was getting a little burnt out on watching films with subtitles at this time and I liked it so much that I instantly was just did not even care. And I watched it at my computer actually and you know, normally I hate doing that too, but I, I was down with the ride. It was uh I think one that was actually under ninety minutes or yes. was ve- very close to ninety minutes. So that was under. Th- that was uh really cool. And I enjoyed it. I definitely did. Eight out of ten. Excellent. Nice. Cool beans. Yeah, moods. Eight out of ten. Hmm. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> that, that's that's my uh, response right there. <laughs> so well, hopefully, I, I hopefully your copy stuff. shows up. Hopefully, your copy eventually shows up, and you get. A I bet you to shows see. up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, probably will. That sucks, man. That that's too bad. I thought you would have got it in time. Yeah. Bastards. Th- oh. Thank you, Dave. By the way, for sending <sighs> a copy. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, welcome. Dave. Oh, you're welcome. I I just feel bad. You know, what everyone moves. Oh, it's okay, man. It's all good <laughs> yeah. in the hood. <laughs> 50 films and didn't even see Malefique. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? That's weak sauce. <laughs> All right, so uh, Dave, you're up next. All right, now listen, I, I, got a, I got a question for you, JP, because you're the master of uh, the scoring. Everything? <laughs> the, the scoring on this show, not everything. Um, check it out. Literally, this just happened. I just said it early. I don't know if anybody heard me, but I said I literally just changed my number 10. And I wasn't joking. It was... Uh, and I, I don't know how it happened. We were just sitting here shooting the shit. And for some reason, I, I just thought about my list for a second. And all of a sudden, I thought about the number that the movie that was number 10 and then another movie that I left off. And I said to myself, if you could watch one of these movies right now or tomorrow, which one do you want to watch more? And the one that I left off the list became the answer. So I was like, hmm, maybe this should be my number 10. You literally changed your list? <laughs> That's I was, awesome. Yeah, but here's the deal. One was rated an 8.5, and it was the one in the 10 slot, but the one that was rated an 8 was the one that's off it, and I want to put the one that's off it, that's an 8, on the list. Okay, so one, you rated the first one wrong, or you rated the second one wrong, or you just <laughs> like that one more and you want it on your list. Both need mm-hmm. to be mentioned, though. <laughs> well, mention it in the honorable mentions, the one that you took off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that that's perfect. Okay, that's okay. Well, I just decided to add this one to. I, I don't know why I even I, I even took it off in the first place because I do like it. And uh, actually, JP, again, this is for you. My my movie is Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever. Yep. So it almost didn't make the list, but I thought about it. I said, you know what? That was a good fucking movie, and it, it, for the time, especially, nobody was making a story like that. I hate to oh. tell you, that's a uh, 2016 release. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, what am I thinking? <laughs> I, I honestly do think Cabin Fever stands out in these films. When you when you look at the entire list, Cabin Fever stands out as being something different than most of them. Sure was. Why were I they think... making movies about that? You know what I mean? They're about skin and fucking virus and shit. That wasn't happening at this time. 
Yeah, well, Eli Roth was on a uh, holiday somewhere and yep. he caught a flesh-eating virus. And yeah. he was like, this is scary. It's terrifying. My skin's yeah, falling man. off. Let's make a movie about it. I love it. that that shit's based oh. on like a real – like something that really happened to him. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Scary now, as Dave, fuck. D- Dave, you must have been scared watching this because I know you don't like that kind of stuff. Oh, I could tell a really nasty story about flesh-eating, but I'll, I'll leave that to everyone's oh. imaginations. My buddy – had a little case with that and he pretty much almost died but like where he got it though is fucking he'd be so mad if i if he knew i was telling this right now is i'm your not buddy gonna, dylan I'm, by chance it is not dylan it is not <laughs> dylan but uh it's just it's pretty much the most brutal thing i've ever heard of and seen in my life oh god Let's put it that way. it's nasty i'll tell you guys after <laughs> off air i'm not going to share that with everybody but uh now our listeners are gonna be pissed. <laughs> I can't. I can't tell this story, man. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's really yeah. fucking bad. Looking forward to it then. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess it's my go. Well, okay. I, I don't really think he said much about it, but oh, uh... <laughs> no, just, no, we don't. We don't have to be super professional here. Dave, continue. Oh, okay. Um, what, what, what am I talking about? No. Um, <laughs> okay. You know what it is? You know why I initially knocked it off the list just for a, a minute? Because it was to an my... 8 out of 10 and not an 8.5? Very good. Yes. <laughs> Could be but a number you, thing, yeah. You know why it was an 8, not an 8.5? Was I noticed that I got tired of all the fucking quirky characters. It was like overdone. Like everybody they met was a fucking wackadoo, like, except for the people in the group. You know, it was just like, I, I don't know. The cop was a nut. The other guy was a nut. They had the kid, the, the people at just... the end. It just, it got to be overkill, I thought. Like, Argeno, he was known to have a quirky character or two, you know, per a movie or here or there, maybe even just one. But, I don't know. When they encountered other people, well, it was usually played straight. I and think I'm not it's because... Let me ask you something. I, 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 I do agree that that the characters are, I guess, a, a little too wacky. I, I mean, that is kind of my number so. one. I don't think so at all. The I, film. I think the characters are like that because of where it's kind of set. Like, isn't it kind of set like in this kind of hillbilly type area and stuff? I mean, yeah. Don't you kind of. I mean, it's kind of a stereotype, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's kind of expected because it is a stereotype, right? Yeah, but the cop, everything. I don't know. It's just Deputy yeah. Winston. Winston. Yeah, I love Winston as a character. But when you compile that in a film that is is very serious, and then you add on top the, uh, you know, the pancakes, and on top the chick <laughs> cutting the pig, and and everybody, I, I I'm yeah. kind of with Dave on this because I do feel like it does become a bit much at times. I love it at at the same time, but I know that it's kind of probably can hurt the film too. Yeah, that's what it did. Just a little bit, you know. It's back on the list. It just. I just, you know, I wish they wouldn't have, uh, I don't know, to me they overkilled it. But the other characters are all interesting, you know, the, the gang that we're hanging out with, and they're all good. That bowling story is fucking great. I, I'd love to see them make a whole movie of that. I'm pretty sure that story is based on reality. I think I remember Eli Roth tell, telling that in the commentary. Really? Could be wrong, though. Yeah. Wow. In which commentary? Isn't there like 49 on the DVD? Or yeah, there's right? five. Yeah, that's fucking insane. Close to 49. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I just really like to. Let me ask you something. Can can anyone tell the listeners um, who the gun was for? Oh, that the old guy had at the beginning. <laughs> you know, 
quote for quote. <laughs> I could say it. I could say and get away I, with it. You're the only one who could say it. I know, but I, but I won't. Hey, I'm the one that's looking like Tupac right now. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to say it because uh, of his headgear? <laughs> that's great, Brandon. That's great. <laughs> you actually made me speak to so for a second. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should say that. Yeah. God, one of the most quirky moments in the, in the film, though. Love yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. It's right. so funny. Come on. I mean, who couldn't laugh at that? It's hilarious. Yeah. It, it, it's... I almost feel like that part of the film isn't even like part of the film. Like that's like an, I feel like the film has already ended and it's like, he just threw that in for fun. I'm with <laughs> you. Yeah. Feels that way. Yeah. It's like an add on scene. Yeah. Like the shit they did at the end of curse of Chucky, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Dave, what is the rating on cabin fever? Well, uh, it was an eight now because I, I bumped it for an eight and a half. Does, do I got to make it an eight and a half now? Do you think it's, uh, it's a change? I, I, it's up to you. Does it feel like an eight and a half or just an eight? Well, I want to watch it more than a movie I rated eight and a half because the other movie I think is a better made movie, but I just don't think I want to watch it again and again. You know what I mean? So you're going to give an extra point, uh, half point for rewatch value then? There you go. Let's do it. Eight and a half. Eight point two five. It is. <laughs> all right moves. yeah uh, jeremy grade grade 8.25 he tried that shit early on in the show i heard I was it like get out of here <laughs> it was funny though it was real obvious it was like 8.17 or something he said you know it was yeah it was totally like... just to bust balls <laughs> that was funny <laughs> all righty so coming in at number 10 for me is coming out of the uh, the Asian persuasion of films here, and it's by probably one of my favorite Asian directors. This guy has done so much stuff that I absolutely love. Uh, different genres, of course, and this is uh, probably. Uh, I mean, both films that he directed in two thousand two are bizarre. This one right here is just so much fun, and it's the happiness of the Catacurus. The movie is so fucking fun it's quirky as all living hell this is a movie that jp would probably hate the living shit out of i'm not gonna lie i don't think you would probably care for this too much yeah i don't think you would either because it is really really strange this movie right here okay just i'm gonna read the back of this because it, it says it perfectly <laughs> it says the happiness of catacurus combines scenes of grotesque stop motion animation surreal musical numbers and zombies to make one of the finest horror comedies ever made <laughs> but it's so perfect isn't it isn't it brandon it is it's it's like this movie has some of the funnest characters too. And I think one thing with this movie, why a lot of people don't really understand it and stuff, maybe the translation of comedy is lost between, you know, between, uh, you know, Asia and, you know, Western world. I don't know. But to me, I find it works perfect. I think some of the comedic elements and the timing of a lot of the jokes and stuff are so perfect. They're executed perfectly in this film. Yeah, and a lot of this film is a satire on American films, especially the musical numbers. And I think that's why it works so well in yeah. this film. I think that's, you know, you kind of pick up on that and you're like, yeah, you're totally, you're spoofing, you're spoofing America right there. But it's then again, cool. this movie also has scenes that, like, I mean, even the opening scene just has nothing to do with the movie. No, and, and that's what I like about it. it it's oh, so, yeah. it's, it's so Takashi Miike to do yeah. something like this. But man, I tell you, when the stop motion animation comes in, it's so 
it's like it's relentless fun man it's just so cool it's so well done it's awesome but i love one thing i I love about this film is the setting i love the fact that they have like this this kind of bed and breakfast type deal and it's like in the middle of fucking nowhere it's like a joke (laughs) in itself it's so funny and then they get all these random characters walking through and oh i need a place to stay and by chance all these people just keep dying (laughs) they keep dying so so they don't want to they don't want to like stir up they don't want this shit to get out because they don't really have a lot of business at is as is so what they do is they bury these bodies you know out in the woods kind of deal and it, of course it comes back you know to haunt them a little bit and stuff but of course you have all this happening with these really ridiculous music numbers and like that are honestly written pretty well they're funny yeah. They're acted out well. Good Corey. Sing along. Sing along style. Sing along style. And JP is just hating life right now. You can, yeah, you he's can, like, what the like, hell are they talking about? Every moment of this film right now. But Sounds man, dumb. this, this I movie, agree. it's so much, <laughs> it's so much fucking fun, man. It's, Did you ever it's, see the uh, South Korean one that's based on the quiet family loosely I, based on? I have not seen that actually. Not, neither have I. I've just, I'd be interested to see if it's as bad shit as this is. I just, oh my god, this movie is so much fun. And it's long, though. You know, this one, yeah, like, 113 long. minutes. But, it, you know, to be honest, there's never really a dull moment in the film because there's so much going on with weirdness with the characters and, like, all the buildups to, like, the, the musical numbers. And, you know, it's kind of like a, it's like a drama, you know. I, like, what do you think the full classification would be on this? I, um, I have it it's written hard, as a comedy, fantasy, musical, horror concoction. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which is pretty, what it is. It's, that's, that's good fantasy too. And, oh man, it, it's just such a blast. Definitely not for everybody. I would no. not, I couldn't recommend this to everybody. Like I said, right off the top, I said, well, JP is definitely going to hate this film with every ounce of his passion that he has. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's such a shame that you're not open to this stuff, man, because you never know. You never know, man. I watch. You're this telling one. me I'm not gonna like it, and then you're like, "You should be more no, no. open to films you're not gonna like." <laughs> no, no, watch no, some I'm, clips I'm, of it on YouTube and about, see if I'm, it... I'm talking about like. Well, that's it. That's why I said because I already knew right off the top that you were not gonna be interested in this one whatsoever. But who knows? You know, you give it a shot or whatever. I watch this with my wife, and, and she's like, five minutes, ten minutes in the film, she's like, she kind of looks at me, and she's like, "What the fuck are we watching, man?" <laughs> you know, she kind of gives me that look. And by the end of the film, she's like, "That shit was hilarious. I loved it." Dude, you I know, watched this with my father, and he had an absolute fucking blast with this. And I think yeah. my enjoyment of this film went up from the first time I saw it, not only because that Arrow release is beautiful, but because he was laughing his ass off and enjoying every single minute of it. And this mm-hmm. is not a film that I would think he would like. Yeah. But, I mean, but he had a blast with it. Yeah. So many I, funny characters. I just I love the watch fact. It. I gotta watch it. I, I, I love Asian horror, and I like Mikkei. You know, but I, I've avoided this movie based on on what I know and what I've heard. Yeah, but I, like I the musical numbers and stuff. Yeah, y- you know what? I, yeah. I have a screener of this and didn't even know it. Well, we wow. should have it so you could at least check. Oh it yeah, out. because it was released by Arrow. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I wish somebody would have told me about it because then I would have watched it. No, it was on. I think it was originally on Brandon's list that he had. Yeah, like list. that name. Like I'm ever gonna remember that name. Like I'm never gonna even know <laughs> that. Like I wouldn't even know when I had it. There's not you know, a lot of titles from this year that are that long, like The Happiness of the Catechurus or however you pronounce it. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. This shit, like, I got to check out some of the features on this. It's man, got because... some really funny scenes, JP. Not, yeah. I mean, not to go in depth with it, but the it's... first kill in particular oh, is a guy who commits suicide and he has a knife with him the whole time, but instead of using the knife, he uses the key from the bed and breakfast. <laughs> and then there's a scene where the father's guy, and it's like, 
Why did he use our key? The knife is right there. <laughs> exactly. I just like how the whole family's there for every single scene. You yeah. Know, because they have nothing better to do than just to be. Four generations. All, yeah, four generations. All living together. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. This movie's it hilarious. Is. It is. So, yeah, the happiness catechist. Um, I recommend it if you really like your quirky age. I mean, especially if you're a big fan of Takashi Mika because – you know, if you are a fan, you never really know what you're going to get in these films. I mean, look at the movie Dead or Alive. Like, the end of that film goes just batshit, like, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> like, whatever. It doesn't really fit the whole theme of the film, but it does because it's Takashi Miike. Yeah. That's what you're going to get with the happiness category. It's fun as hell. And uh, I'm going to give this one a solid 8 out of 10. It's fantastic. Nice. Really, really good Nice. Film. All right. Back to me, huh? Yep. Yeah. I don't know why I asked. I knew that. All right, so I'm going to keep my number nine pretty short, considering we just talked about it. Takashi Miike's Happiness of the Katakiris. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, shit. Yeah, number <laughs> nine. It has right. to be on the list. It's just, it's just like we were talking about. It's just batshit so insane. Do you want to give a brief synopsis of the... No, yeah, let me tell you a little bit about this film. It's a comedy, fantasy, musical, horror concoction. <laughs> I knew that you had something written down. I was like, how do you classify this thing, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm literally reading from my notes that I took on it. <laughs> I kind of figured that. If you had to came off with that like off the top of your head, that was amazing. No, no, I'm not that creative. Well, I, I I love the film. It was it was so much fun. Uh, definitely, su- definitely surprised me with that one, guys. No, the yeah. great thing about yeah. Mike is look, he, there's Asian films in particular don't stick to this straight like linear narrative. Yeah, and, and his films, he just does not stick to tradi- uh, traditional storytelling. I mean, it's just a cultural thing, and <laughs> with him, it's just. He's just batshit crazy. <laughs> it is so true. I mean, if you even watch his, like, uh, you know, accuse of films and things like that, like, usually, mm. like, the first 20, 25 minutes of the film, you're like, what the, f- what am I, I don't I have no yeah. idea what's going on in these films. You know, it generally is like that. This but one feel, is a little easier to follow. Yeah, but. I feel, I feel like with his total discography, he probably has a bunch of films that are for filmography. Yeah. What, what did I say? Discography. 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 Yeah, he's I'm a musician. Sure he's, not, he's not a musician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the great, mus- great, talented musician Takashi Miike. Yeah, no, there's there's a movie out there for everyone from Miike. So even yeah, if you don't like really this film in particular, definitely check out some of his other films. That's very well put. I, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. 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 On his discography. So uh, <laughs> okay. I said it. I'm like, wait, that that doesn't sound right. <laughs> but you know, he's uh, a DJ. He fucking he's underground in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mixer Mike. <laughs> oh man. You get shit for that. What's right. the uh rating on that Eight one? Eight out of ten. Eight oh, out of ten for happiness two? of that yep. movie. Oh wow, we're right on the same page on that one. Yeah. yeah, exactly on the same page. So my number nine film honestly kind of surprised me because I went into this list knowing that it's one of the more popular films of the year, but I'd never, I don't know. I, I guess I liked it, but, and I honestly, it worked for me at the time that it came out. But since I've always kind of just, you know, brushed it off when I thought about it. And that is Signs. Uh, so Signs coming in at number nine. Yes. Um, you know, the, people point out a lot of dumb shit in Signs. And, and I honestly think that's the only thing stopping it from being like, an amazing movie you know it's 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 pretty good because 
the suspense is honestly really well done in this film. I, I don't really know how to explain it without getting a microscope and really like hmm. dissecting the scene, but it is. It's scary. The idea, the concept is scary. I like how everybody's kind of like nonchalant. Like I feel like it would be more like that instead of panic. Like some of these farm places, like out here where I live, like I don't think everybody would be up in a full blown panic. They would kind of just be doing what they were doing, and the impending doom or the impending unknown that's happening to them is scary. It's it's a scary thing. There's aliens coming, and we don't really know what they're here for. We don't know. We're just learning on the news, and it kind of reminded me of like how the you know twin towers happen and stuff, and everybody's just got their eyes glued to the news. That that's kind of what's going on in science, and it, it really does kind of affect me. It unnerves me. Uh, I I did think that, that there are some problems, such as the 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 you know Mel Gibson's wife, how she's like pinned to the car and stuff like that. You don't like it's that. so stupid. No, it's stupid oh, as hell. It doesn't make any fucking, sense. It's heart wrenching. No, that could happen. You don't. It, you don't. It's think that sad. No. Really? Not like that. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll never know. Well, I mean, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure something along the lines could happen like that, but not the way that that scene played out. Well, even though you're saying it as this interpretation that she's predicting the future, you can take everything at face value. Like, um, what's his name? What's the what's Mel Gibson's character's name? Whatever his uh, name. Is. I don't Father know. Father Crusher. Hess, whatever, Bottom. Merrill's brother, <laughs> whatever. The downbeat ex pastor. Yeah, but he's he basically. I don't think says, that's what he cares about, Brandon. No, but it, it but it's not necessarily a warning sign. She's just having flashbacks of all these great things, you know, from from her no, no, life. Yeah, I, I didn't really comment on that. I think that that's a little cheesy, honestly. But my main thing was I just didn't like how it played out. She's how she's pinned and how she's like still alive and she can you can talk to her for one minute but only one minute it just seems silly and stupid it didn't work for me it's funny i've actually seen that in like other movies before that exact same scene are you talking about like the scary movies yeah <laughs> <laughs> not, not just a scary movie but no like an actual like real <laughs> real you know serious films and things like that yeah, um, I, mean, I don't want to i it. don't want to find out if it's possible but it, it just it felt a little possible. lame to me I, just, I, I think it, I think it technically actually is medically possible. I think that's what's keeping you alive is basically just that pinch, right? So look, it, remember I'm not in, saying uh, that it's not color? keeping you alive, but the, the way the that it happened, the way that she's able to talk to him and and be and there's this moment, it just feels unreal. And granted, aliens coming down and wearing tinfoil hats and going to a planet with water, even though that's what hurts them. So. I don't bother me. How about this? How about if she was pinned from the head down to the waist and her vagina spoke to him? (laughs) (laughs) You know, a a real chatterbox. Okay, now now we're just getting into like, you know, ridiculous. It it wasn't necessarily what's going, it wasn't the specifics of the scene. It's just the whole scene in general. The the way. It is a little sad when when he first, when they tell him and stuff. Yeah, man, that's sad to me. It it, it it just the way it plays for me has always not worked. 
And I don't know exactly what it is, but it just comes off cheesy to me. It's M. Night style. I feel like he does that in a lot of his movies. And I'm a fan of his, and I like most of his movies. But I, I know what you're saying. It has a certain feel to it that, yeah, that, I, I that find shows this movie up in a lot be... of them. What's oh, that? man, this movie is just depressing right from the start. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, like right from the start. The whole movie's super depressing. Everybody in this film is so downbeat, and they have reason to be. They have reason to be sorry. Um, of course, with the in the wife dying and things, and the whole family's going through all these, you know, these turmoils, and it makes sense. But my God, man, the whole film is just like total downbeat, and I just, I, I don't really get a lot of enjoyment out of this film. I'm not saying it's a terrible film. You, you talked about the suspense earlier and things. I don't honestly, I don't really think it's that great. I, I, I think it's just it's not bad. It's it's, it's completely well crafted, dude. I don't, I honestly well don't, I, yeah, honestly I enjoyed don't, it. I honestly don't think they are. I think it's executed beyond slow and boring to the point where you're losing interest in the scenes. And I don't think they have, I don't think those scenes are packed enough punch to really kind of bring me back into it. I think, I honestly, I think it's just, it's a lack of, you know, ambition with the characters and stuff. I mean, I understand. Yeah, I get it. They're, they're going through shit, but for fuck's sakes, man, as a, as a viewer for me, I'm just like, okay, I get it. <laughs> like fuck everyone everyone's having a rough time man you know I, I don't know man this one i just i cannot get into this movie for the life of me for the life of me i just it doesn't do anything for me but that's just me that's sad man because it, it's it's if you if you can be affected I by watch, it, it I w- is great yeah, yeah, I yeah should be mo- like- you should be more open to films like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no seriously watched, though, if, if you can like find comb and i was just like i was literally just like you know taking it all in and stuff and i'm like how many fine oh. combs have you watched? <laughs> I see, the thing is, I don't own many combs because I have a horseshoe, so it's far in between. You know, I'm bald, man. I'm fucking bald. But <laughs> how many fucking combs around here, man? It's a joke. Um, but I don't know, man. I, but the thing is, I do get it. You know, I do fully understand why people dig this film, and I get that. I I really do. It's just from myself, man. Right from I don't I. I have a hard time with films that are downbeat from the beginning right to the end. You know, it's like, you know, see me, I'm just like, you know me, I'm always fucking laughing. I need some type of enjoyment. I'm just like, my God, like, could this get any more abysmal? Like, it's so depressing. It's so fucking depressing. I just don't know what that's the story, though. His wife is dead and he lost his faith. And which I having a And yes, in which I was enjoying life. that's what it that's the story that's what it's I know. supposed to be like in which i'm just getting to and that's exactly what i was leading myself into it's the story itself i don't really care for it it's just too downbeat for myself yeah um you know and i like that you know honestly like some of the alien like cgi stuff i, I remember it being way worse than it actually is i still found it to be you know chilling uh when when they're in the basement that whole scene in the basement when the lights go out and stuff, dude, my heart actually thumps when that scene's going on. It's intense. Really? Like, yeah. even Joaquin Phoenix's character, man, like, you know, he was this baseball player and then he's no more. And so, like, everyone is just, like, has the worst story. <laughs> it's fucking... Yeah, sometimes in life, people have bad stories. Yeah, I understand that. But I'm just saying, everybody? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. I mean, I could walk, like, you know, a couple of miles down the road and I'll show you... 20 people all in the same area that have the same way worse bad story than that. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I probably could too, but I mean it doesn't mean I have to like it though. 
No, no. I do like that basement scene you're talking about. There's like a moment where it's almost like in slow motion where you see Mel Gibson's face where it's and he's like, I'm not ready. And it's I don't know the way it's shot. It's just like, yeah, it's again. I'm the the fucking outcast again. Yeah, no, this is, you know, people do give this movie crap and not in the way that moods is people genuinely say that it's, you know, bad and. And no, I'm not saying it's a bad film by any means. Yeah, I'm talking about those assholes. Oh, those and, assholes. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> I think that this is a really well-made movie. And on second watch, you know, or this recent watch, uh, it really did, like, grab me more so than, a, you know, the other films below this one that didn't make my list. And I was really surprised by that. It, it really is kind of a, an effective, chilling film. And I give that one an 8 out of 10 as well. Nice. nice. I give it an eight out of ten as well. I, I, I'm with you. So, uh, one thing I didn't like was the thing at the end, swing for the fences or whatever the fuck it was. Swing Keep away, swing, Meryl. Swing away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that cheesiness kind of t- turned me oh, off. Oh, I but, loved it. But I enjoyed the movie as a whole. Well, more, you know, the, another thing I I've heard people criticize the water thing. The the girl, why there's water everywhere, and they do explain it like the girl yeah, says it's contaminated. Yeah. And people are like, well, that's stupid. Guess freaking what, dude? I used to do that. I, for some reason, every time I would drink like a little bit of water as a kid, I, for some reason, I don't know if it was a temperature change or what, but I didn't, it like grossed me out and I would just leave half full cups of water everywhere. Yeah. Kids do shit like that. And it just plays into the whole story of, you know, do do you see signs? Do you see miracles? There's a lot of conversations, a lot of back and forth and it's just, I like it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, Right on. Moods. I think you're on the. The hating signs bandwagon, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no. that bandwagon bullshit. I, I gave valid reasons. I gave valid reasons. Sometimes. Not really. Just that it was depressing. Did you, though? How, did how, you is, though? how is that not a valid reason? No, I did. Because I, that's not a valid reason. So they didn't like it. I'll give that it, doesn't man. mean that it's bad. That just means that you don't like the, the, the vibe. No, I didn't say the movie was bad. I don't think it's a bad. It's not a bad made film at all. It's just it's too fucking depressing for myself. I, I just that movie just doesn't do shit for me. <laughs> I understand where he's coming from with that. Some people I do too. I'm just busting like your balls. Yeah. You know? yeah, we're just busting your balls. Yeah, yeah I feel like defending him after I you know gave him the there, away. There <laughs> definitely is a lot of people that really do shit on the film and and say that it is you know it's a shitty film, which yeah. is it's pretty unjust though. It's pretty unjust. It's not it's not terrible by any means. I mean. You know, Mel Gibson's probably had better performances before, but I honestly uh, really like his performance. The kid, though, he just was too on. Like he just knew everything. He he always knew the perfect thing to say. It was too manufactured. It wasn't natural enough. Um, the Calkin kid, it's one. I think one of Macaulay Calkin's yeah, brothers I think it's or something. Uh, Rory. Yeah, he, I felt like he just was. It, it was very unrealistic on the way that he was so quick-witted and, and just, you know, he had something you know, to say. That, got, got that, book. That, is, that is a totally <laughs> good point, man, because I noticed the same thing. Yeah, he got the book from the store and he became an but expert. I, in like I just seconds. kept thinking, I'm like, well, he's oh, Macaulay yeah, Culkin's right. younger brother. You know, he's <laughs> probably kind of cool. <laughs> no, is he like the only Macaulay or Macaulay? Macaulay. <laughs> the only Macaulay. He's the only Macaulay. That's still acting? I think Kieran acts. No? Mm. I didn't even know there was more than... It's Kieran, Rory, Macaulay. Yeah. Three of them, man. Yeah. <laughs> Kieran, Rory, and Macaulay. Who, who names their kids those three names? Well, they look at their last name. That's stupid, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> Culkin. Yeah, who I picks that last name? They, all right. It is, actually. 
Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is with that name? <laughs> Culkin. Like, I never really thought about it until you said, like, Culkin? What the fuck is I, what, Every time when I was younger and I would say his name or hear somebody say his name, I didn't know where the first name ended and the last name began. <laughs> it was just all one name. You thought his first name might have been Mika in his last yeah. name? <laughs> LeCalkin? Yeah, I, I just didn't know. It just sounded he like his first name was Mon and his last name was Collie Calkin. <laughs> <laughs> Callie Calkin. Well, honestly, I didn't know exactly what they were saying. I would just be like, Coco. Yeah. <laughs> it's like saying Worcestershire. Yeah. So, just say all quick. right, that's signs. Dave, what do you have for number nine? Oh, okay, number nine. Well, I'm going back to another Hollywood movie. And uh, I'll tell you, this one, when I first came out, I loved it. And then I kind of just forgot about it for a while. And this time watching it again, I got, I, it brought it back for me. And uh, that movie is 28 Days Later. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's they're not zombies. I know this. I'm not going to get into that whole fucking thing. In fact, oh, I'll get into it. Rage liars. Uh, okay, we know what they are. But I still give this movie a lot of credit for helping to kick off that, that genre of, of, of what came later with zombies. Because... They had them running, and then the Dawn of the Dead remake also decided to take, you know, follow follow suit and have theirs running. Mm. So I think, it made, you know... It made sense that they were running because they were just infected people. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it did make total sense. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> but it was, you know, I just enjoyed the movie, and I, I'll tell you what, Walking Dead took a lot from this. And I didn't realize... Even it. the opening scene, right? Oh, yeah. that, I've totally thought the same thing for yep. 100%. Yeah. They took a lot from it, a lot of different. They, uh, they had the the badass black girl with a sword. Well, well, not a sword, but but still, she was pretty badass with her uh, her knife there. And there was other things, just just in general that I, I'm watching, and it's like, wow, Walking Dead. When they get to that one place at the end, uh, the same thing happened to Walking Dead. When you know, and you know, coincidentally, that's the what that kind of knocked it down a little bit for me. When they get to the place and they meet all the guys. It Dude, kind of takes I, a little bit of a turn for the worse, but I, I still love the other stuff. I can't agree with you more. It's always been my biggest gripe with the film. The moment where, yeah. you know, you know, the scene, right? And then they get taken over to the, you know, the military base and stuff. And it's like, uh, I, I, I find it always kind of takes a little bit of a dive from there. But and the worst part is always thought it. It's right after. A real heart wrenching good scene when the father with the father and the daughter and the blood gets great in his scene. eye. Great scene. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. such a powerful scene. Oh that, that, man, he that's that's the away. scene I'm talking about, man. Yeah, that it's, scene. It's, and the military shows high. up, and yeah, and then boom, it changes tone immediately. And I don't think it goes to shit. I just much preferred all the other stuff. Have you watched all the alternate endings on Twenty Eight Days Later? Ah, oh, shit, I forgot to do that. Honestly, because yeah, um, there is maybe there when a... it first came out, but I, I don't remember anything. Because there is like one where they just kind of animated a little bit, but it's where the film is the same up until that point, and basically the military never shows up from there. They end up getting in, or the father gets infected, 
and then they find their way to like this uh, kind of these warehouse type deal and things like that. And there's these people that are in there and, and the rest of the story kind of develops from there. But it has nothing to do. They don't ever go to this military place. That's so crazy. It's yeah, so – I didn't know it was that drastic. Yeah, like, man. I wonder but if there's the, multiple cuts of this film. But honestly – no, but honestly – No, I mean like – They even like, explained because over the animation they have uh, Danny Boyle. He's doing you know commentary over it and he's like everything was going fine until we came into this little problem in the writing with how – they wanted to basically what they wanted to do to um, to cure the father was to do like a flood uh, a, like a, a pure like blood transfusion type deal. And they're like, how the fuck could we ever make that work? He's going to get infected from like one little drop of blood. How the hell could we cure him by a blood transfusion? Because you'd have to get out every single drop of blood. So they kind of fucked that up. with this story oh, So they so they scratched that whole ending. But mm-hmm. there is they gotten away with that. They, they could have worked around it a little bit, but yeah. the, the, I think the original the original original ending that they had for Twenty Eight Days Later was actually you know towards the end of the film where um, where Buddy gets shot, um, you know they he they end up taking him to this hospital and he actually fucking dies. He actually dies in a hospital. So the whole story kind of comes full circle where, you know, he wakes up in a hospital. I can't remember his name. He wakes up in a hospital and then he gets shot at the end where we know that he doesn't die. Uh, spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen this, but you probably should have because it's 28 days fucking later. So whatever. Um, but uh, so he basically uh, gets shot and dies and they try to revive and stuff. And then the actual ending happens, but it's just the two girls. That was the original, original ending for 28 days later. I did see that when he died. Yeah, and you know what's kind of interesting? They made him change that because it was kind of too downbeat, right? Because this is applying to like you know mainstream type people and stuff. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. you can't have the guy fucking die. He's the main character. What? Blah blah blah. So they actually changed that, and then they went with the ending that we see in the theatrical version, which is actually technically the alternate ending. Very beautifully shot film as well. Yeah. Oh man, totally. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Something about it when the rain's coming down. Super impressive. He does something. I don't know what it is, but yeah, Jim K- Killian Murphy's a good actor. So, what do you guys think? Do you guys like the uh, him dying, or do you like him surviving? I'm a. Su- I would have to see it how it felt, what I got out of it. Honestly, but I'm a sucker honest- for downer ending. So, I am oh my too. god, it's it's such a good because they shot this whole thing and it's in the, the black chick. I can't remember what her name is in there, but the the scene is so amazing because her and the and the teenage girl, they're oh, yeah. like. Yes, Lena. They're trying. They're freaking out, man. Like it's really well acted. Like she's like just pouring all of her heart into it. She's trying to save him and revive him and stuff. And and he fucking dies. And it's just like holy shit. What just what just happened? What are we gonna do without him? Yeah, I want to see this now. What do you say? It's it's on the DVD. Yeah, it's on the DVD, and um, it's really awesome. And I really wish they had kept that in because it's so much more powerful. It's so much more powerful. Yeah, it sounds more powerful. Although I do like the happier ending. It is a it me. Is a, I, no, I love. I love. It's kind of odd. I just talked about how. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I love it. Down. I, I think it's because a downbeat ending is like it's just kind of. It's not the whole it's, movie. Exactly. It's it's <laughs> it's just okay. Well, it ended like that. That's okay. But a whole movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just me. So, what's the rating on that one, Dave? Uh, eight and a half. Eight point five. Great, great infected zombie movie. So it's not a zombie film. <laughs> Infection film. <laughs> Infection <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Dave, you had a what? Eight and a half? Yep. Eight and a half out of ten? Cool. Eight and a half. 
Alrighty, so coming in at number nine for me is uh, another Asian film, and this is from South Korea, I believe. Um, yeah, South Korea, I believe. Uh, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna attempt you directed this because I can't read that <laughs> fucking word. It's so crazy. It's like Ian Byung Kung. <laughs> I don't know. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and uh, it is called Phone. Now. I really, really enjoyed this film. Shit, that's the one fucking one that I didn't get to, too. <laughs> you didn't get it? It's on fucking YouTube, man. Shit. I have the DVD. Oh. <laughs> I just didn't get to it. Shit, it's man. the one that I didn't get to that I wanted to. The one. Literally yeah. the one. There was only one. Yeah. Again, it's another very type slow burn type film. Um, but I really like I, I like how this thing develops. I think this movie develops quite nicely and I really like the ending and stuff. I know Brandon, you said you had problems with this movie uh this the second time around. Yeah, this one actually went down for me the second time around and I remember loving it the first time. See, the thing is I was like trying to think I was like I didn't really have any problems with it. I really I didn't have problems with it. I just maybe maybe it was the fact that I watched so many Asian films that this one just became like the weaker of them. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I thought it was just – I thought the ending was excellent and it, it kind of made sense to me and like how everything goes down. Uh, it's basically about this girl. Uh, she's an investigative reporter um, who just published this uh, this article and stuff and then she starts getting – or about sex sa- scandals and stuff and she starts getting these um, like kind of anom- anonymous uh, calls on her cell phone. And uh, of course she changes call or changes phones and things like that. Anyways, she's out with her friend one day. And her phone rings and her friend's kid picks it up and answers it. And what happens from there is the little girl starts going fucking ape shit. She starts <laughs> yeah, going ape shit does. and stuff. Yeah, like totally crazy, <laughs> like bad shit crazy and stuff. And they're trying to figure out. And of course she starts to investigate because now she's really concerned about these these phone calls because, well, shit, man. If you change your number and you kept getting random phone calls, wouldn't you be a little concerned what the hell is going on? And one thing leads to another. And I really don't want to give too much more away of the plot. Um, especially since I haven't seen it. Yeah. And this is, I, I really like the way this thing develops. Like I said, it's a, it's one of those Asian films kind of slow burned, but it works well. And I think the ending is just like awesome. It is for a lack of better, but it just, it just makes a lot of sense on how it goes down. Um, I know Dave, you'd mentioned um, that, you know, there's a couple different reveals and a couple things that happen and stuff. Yeah, it, it's just and it works, and I think it's uh, it's just smile worthy. It's exciting. I really like everything how this goes down. You know, I always have a hard time. I don't know if it's you, if it's just me, or do you guys have like a hard time really judging how acting is in foreign films sometimes, just based on because you're reading subtitles and things like that. I feel uh, like it's totally. always good no matter what because the reason we're getting these films is because they're well made. If they mm. weren't well made, we wouldn't be seeing them over here. Yeah, I very mm-hmm. rarely find that in Asian horror films that I'm annoyed by the acting. I know, me too, man. I always find that it's, like, good. Yeah. It just seems good to me, you know? So, I mean, even, like, the little girl in the film, like, she was fine to me. I don't you think know? I've ever seen a foreign film where the acting was bad unless it was, like, intentionally bad, like it was a comedy or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. weird, huh? Yeah. One more good thing about Asian films, I guess. Yeah, that, that, that's why I wanted to bring that up because I always wondered that, you know, how other people thought about, you know, foreign acting and stuff. Because I mean, you have to you have to admit that we do spend a lot of time reading subtitles, you know. And I mean, it's not like we're not just, uh, you know, really 
concentrating on the actors themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that we're not, but you know, it's just there might be that kind of uh, disarray somewhere. I don't know, but I don't know, man. I recommend this film like a lot. You know, um, I know, I know the homie Derek. He watched this film. He said he, he didn't like it as much as me. Um, that surprises me. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, disagreeing with me, that's fucking blasphemy. That's new. Right there. <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, I really, oof, I enjoy this film, man, all around. I think it's just creepy at times. I think it's very stylistic. Uh, the music's good. I thought, I think it's shot well. And it's, um, I think this one runs, yeah, it's about a hundred minutes. You know, yeah. it's a little slower pace and things like you're going to get in these type of films. But overall, I think it doesn't even matter. The payoff is good enough, and uh, yeah, good stuff, man. I'm going to give this one also an eight out of ten. I think it's great. So, JP, you got to check it out, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it. I own it. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll definitely do that. Yeah, might be a long walk over to your DVD shelf to pull it off. But <laughs> I'm thinking you could do it. Literally right there next to me. So. <laughs> yeah, jokes on you. Yeah. Okay. Number <laughs> yeah. yeah. Number eight. Number eight. Number eight is a repeat for me. Eli Roth, Cabin Fever. Nice. For those of you who don't know, it's about a bunch of college students who go to a cabin for spring break and a flesh-eating virus wreaks havoc. Bunch of quirky characters, some nasty gore. Yeah, you know, the one thing I did want to ask, and this is for anyone, um, any one of you three, of course, (laughs) the bunny suit and pancakes scene with Dennis in the hospital what what's your take on that is that just a uh, homage to the shining or well yeah but i also feel like yeah I, mate, you know yeah. So people have also criticized this film about the leg shaving scene like why she keeps shaving and there's other things too but i think that this virus obviously and you can tell it affects their brain too. Like oh, hell yeah. their their minds are either rotting yeah. or uh, it's feverish. You know, the, what happens when you get a really bad fever, you know, you start hallucinating and things like that. Except for Bert. Bert was just an asshole. From the <laughs> yeah. But so I, I think there's a lot of, I think that you can also use that for the way that some of the other characters are being perceived. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it has to do with, the virus itself kind of yeah he could be hallucinating perception yeah yeah that's interesting yeah that you're probably right i had no problems with the film this is a film i mean i always enjoyed this film but i was always it always made me cringe and it still did make me cringe but not as much i was a little bit more prepared for it this time and i made me enjoy the film a little bit more I've seen this film so many times and I'll always cringe. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I still cringe, but for some reason it didn't bother me as much as I was expecting. I was really not looking forward to rewatching this film because of how how on edge it puts me. Yeah, that shit fucks Mm. with me, man. You know that, though, Brandon. You know, the body horror and and something that actually happening to you, a virus, that shit fucks with me. But that's why I like it because I look at it, I'm like, oh, that that is horror. I'm like, oh, what an awful thought. You know? Dr. Mambo, one of the most yeah, flesh eating villains real. in film history. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Up. Mambo just going around eating eating out chicks. I feel like eating, I feel like chicks. Eli Roth is such a like good actor. Like I wish he would just act. <laughs> just, I actually I like his uh, little cameo in the film there. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Did you ever yeah. see when he reprised it in, in 2001 Maniac? Yeah, and it's so weird because he does the face thing. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. yeah not, that's not, right. not a lot of people know about that or even notice it, but I've always noticed it. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, I like that movie as well. But yeah. Uh-oh. So, uh, yeah, mm. Cabin Fever, good stuff. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's an uh, 8 out of 10 for me. Eight out of ten. So we're. I think Dave's the only one that's went above eight so far. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of these eight point fives here. <laughs> coming in at my number eight film is uh is one that I thought was actually going to pop up, you know, towards the top of my list, and and it it didn't honestly. And I might blame Dave for it a little bit, but mm. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I still think that it. Uh, I just maybe was expect. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I liked it better before. I still really, really like it, though, and that's Dog Soldiers. <gasps> ah, I nice. got through to you a little bit. Right. <laughs> a, a little, a little. <laughs> All right, so, that's cool, though. Dog Soldiers follows uh, some sort of British Army Special Force guys who are out in, I don't know, like Scotland or something, and yep, they kind of uh, go deep into the woods and essentially it's a, it's a siege narrative they end up in a cabin through certain uh, events and there's a bunch of werewolves outside and they're kind of uh, these soldiers battling these werewolves uh, dog soldiers is a fantastic title for this film um is neil marshall the director of this yes yeah. yes yeah so neil marshall directed uh who's awesome has done some good stuff I've always really – this has always been my second favorite werewolf film uh, next to Ginger Snaps. And, wow. Ginger Snaps is my favorite werewolf film. Yeah, good stuff, right? Hey, why don't yeah. you two get a room? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. <laughs> hey, very few people share that. I love Th- Ginger that's Snaps very, too. I'm just not going to blow JP over it. <laughs> <laughs> very few people would have that as their favorite werewolf. Ginger Snaps is like my you know, Canadian pride right there. You know, oh, yeah, that's found. right. It's like reading my neck of the woods, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I bet so, you wish yeah. you knew those girls back then. Oh, I wish so. <laughs> Catherine Isabel. Oh, yeah. That'd be mm-hmm. awesome. No doubt. Pretty awesome. So I, I love dog soldiers. I love siege narratives. Uh, the, these werewolves are like my favorite kind of werewolves. The bipedal. They, they just look so good to me. Like I like those way more than the animalistic werewolves. Uh, there was one thing that Dave kind of brought up, and and I kind of wondered how I should dance around this and not spoil it. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to say it like this. One of the werewolves should have had an opportunity to kill characters, and they didn't. And the way things play out, you wonder why they didn't. I have the answer for that. And, and my... Moods kind of said because uh, the werewolves were interested in maybe the forces helping them. That's part of it. But I really think what it comes down to is numbers. When the numbers dwindled, it became a more advantageous idea or or, or it became more advantageous for them to to go through with the plan because the number of the soldiers and the ammo had dropped. Mm Mm-hmm. That's an interesting take. I don't yeah, think it's I, right, but it's an interesting take. It's, it's not my beef anyway. It's it's funny because I yeah I was like I totally agree with moods. I think it has to do with the um, motives of the soldiers. Once this, once somebody learns about certain motives and realizes 
a certain but something. But that's bullshit is, because that happens like as soon as they get there, they find out. No, it, it doesn't does. happen that early. Shit, no. I watched it. it. Why can a werewolf decide when it wants to change? Since when does that fucking ever happen? Everybody else well, is suffering. They're talking about them. How, how they, they they live in this life and this and that. They turn when the fuck when they turn. They can't control it. But the one particular well, werewolf could control it. And there's no answer. That's my. Well, I, I think that it has to the do thing with is, the fact that it's a new werewolf. Uh, like the yeah. people inside don't really choose when, or, or they, I guess they. They kind of know that it's coming eventually, and they can hold off on it a little bit. Uh, so I think it has to do with how new you are with the werewolf genetics. So how how do we know that one is new? The mythology they of say. werewolves. Yeah, is it's so only good. been about a year at most. I guess I got to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, mythology so, of werewolves is so weird. Like you know, the old schools. You know, they change on the full moons and stuff. It, it's not so much like that anymore. And somebody who's turned into a werewolf can be turned back. Yeah, but this old. exactly. But this werewolf was able to control it. It decided when it could wolf out. That and it, that, it honestly it does go <laughs> against what we've seen in the film, though, because they did not establish that as a rule. So that is a plot hole. It definitely is. No matter how you dance around it, yeah, how you make excuses about it, it's a plot hole. That's yeah, it. okay. That that is true. But, yeah, <laughs> damn it. It's still a good film. Yeah, no, it's great. It's yeah. I love Dog Soldiers. I'm willing to ignore it, but it did. I, it does hurt it a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, because it's stupid. It's stupid. You could do. You could fix it. You could do other things or not do it at all. And I think the film. I honestly oh, like yeah. Dave's idea of not doing it at all. Exactly. That would have been. It, it didn't do anything to advance the film. You're right. It, it was You're right. A, a, it a cheap it. thing they did at the end for like a ooh factor at cheap. the end of the film. They didn't need it. It was, the movie you know, was too good. I agree that they didn't need it, but I mean, I, I've made peace within my mind. It's making sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Mind. It doesn't really bother me too too much. I mean, I've tried to make sense of it ever since we we started bullshitting about it, and you know, and what I keep concluding is that I it's just very minuscule in a in a big bundle of good. Yeah, for me, no, and it, it, it definitely I, is, but yeah, it. I agree. it might take a half point off for me at least yeah it did for me yeah <laughs> so so no? this film might have been you know my number four film but instead it's my number eight film uh and you know i, I it's it's a damn good movie and it's one of my favorites and honestly that scream factory blue moods uh, it, it is a weird watch but i do like yeah. certain <laughs> scenes look good like certain scenes yeah. like i like the color palette and and it kind of looks all right but it's a weird blu-ray uh, it I might even be the weirdest Blu-ray I've ever seen in my life. Now, what's what's the criticism with the Blu-ray? Because I've always heard is, it, I mean, the movie is just, I mean, I watched the DVD and it's well, it, it's dark and it's gritty. very dark. So it is well, the Blu-ray. Well, there's the Blu-ray the, is the thing. The thing is, it's the director's what he wanted. So that yeah. needs to be prefixed every time you talk about the Blu-ray. It's what he okay. But it just looks. Kind of shitty, honestly. Okay. Well, so the thing is, okay, this movie was shot on film, and it's very, very it looks like it was shot on film. Like it's really grainy. They really brought yeah. out like the natural grain to it, which is fine. But some of the scenes in the film that are you know on Blu-ray look too bright. Too There's bright. some nighttime okay. scenes that are actually like too bright. You know, because obviously what you guys were talking about, like how, you know, how dark the uh, the DVD looks and things. Yeah. And I think that might have been something that he tried to, you know, try to, you know, bring out, you know, let's get some more light in there and whatnot. 
but I think it's some of the nighttime scenes. It's too bright. It actually see. I, I don't out. mind that. I actually kind of uh, like the way that it looks. My, my it just looks bad. <laughs> like in terms of like film quality, like the picture quality. Yeah. Um, well, but the reason is is because they blew it up. The the yeah. film the the print that they have the the negative or whatever they use to do the transfer is a blown up version. Um, when when they filmed it on thirty five millimeter or whatever, never they that. blew it up for some reason. I don't know why. I believe he said, but uh, they you know str- made it bigger, and that's yeah. I haven't checked all the pictures yet. Yeah, I know, and it, exactly. But yeah, it does look kind of a little wonky and stuff. But I know I I didn't have like the biggest problem with you know the nighttime scenes looking a little too light and things. Um, but it is noticeable. I'll just say that for people that are going to yeah. watch the Blu-ray, it's it's definitely noticeable. And you're like, why the fuck is that so light? <laughs> Supposed to be in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So I found yeah. myself liking the characters a lot more on this watch. Like I, I felt like before, um, I always never knew who was who. Because they all yeah. have the short hair and they all look the same and they all talk with a British accent and Scottish or whatever they have. Uh, so I, I always had a hard time noticing who was who. But this is actually the only second time I've watched this ever. Um, and it was my wow. second favorite vamp- uh, werewolf. Sergeant Wells was so funny. Yeah, but I, I, I love this movie. I really do. Yeah. I give it an 8 out of 10. Nice. Nice, nice. My only complaint besides what I said is that I wish – we got to see the werewolves in the light more. The movie was so dark, and the wolves looked fine. You know, we, we get a good enough. Well, look they, they looked really good, also because they were hidden. Maybe yeah. that's part of the reason. Maybe it maybe hides something. flaws. Yeah, I mean that that's possible too. So it was an artistic choice, or it was a budgetary choice. Yeah, that's why I only go out say. at night to hide my flaws. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. This guy. <laughs> back to you, Oh, yeah. Back to me. Oh, I'll tell you. Mine's going to be nice and quick. My number eight is phone. All right. Ah, phone. Yeah. Yeah, I love that phone. I tell you. I, I, you know, I even phoned in to tell somebody about it. That cellular phone from 2002. <laughs> <laughs> like the, I don't like that cheesy flip. very end scene. Cheesy? Come on, why? Like, I don't want to say it because if people haven't seen it, but it didn't have to do what it did. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, I never. It, it didn't really bug me, man. It I bugged mean, me. It was I... over. It was like stop. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I love that kind of reveal, though. The yeah. reveal was great. The it's, reveal was really. Great. It's classic. It's like fucking the ring, Ringu, I should say, or the Changeling, or Ghost Story, or. Even mm-hmm. Stir of Echoes, which I, I consider to be an underrated horror movie, it has that type of reveal, and I love that, and I love all those movies. It's just, I know I dig, and that little girl steals the fucking show. That is one of the best uh, child actresses I've ever seen. That girl in this movie, I think. I think she's, yeah, I know she's not bad. But I didn't you feel like crazy. the story with the with the pedophiles like just became like just like a quick throwaway? Well, yeah, because it was just a reason for her to change phones and why why but we that's had something exactly to what it is. About. Right. I know, yeah. but they made it out like it was going to be so much bigger, like it was going to all connect or something. I don't think so. I think it was there just to set up, you know, the whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and just it, so she's it, it, worried. What's happening? Maybe it is them. I felt you know like it I mean? was two movies. I felt like it was that movie till that was resolved and then – I guess if you're looking for that, I guess hmm. you could possibly find that. I mean, totally. I, I respect that 100%. But I took it as, yeah, that's the story that leads into this one. And I mean, I'm just nitpicking. Just kind of... I didn't give this film a bad grade or anything. It's just, just not as 
high a grade as I remembered from you know previous viewings. I think they're red mm. herrings. That's what I think in the beginning. Yeah, I'm allergic to fish. <laughs> I love watching these old these old film old films from 2002. Uh, <laughs> just seeing just seeing the you know the cell phones used like the flip yeah. phones and things like that like the Motorola's and shit. <laughs> I, still I say it. Phone. I say it all the time. Anytime you put technology in your film, it instantly dates it. When when you know ten years. Not for oh. me. I still have a flip phone. <laughs> You're not even texting people <laughs> or what? <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a smartphone. I don't text people. Yeah, because you ain't got no friends. But that's exactly true, Brandon. You have to have friends to text. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> ah, yep. So mean up in here, man. So mean. So what's the rating on that one, Dave? Oh, again, eight and a half. Eight point five. Jeez, he might give out an eleven before the night's over. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shit. All right. I'm not you. I don't make up grades. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so coming in at number eight for myself is uh, another Asian film. Uh, this one is a uh, is a Japanese shit, man. Fuck, I don't even. <laughs> I think Something it's Japanese. Something knees. Yeah, of it's course Chinese. it's Japanese. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being a fucking goofball. Yeah, it's you know one of the most well known Japanese horror films out there. Of course, has been remade in America. And it is Juan. I always expected JP to be like, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, you oh, know me. Okay. I always get my Jew on. That's. <laughs> oh, baby, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. That was good. That was good. Slick, man. It was slick. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I, I don't really care what people say, man. You know, I keep hearing recently, a lot of people are like, oh, Juwan's fucking overrated, blah, blah, blah. Nonsense. <laughs> no, maybe they're right in their, in their own minds. I, it is what it is. I think this movie is actually really good. Um, one thing I love about this movie is the structure. Yeah. The structure is like just so amazing to me because when you, if you go into watching this film, and you don't know much about it, it's probably confusing as shit, you know? Because you're watching a foreign film, and the shit's just like, it's like the editor lost his, uh, like, what he was doing with the film. It's like, okay, I'm going to put this scene over here, this scene over here. I fucking love films like this, man. Yeah, I call it, like, the Pulp Fiction of J-Har. Yeah, it is. It's very much like a Pulp Fiction. Like, you have these scenes that are kind of all over the place and things like that that are telling this story, of course, about this family that was, uh, you know, killed and it left behind these these things. And everyone that comes through the house, um, you know, shit starts happening. It's a very simple story that's executed, um, you know, kind of, uh, well, I guess confusing, but um, effective. Mm -hmm. It's very effective. In the way it's told, and I think the movie is honestly creepy. I know, I know, JP had a big problem with the way you know the kid looks and stuff with the the powdered white face. That is so Japanese, though. That is just a Japanese thing that uh, maybe doesn't translate, you know, over here to a lot of people. It's well. not even that, dude. It's not even the what it what, like what it looks like. It's the actual idea that you can see, you can see the makeup, like you can see the makeup on it. It's it's like blotched, and you can see sections of it where the the pink skin is is shining through like so it's let me ask you a question as fuck. <laughs> they don't care so, that's their so art so let, so let me ask let me ask you something did you watch this movie with a magnifying glass two inches from your fucking big no, screen i can't even imagine watching it on blu-ray it'd probably be even 10 times worse 
Dude, the <laughs> Japanese ghosts are known for having very blotchy makeup. Yeah, yeah man, they have they have pigment problems. They have pigment yeah. problems. It's they all got Michael Jackson shit. disease. They got the Michael Jackson disease. Come on, man, you got to give them a little bit of sympathy here. Come on, man. Um, but no, I think this movie's great, man. Um, you know, I don't really I, I, talking about these ty- these ghost films. You know, I just don't want to say like the wrong thing. <laughs> I always have a hard, hard time talking about ghost films, but uh, I think it's creepy and I think it's really well executed. I just I'm a big fan of these films that aren't straightforward. You know, these films that aren't. I do like you. I do like movies like that you know? as well. Because it really keeps you, it keeps your mind going. You're like, okay, I have to relate this character to this and that. And then you, you kind of, you see the pattern that's going on in the film. And that's what really works for me. And I think it's kind of, it's creepy. I think the film is genuinely creepy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it, genuinely it, cheesy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no good. <laughs> Whatever, man. I mean, to each his own, man. I'm not yeah. going to sit here and, I mean, if I said that about JP's pick, he'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> question with a fucking question <laughs> leave it to the mexican to start talking you know, about I cheese just, I, i'm not gonna get butter because i mean i really enjoy it. <laughs> like I, that it's good nacho. i think it's good <laughs> no no in all seriousness i do like the grudge i do I like the grudge uh, i don't care if it's called juan or whatever it's fucking translates to the grudge or whatever you like this movie basically. yeah yeah i like okay. it i, I yeah. had i had issues with it i do think that um watching it Again, it will definitely help me because, like Mood said, the timeline and and, and yeah. uh, nonlinear style of it, it takes time. It, yeah, I hundred percent need to watch it again. But yeah. the, the things that I didn't like about it, I think, will still be there in the rewatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it also think- helps. I'll go a step further. If you see the other two that came before it, you need even less explaining. Wait, two. Yeah. Yeah, the two that, uh, yeah, one and two, the, the Curse One and the Curse Two, were the yeah. first two in the series that came before it. They were made for Japanese TV. TV. Yep. Are you serious? This is the third movie? Yeah. Yeah. This is the, the third. fuck, man. Yep. Now my OCD is going to go into freaking overdrive. Why the hell did I do that? <laughs> like Good luck finding them. Grudge movies. <laughs> Good luck finding them. Well, there's, there's four official. Fun? There's four by Shimizu, and then there's the, the two remakes, of course, and then there's Black Ghost, White Ghost. Uh, beginning of the end and the final. Yep. I'll tell you yeah, what, I don't even like the, I don't, I don't like but, the American version. No? Ooh, I really do. And they're d- directed by Shimizu as well. He did all of the, he did the first six, the first four, and then the two uh, Americans. That's right. Yep. That's crazy. Shimizu yeah. only directs grudge movies. <laughs> all right, so Juwan, um, you know, of course, the third film in the, uh, this franchise, this very strange franchise. Um, Excellent. I think it's I think it's creepy. I think it's uh, structured is um, the structure is fantastic. I, I love films like this. Great. And I give it a another eight out of ten. These eights are all over the place. It's crazy eights up in here, man. Crazy it is crazy eights. eights. Man, I'm the high rater. No shit. Nice. <laughs> Moods <laughs> nice. is normally the high rater. I know. Damn. <clears throat> all right. Number seven. This is going to be quite easy because I really feel like my top ten might have leaked and Moods is just putting my picks one above. <laughs> really? so my number seven is Juwan. What the hell, man? Wow. Yeah. And the one thing I wanted to point out, and I love the structure of the film, the one part that does get a little confusing is there's almost like a look into the future, look into the past scene. 
Yeah, I understand that. That can be quite confusing. So this exactly. song definitely benefits from multiple scenes, multiple <laughs> viewings. Yeah. Multiple and I, scenes. <laughs> yeah, fine. This this movie would be better with more than one scene. But I do like, I do love the way the film plays out. I love the ending, how it sort of comes full circle. Circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And the first time I saw it, I uh, I liked it. But I couldn't make sense of it. I, I basically I just said it, it's like a giant dream sequence. That that's uh, that you know that was the praise I gave it because I didn't know what else to say because I still enjoyed the hell out of it and it scared me. So yeah. I, I didn't want to knock it at all. So I just said, you know what? It's just a dream sequence, and I'll take it for what it is. I still enjoyed it. But I w- yeah. I was like that on my first viewings of a lot of these Asian mm-hmm. films. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed that. I couldn't tell you what it's about, but right. I enjoyed it. So I don't want to rip it apart. I'll view it again mm-hmm. well and and did you know that freddie prince jr plays a little kid in the remake <laughs> oh. <laughs> he steals his jokes <laughs> Classic. Oh my God. must have missed something there that's awesome what else that is say? Awesome. What can you say after that? Uh, all I can say is my rating and <laughs> put my tail between my legs. Is it an eight out of ten by chance? It's actually an eight and a half. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. There you go. Damn! I'll be damned! I'll be damned! So, moving on to my number seven. It's actually been mentioned, I think, twice now, and it is uh, Cabin Fever. Uh, Cabin Fever is one of those films that I always like cite as getting me back into horror. Because uh, growing up as a kid, I loved horror, and then I kind of forgot about it. And then I was into this girl who's like Cabin Fever was like one of her favorite movies, and I was like, dude, I love horror films. Like, I should like this, and I loved it. Uh, there's so many things I-, I can literally recite this movie. I've seen it so many times. What a lot of times with her. And a lot of times just by myself, I've listened to every commentary probably multiple times. It was the first film that I really learned about commentaries. Uh, I picked up the DVD when it came out and I've played that thing to no end. And, you know, the commentaries are really good. Like Eli Roth really explains his thought process in a lot of the film. And um, it really helps point out some of the like really good stuff like – when they leave the cabin, I always cite this scene because I think it's beautiful. But when they leave the cabin and take the girl uh, out to the shed, it, you can see the light. For the, it's shot so beautifully. The light from the cabin porch and then the darkness of the cabin or, or the shed and them transitioning into it is right at the same time as the film just goes into the third act craziness uh it's foreshadowing it's so many different cool things uh that i like about cabin fever there's tons of stuff like that in there i love the burt character he's just, <laughs> he's just a, an idiot but he reminds me of people i i know and uh you know just they're dumb but they're fun they're fun <laughs> dummies uh and it's it's just a movie that I, I truly do love like it's one of my favorite movies of all time uh, it's not the best movie. It's not I'm the best movie. I'm blown away this that list. this is your number seven, man. Yeah, your number seven yeah. pick is one of your favorite movies of all time. I just, oh, I'm so yeah. shocked right now. This isn't in your top three. How for how much of a fanboy you are of Eli Roth, you love him. I'm really fucking surprised to see this down to number seven. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. This is probably the shock of the show for me right now. I really? was expecting <laughs> totally to be in your top three. Yeah, I was going to say top three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm just blown away. I was letting you talk, but I had to like, I had to interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> I no, it's an interruption because, yeah, I mean, Jesus, that, that's the difference Crazy. between like my list, though. Like I, I normally base my list off of like quality of the film and, and not personal love because I, I like the movie for reasons that are not, you know, it not because they're, they're good you know like i there's certain things about the movie like dave pointed out and stuff that i, I do think is problematic i just really like the movie because it's nostalgic for me it's something i grew up on and i love uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's good enough to be my number three film uh yeah so there, there's only minor things that i dislike about the film uh i love the even though that i do think that the winston character hurts uh, the film in, in a certain way, the way that Dave pointed out, I fucking love that guy, man. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, sorry, man, ain't got no, for- ain't got no water. All I got is a forty, <laughs> and I just love it, you know. Yeah. And um, cabin fever, yeah. cabin fever, good stuff. I, I give cabin fever an eight out of ten. Nice. Nice. All right, all right. My turn. Okay, my number seven is from Hong Kong, directed by the Pang Brothers, and it's The Eye. The Eye. The Eye. And basically... That's your number seven, is The Eye. That's right. Seven <laughs> in your eye. Seven inches in it. Yeah. Oh! oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Eye is about a blind girl that gets a cornea transplant and starts seeing all kinds of stuff. You and know... You know, Oops. Dave, before you go on, I always yeah. did want to cornhole me a blind bitch. <laughs> oh, bam. <laughs> Let's not start on toxic quotes. Holy fuck. So, uh, <laughs> what did, did you like Jessica Biel's performance? <laughs> oh, or... bam. It's bam. Jessica Alba, you idiot. That's what I said. Yeah, Jessica <laughs> I never saw that one. I'll tell you that much. That, that, that's Honestly, I, I've never seen the remake either. No, yeah. I, I never did either. So I don't want to. I, I only watched it for this show, though. So, no. I Dave, never let me ask you something. Have you seen the Have you seen the sequels to The Eye? No, I have not. I have never seen them either. So. Shit, isn't that weird? Wow. Is it called The Eye Twenty Two Vision? They should have called it the sequel that. Yeah. <laughs> 22 Vision. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, I take it you like the eye. Yeah, yeah. I really like the eye. It's, uh, it's the first half is kind of scary. You feel for the girl because you know that she's seeing ghosts. And there's a, there's also a good story involving another patient at the hospital that, that that's really cool. And then it, it takes a turn later on that. You know, it's kind of an unexpected turn. That's what I thought the first time I saw it anyway. I didn't think it was going to go there. It's like they go the extra mile. It, it almost reminds me of Ringu and mm. um, how they tr- how they try to find out more about the girl and what they do in some of the, the Ring sequels, actually. But anyway, mm. uh, it, it, takes a, it takes an interesting turn, and I, I really like that about it. But overall, there's some real creepy stuff. There's an elevator scene that's real creepy. The sound design is real good. It's filmed well. It's just, it's just creepy, and it's just a, a damn good story, basically. Mm-hmm. Nice. What's the rating on that? The rating is eight point five again. 
8.5 out of 10. All right, Moots, back to you. Coming in at number seven is no other than the eye. (laughs) This is happening often. I was about to ask. Nobody saw the eye. No one said anything. I go, Moods, I knew you had to see it. I see. (laughs) Read it number seven. So this is my fourth Asian film in a row. Um, Yeah, man, I love the whole premise of this film. A blind girl finally gets, you know, the the miracle of eyesight again from a cornea transplant and unfortunately she gets a cornea of a girl that's gone through some major shit and now she can see you know her visions and her fate and things like that and i i think that's i think that's a really cool idea for a film i love the premise of the film it's so cool that i've seen it like 18 times since <laughs> yeah um th- this movie's interesting because i love the way it develops it's you know it's a little slower you got all these type of visions and everything is really well done it's really well shot really well acted um i think the third act in this film is like is like so insane it- it's almost like it's a different level of film you know like the very last scene like on the i guess you want to call it the freeway or whatever goes down there Man, that's it, great. It's fucking insane. Yeah. It's like totally insane. And it's really it kind of goes into a place where you don't expect it to, like you said, because I was just it, it just seemed like so much more bigger than the whole story was. The yeah, way it, it goes into down. More than a horror film. It almost becomes like a like an emotional drama. It yeah. does. And like, it, it really just, does. It kind of goes down and it's very like oh, it's it's just there's so much going on and you're just like, holy, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, I just, when I first watched this, I was like, I, I just didn't expect it. And I just loved every second of it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, great, great story, though. And I, I really like, it's just, it is. I really it's like, like another, the main character. Yeah, man. The main character. I, I love the whole, tr- the drama elements of these horror, these Asian horror films. There's something about that that I just, uh I don't know if I relate. I mean, if I relate to, I, I guess I, I just like. I can't say relate to because I'm not into. Well, you were once a twenty-year-old Chinese girl who couldn't see and played violin. <laughs> <laughs> she's Japanese. I was like, trying to put uh, it. No, in she's Chinese. Like, this is a Chinese I don't know what movie. I, I think it's really? it just. Yeah. I think that combination of, of drama and these type of really you know elevated type stories. I think they they work so well together, and yeah. uh, I think this is one that just. The whole film, I mean, again, this is another not short film. I think this one runs over 100 minutes. and uh, But there's never there's never really any downtime in this, is there? You know, no, it's it, it those, draws you no. in pretty, pretty quickly. It does. It sucks you in and it pulls you right through this whole story. And then it just ends with a huge fucking bang, quite literally. Yeah. You know, and it's just perfect. I think it's a perfect film. And I mean, not like a perfect, perfect film, but it's it's for like the viewing pleasures. It's amazing. It's really, really good. Um, I'm going to give this one also, or uh, I think Dave gave it eight and a half. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. So I'm coming in like a little bit lower on everything, but I think it's a great watch. If you've never seen the original eye, check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Four Asians in a row. Look at that. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. So now I'm pretty convinced as we come into my number six spot that there is a conspiracy against me because coming in at number six is the eye (laughs) and i'm pretty sure whatever moods pick is for right before me that's my next pick (laughs) so weird it's really you know and like mood said this is my i think my fourth asian film in in five picks but (laughs) you know 
nothing really more to be added to this. It's it's really a terrific film. I love the way it plays out. I like when horror films are they have horror elements but become dramatic as well. Yeah, it seems out. like the horror films you like the most are the ones that aren't horror films. I've I knew noticed. you were gonna say <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that Mr. Landmine goes click. He's <laughs> <laughs> just gonna fucking say that too. <laughs> Dude, Landmine Goes Click is a fucking horror film and a half. Don't fucking bullshit. Yeah, all those, all those ghosts. <laughs> all those ghosts of landmines. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm busting your balls. You know I really like that movie as well. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is a great movie. And I give it an 8.5 out of 10. Nice. All right, with me. <clears throat> Would you guys be surprised if the I was my number 6? I had fucking shit. I would be astonished. Well, <laughs> it's not, so. Uh, coming, in, coming in at number six uh, is a foreign film, and it starts with an I, and it is irreversible. Ah. Yeah, so. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, I swear to God, I'm going to just jump right to the point that is insane and it's that rape scene dude like it is to me it's the worst it's the worst one i've ever seen by far not even close to another film uh i granted i haven't seen as many rape scenes as moods has but (laughs) i feel yeah 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 and confident in saying that this that is the goddamn worst dude i remember just i literally looked away from the tv and would like stare at the ground and like shake my head and hear it and i would just be like if anybody walks in on me watching this they're gonna think i'm a psychopath they're gonna lock me up like i'm gonna be embarrassed i'm gonna be ashamed because this is just awful i don't even want it on my screen uh it was it honestly really really affected me and the the filmmaking in this movie is so odd i mean obviously like the irreversible thing the story goes in reverse it makes Um, absolutely perfect sense on how they did it though yeah and it it, and it is so goddamn and i was complaining to moods a little bit i was like this thing is just fucking so frantic and chaotic it's like so it's like give me a headache it literally gave me a headache um and you know i wasn't saying that i wasn't complaining as if it was bad i actually liked the style but i was just Mm -hmm. it gave me a headache and uh, by the end of it, it, it's so weird. It's like a reverse roller coaster. It's it's an odd thing. It, it's mm-hmm. a very mm-hmm. odd thing. And there's a final punch in the stomach, like at the end of the film, even though everything is still like calm by the end of it. Uh, it it's su- it's such a good movie, honestly. It, it could honestly jump up some spots, but I think the rape scene was too much. Honestly, I, I think that it hurt the film a little bit for me. I did. I, I think it was just too, too long. Much, too I've seen. Long. I've seen a lot of. I mean, I've done complete <laughs> videos on rape revenge films and stuff. Luke loves his rape. He does. I, I. I think no. I don't like rape. I just think that it makes the most effective <laughs> film for revenge. Rape equals amazing revenge. But anyways. Um, yeah, the rape scene goes on for like 12, 13 minutes or something like that. So it's, uncomfortable. It's, so. I think the worst thing about that whole scene is where you see the guy walk into the frame and then he notices what's going on. Mm. And then that mm-hmm. piece of fucking shit turns around and walks away and doesn't do anything. Guys, the I got to jump. I got to jump in right there because I actually was researching this 
And that oh. was actually an assistant on the movie who walked into the tunnel by accident. And, yeah, he wasn't supposed to. I read about that He wasn't that supposed too. to. Shut they, the fuck wow. up. And they left it in. And they left it in for that effect. Wow. You know why they left awesome. it in? Because that scene was shot in one fucking take. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was part of the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, part of the, <laughs> That's like, it's like, so you know, you get to the final, like, two seconds and it's like, oh, shit, there's no film in the camera. Take two. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, what? I mean, no. honestly, man, Monica Belushi, man like just to act like that for 13 minutes like fucking excellent man dude yeah. it, that it's is really really so, good man so and i also i also read another fact that the beat the first 30 minutes of the film they were shot with um a background noise with a very low frequency like an oh, earthquake that crazy noise. and it causes nausea sickness and vertigo and it was causing that for people who were viewing this in the theaters like no me, and it, wow. and it was done intentionally to get this reaction. Yeah, it Crazy. fucking made me feel like shit. But uh, there, in multiple ways, like first I actually felt like I had a headache, and then I felt like shit because of what I was seeing. But I yeah. actually was just joking. Like I thought Brandon was making a joke where he's like, the guy walked into the frame, and I was gonna go along with the joke, but I, you weren't joking. No, God, I never oh, knew that about oh, this. Shit. Well, that, it, it was, was, actually, I was pretty incredible. I was looking up some of the some of the facts about it. In fact, there's one scene where they ask, um, I forgot his name, Marcus's character at a par- at the party, "What's your name?" and he says, "Vincent." And his name is Vincent Cassell. He made a mistake yeah, yeah. during the take, but he plays it off like a joke because they can't afford to to re to reshoot. Yeah. So he says, oh, I'm just kidding. And they kept it. You so know, th- it was it's cool. It was interesting. Yeah, there's, that's really cool. That's, that's, that's like, that, cool yeah, that's cool, man. That, man. But that's, I, that's really interesting. I definitely see the influence of Gaspar Noe with the film Angst, uh, which we have talked about uh, a few yeah, times yeah. now. And uh, it's definitely there. This, this film is so powerful. Man, it, no, it's, it's it's a hike. It's not something you want to watch more than once, honestly. Probably, I like. I don't think I ever need to see this again. This is only. This is actually the third time I've seen this movie. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I what oh, I love the way this film, this movie is filmed. I mean, obviously the the antics at the beginning of the film, and as it goes in reverse, it gets a little less. You know, I you like know, this so stuff, much that I never want to see sense. it again. Like, I never want to see another person do it because it's like it's good for this film, and I don't. And I don't want to see it again. Yeah, yeah well, I would want what? to see another film like this for sure. <laughs> That's yeah. why I bumped it. I'll come out with it now. <laughs> that was the one I bumped that was in my number 10 spot. Oh, shit. And that's wow. why. That's what I said. I go, I thought tomorrow or tonight... If I want to, what do I want to watch between Cabin Fever and Universal? Like, <laughs> well, that's an obvious choice. That's why that that's why I did it. That's why I put Cabin Fever in there. There should be person. there should be a disclaimer that says like anybody dealing with depression or thoughts of suicide should not watch this film. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah um, I'm coming. Is that in a rape at... scene? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, good. Was he? Is that a rape scene? I, I I did the old one and a half thing. You know, one point five speed. Yeah, that's what I do when I'm when I'm bored with something. Now, were, I wasn't you, a- bored were you able to climax that quickly? <laughs> oh. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> so irreversible Bong. could easily jump on my list. It could. I don't. I don't know. It, it's one of those films I need to stew over for a long time. Uh, but I give it an eight point five out of ten. Nice. Cool. Oh, it's my turn. Sweet. Yep. Sweet. Okay. Sorry about that. Get your shit together. All right, all right. I was I was too busy thinking about Irreversible. Man, that's a fucking haunting movie. It is definitely. Yeah, uh, it was my second time seeing it. So that that. So my number six. We've already discussed it. It's Dog Soldiers. Really? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I still think it was that good despite that. I, I went back and forth. This was the second second time I've been shocked on this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was that on your list. I had dog soldiers even on his list, let alone like two spots ahead of where I had it. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, I've been. It's it's too good for me to ignore the good stuff. It's one of those yeah. movies where I'm really into the dialogue and the characters, and that doesn't happen a lot. When it does, it's special to me. So I was. It was mm-hmm. just one of those kind of movies that I was just into it the whole time, and it's just a, a classic horror. There's no no bullshit. There's no fucking comedy. Uh, it's just it's what a horror movie should be. I just that, don't like that makes it. me very happy. Yeah, and it's that fucking look of the werewolves too, man. They look good, phenomenal. Yeah. They do. It's just a damn yeah. good movie, and just just that's a good know, that's a good point though, man. No co- uh, no comedy in that. You know, it it really does help. Just you know, don't get like a, a bit, real fucking like, straight end. up horror film. Yeah, maybe a little bit, you know, but I like the, the, the most little bit of comedy there was with place. the soccer. <laughs> yeah, the football. Like, I just felt yeah. like that was the character, though. That's like, right. That's, it's, it's good not... Yeah. Oh, it's... yeah. No, but I liked it. I liked yeah. the. Yeah, yeah, I don't I mean, think... little... yeah. It yeah. wasn't forced. Yeah, yeah, correct. They were just. That's a good Natural comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that is another. And I, I promise I won't keep doing it. It's an 8.5 again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So coming in at number six, and I'm going foreign. I, I guess I'm sticking with this foreign, um, you know, thing I got going on here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not overly that foreign. It's from the UK, and it is uh, 20 days later. Um, but still technically foreign, right? Uh think i think so too and i called it a hollywood movie before well i I don't know if it was an american production or if it was uh no i think i'm 100 man this movie (coughs) definitely filmed in the uk it's a a uk production at least the at least the opening scenes were filmed in london i think anyways but uh, yeah it was filmed in england that's why i couldn't see it because i don't speak english <laughs> so yeah, continue this. Yeah, fifth straight uh, foreign film. You know this one's very English, but yeah, man. Twenty eight days later, I'm I'm a really big fan of this film. I think it. I love the the whole infected idea that uh, you know it's, they're infected people. They're not infected zombies. zombies. <laughs> they're they're infected people. They never they were never dead. They didn't come back to Who life. Who cares? Voodoo they zombies are, were never dead either. They were alive people that are infected with this rage <laughs> virus, and they go fucking batshit crazy. Now, I do have a little bit of problems with this, and I do share this with – I think, Dave, you brought this up. Um, who Was it Dave that brought oh, – shit, I can't oh, even fucking remember. I talked about um, earlier, yeah. About the scene where you know the father gets infected and yeah. then you know the military steps in, and then the whole film kind of changes. You know, honestly, I would have loved to have seen, you know, this one just kind of keep out in the streets in the real world and stuff instead of, go, instead of going to this military camp. And then totally. the things that happen at this camp, I have a lot of problems with. I think it takes a lot away from the film, even though I really do love this film. I think it's fantastic. Um, I think they probably could have executed even, you know, I don't mind the idea of them going there. I think that at times things that happen are just they're kind of they're just not good for me, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't really want to get into specifics in case someone hasn't seen, even though I've given away the fucking endings in the film. Well, I, I got a well, quick question. For, I got a quick question for you because uh, about you know the shift in in tone once they you know <laughs> the tone the military is a big shift. Yeah, yeah, you know because the whole excuse for their behavior is 
repopulating the world. Yeah, which uh, which is just ridiculous. They these guys are walking hard-ons. They just want to fuck. Yeah, like so to even like state like an intention that like that. It just it didn't and make any sense. You know what, Brandon? That made that's exactly my one of my biggest problems is is that it's just it's not realistic. It's ridiculous yeah. and it's it's fucking stupid because do these guys actually know what the rest of the world is at right now? They know more like, than the other people do. Okay, but I mean, they're at this point where they need to like. Well, there's right. no control. Let, there's no control over the situation. Let me comment this on this. I don't think that that's actually why they they want the girls. They well, just want all, to justify also, why they want the girls. Of course, of course. Yeah, they're yeah. being raging cocks. Like I said, they're they're raging cocks. Yeah. So I I think that that you know actually works in terms of like. Th- the reason it's probably a bad like choice of words to say raging because they actually weren't affected. But you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, they're just being they're being assholes, really. Yeah. At the end of the day, like they're still humans, and they, I don't think they want to come to terms with like, oh, like we're just savages now, and we just want to fuck these girls because you know yeah. that's all we have to live for, and we essentially want to rape them. But instead, no, no, no. This is for the greater of man. We got to repopulate. You know, so it just gets, it just gets so nasty, and you feel it so as you're watching. It's so emotional too when you're watching those certain scenes because you see. Uh, I, I don't want to keep referring to her the black chick because I always forget her fucking name. But she gives the the teenage girl like the fucking drugs to kind of mm-hmm. sedate herself to deal with actually what really is like about to happen. There, I, like I love it too. It's terrible. It's absolutely fucking terrible because mm-hmm. then. You're like, Jesus Christ, these guys, this is what they're doing. You know, yeah. it's fucking terrible. And I think, you know, I think a lot of people that watch this movie kind of overlook a lot of these things that happen in there. And like 20 days later, it's fucking great. But it has a lot of like kind of downbeat moments in here. The like, whole movie is depressing. It is. It is really mm-hmm. depressing. And like I said earlier, I think that they probably I think the the, the original ending would have been the ideal ending to go with because it yeah. would have been way better than, you know, what they did. And, but, you know, I, I still really like enjoy this film i think the cinematography is fantastic i think the acting is phenomenal i think everyone does a great job in this film mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of like really interesting scenes with people getting shot up and i think the whole scene where the the dude they the dude escapes like in the in the pile of dead bodies and i always like that scene man it's yeah, kind of yeah. juicy but it makes sense though i think mean, where else are you gonna hide <laughs> you know that's that's that, a cool scene in that moment but i I really like that scene and uh yeah i think this film's excellent i've always been a big fan i just have a little bit of problems with the ending and stuff but uh, i mean like the the third act i should say but uh, eight and a half out of ten i really enjoy it though nice all right all right brandon number five thank you breaking into the top five yeah thanks for not doing it to me again unfortunately dave just did it to me and my number five is dog soldiers (laughs) jesus (laughs) So basically, I'm just not going to be talking for the rest of the show. I'll just be saying the movies and my ratings <laughs> and moving on. Uh, well, well, there's really not much more to add about Dog Soldiers. I love, love the look of the, uh, the werewolves. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Um, love the characters. The characters were great. Love the big fight scene with the werewolves. Uh, yeah, great stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, eight, and a, eight and a half out of ten for me. Yeah, you know what I like about them? I like the MP5s and the Enfields that they're using. Yeah. <laughs> so the guns, the guns. Yeah, yeah the guns. <laughs> I thought you were talking about guns, but I was just gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Stuart, yeah. did you say MP5 like MP3? 
No, MP5s. I know. You said MMP? Like that just yeah. like with an MP3? Yeah, okay. MP. Yeah. Making sure. I, I don't know all my gets anymore. I've been out I of the game I think so it might stand for machine pistol, but I'm not sure. Okay. Cool. Probably makes sense. Uh, so, yeah. Moving on to my number five. Um, it seems like, for the most part, I'm not repeating many of the ones you guys are, which is interesting. And this is another first. It is uh, May. Lucky McKee's May, starring Angela Bettis. So uh, May follows a girl. Um, I, I look at her as the ideal partner of one Brandon. The <laughs> <laughs> Except Brandon's not as cool as Jeremy's sister was in that movie. No, not at all. No way. I have nice hands, though. <laughs> used to be a hand model right? yeah. um, you know I, I would be very surprised if May didn't come up again but like I, I just completely love the story it's just a great story it's told well the characters are good I mean May is such an interesting it's such a unique film and I always like praise movies that just do something different they just tell a an odd story that's very unique you've not you haven't seen it anywhere you know it's this isn't a story that you've seen somewhere uh and i love that about it it's angela bettis i can't believe in this year she played teenage 17 year old carrie white and may in the same year so crazy she's she's such a good actress like i i really really like her wish she would have done like tons more horror um and she is like the queen of playing these like awkward, quirky characters. No doubt, man. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, if it follows a girl who is uh, traumatized by difficult childhood uh, and her desperate attempts to connect with people around her, uh, set her on a. Well, I'm not even going to say that because that seems spoilerish. Um, IMDb, damn you. It, the way it plays out is great. Uh, May is fantastic. I'm sure we'll talk about it again. I give it a 8.5 out of 10. I just have one question for you. Um, do you have any ice cubes I can rub on my nipples? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Funniest line in the whole movie. <laughs> you want to yeah. eat some jujubes with me? <laughs> you mind if I take off my shirt? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. What a fucking douchebag! Yeah, totally, so douchey. <laughs> All right, my turn, right? Five. Yep. All right, my, mine. I think Moods had it on his list earlier. Uh, Derek Water. No, yeah. that was Brandon. It was Brandon. Okay. Yeah, but I'm forgettable. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're cute and easily. How can yeah, they be edible? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> so yeah, so Derek Water, uh, just just a damn good movie, and the, the turn that it takes at the end is just—it was unexpected to me. I didn't. It was granted. This is not the first time I saw it, but it's an unexpected turn. Mm-hmm. And when it happens, it's really—it's really kind of heart wrenching. Again, it's just a lot of these emotional films this year. It's crazy. And yeah, it does. It does that. It makes it turns to to like a dramatic film. I know JP's gonna say, "Yeah, not a horror film." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Dark Water's a horror film. Yeah, some movies start off as drama and turn to horror, like May, 
And some movies start off as horror and turn dramatic. Yeah, a lot of these Asian horrors, especially if, you know from this year in particular, I noticed start off as horror films and turn a little bit dramatic towards the end. But makes it, them great. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great oh. story. I love how useless the uh, the old guy is, like the apartment keeper. Oh. I don't know what you want to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy's like two hundred years old. I know, right? He's <laughs> like, what? What's going on? I'm still alive. I'm still living. That's <laughs> uh, great. So you know, you really feel sorry for the lead character, though, with everything she. And I can relate to this shit. She had a a, a bad, uh, you know, a, a separation from her ex, and she's doing this and going to court and going through all this shit, and she's worrying about her little girl who's. You know, seeing all this stuff and the trouble she's getting into, there's a lot going on. It's very dramatic. It's just, you know. I like that, man, because there's a lot of buildup in the characters. And, yeah, you really get to know them and just kind of feel their pain. And it, that's why the ending works so well, too. Yeah. You know, well, so. Yeah. I Great, great buildups. Yeah. And it's dark and rainy. Dark water is a good name for this movie. The, the atmosphere is really fucking dark and wet. You can almost see water. Dripping from the walls, this fucking movie's so wet. It's just what? atmosphere. What? That was What's... the original title, Dark Wet. <laughs> I love the scene where, you know, the mom is, uh, she's sleeping by her daughter's bed. And, uh, you know, it starts dripping on her head and stuff. And it just, it's so, it's such a powerful scene. It's like, Jesus, man, you're going to put in that time to lay there and then just get fucking soaked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that shit right there. <laughs> You're just gonna, like all that just to get fucking soaked, essentially. Yeah, what but, the fuck? no, it's it's not as funny as that. But it's like <laughs> it's like when you watch it, right. she's just like laying there and she wakes up and it's just a fucking huge puddle. But I mean, really, you can feel their pain though. You know, it's dripping everywhere and on. yeah, it's sympathetic characters, the the daughter and good. the mother. You know, Ikuko, <laughs> Ikuko. Oh, and that movie uh, is a nine <laughs> out of ten. Nine out of ten. Here we go. Yep. Oh, that's your number five. My number five is uh, one that's been mentioned, I believe, by everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, Dog Soldiers. Awesome. Number five. So, Never heard of it. So, yeah, that's yeah. the first one that's been mentioned by everybody. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Dog Soldiers. In at number five. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of this film. Um it was never really brought to my attention too much, you know. The, you know the things that we've been talking about with uh, the werewolves and certain characters, and I want to give it away, but um, until we started talking, about it, I was like, okay, whatever. I I had reasons to justify it. I don't know if they're right. In my mind, they are. So it works for me. But um, I think this movie is is really effective in a lot of in a lot of you know just overall. So. But my favorite thing about this movie is the way the werewolves look. I love yeah. the werewolves. I think they're fantastic. And the setting, honestly. Nobody mentioned the setting, but the, the cottage and just oh, no. the woods around it, great. I, yeah. I'm getting there too, man. I love the way it looks. It, it looks so authentic. It looks it looks wet and cold and just out there. You know, Was that very, actually shot it. in Scotland? I'm probably thinking so, yeah. Yeah, I, I would guess so because you. I think they have a really – unique it just sort of yeah it feels like cold and out there and you know very desolate and isolated and stuff yeah yeah i mean there's really not a lot of hope you know (laughs) i mean essentially because you get into a shit uh shit show like that i mean where the fuck are you gonna go man you know i liked it i'm a big fan of this movie i think it's great um but and i'm gonna give it a eight and a half out of ten yes eight and a half out of ten nice 
good film. Back to you, Brandon. All right, number four. Has never been mentioned. Whoa. It's Here we a go. French film. No, I'm just kidding. It's been mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> it's irreversible. 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 Okay. Now, can you describe the rape scene in great detail? <laughs> yes. Um, no. You know, as brutal as that rape scene is, the end of the rape scene, when he smashes her head in, oh my oh, god. I consider that the rape scene as well. <laughs> I consider that to be the most brutal part of the whole That's scene. That's the most brutal part. Alright, so yeah. Now he's just being you know what I yeah. find right. really brutal? Yeah. Is how I, you, I watched her hands the whole time. And just what her hands are doing, like hitting the ground and pushing back on him, like just watching her hands and the struggle in her hands, like she can't do anything but move her hand and all she can do is move it. And it's just moving and she's doing different things like that just disturbs the hell out of me. And like I almost like like I feel like I want to cry. Yeah, it's a very helpless scene to watch. Yes, I do. uh, I, I found it interesting to finally make sense of the opening scene. Of which Makes is, sense. Which wow. had the uh, two old guys talking in the apartment, and oh, I realized, that? Oh, that. Okay. Yeah. That's and the the one guy is actually the butcher from I Stand Alone. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah. So does that tie into the plot of I Stand Alone? It ties into a previous movie of Gaspar Knows. Okay. Yeah. I Stand Alone is another you know pretty depressing film. Okay. And you know that guy's just you know. And I then, still haven't seen it. Yeah, wow. you should check it out. Uh well, oh, I've been wanting to. I've been trying to find the DVD for a long time. It's just out of print. And... Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I think I rented it from Netflix. But, you know, I think it's so effective the way this movie plays out being told backwards because you're just hit just right off the bat with just these yeah, it's... gut-wrenching scenes. It's and then weird. the last thing you want to do after experiencing that is see all this beautiful stuff towards the end as it and and learn certain things that are just heartbreaking. Yeah. That you mean the towards end, the beginning? Towards the beginning, which is actually shown at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that by the time you learn that stuff and they show you it's like that's just twice as torturous as just showing us bad things throughout. It, it's a gut punch. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it literally punches you in the stomach. Oh yeah. that's yeah, I think it's so effective. Mm-hmm. So, so effective. Yeah. Brilliant. I tell you, I love the opening credits to this movie. Or yeah, the, or the closing the, the credits. credits. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Yeah, we might. It might sound confusing to other people, but this is a, a must-see film. Oh yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, I, I can't mean, believe short it. Long, you got to pick time. up. You got to buy it. Yeah, the short long of reverse roll is literally the end is shown in the first scene. Yeah. <laughs> and it, the I beginning of the movie is help. shown in the last scene of the film. I, th- I think <laughs> so, that. It's be- beneficial to actually know that going in, J- just so it's less jarring. Where you're like, because there's a brief moment where you're just trying to figure out like what the hell's going on. If you know that, then then you won't be as like. That's a good point. That's a good point because yeah, I mean, a lot of times you you might figure it out. You know, twenty five, thirty minutes in the film, you're like, yeah. hey, this is completely backwards, and and then you might kind of miss things leading up to that point. You're like, okay, I fuck. figured it out about the cab around where they're messing with the cab, um, because they crash the cab or whatever and then yep. shows them get the ca- that's when i figured it out but i did ask you guys i was like this film is going in reverse right and you, you guys were like yeah yeah i think um i don't think it's a spoiler or anything because if you read some synopsis on different websites it'll say that the film is breaking uh basically broken up into about 13 uh segments so each one obviously it's starting 
it's going backwards, so you yeah. know that you could tell when a segment ends and then a new one begins. Mm-hmm. It's a brilliant concept. It up. really is. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. No doubt about it. So yeah. uh, what's the rating on that one, Brandon? Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten for Irreversible. Awesome. All right. Is it back to me already? Jeez. Okay, so uh, this film has not been mentioned, which is weird because it seems to keep happening. Jason X. <laughs> yes. No, it's not. Uh, this film is – I'm going to say right now this was my favorite watch of the of the journey. It, it was my – it was the one that I enjoyed the most that I, that I honestly – I won't say like it's not the best one, obviously, but it was my favorite watch, and that is Dahmer. Uh, wow! Nice. Yes, yeah, I loved this movie. Wow! It is a great wow. telling of <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer's <laughs> story. Like shocked left and right. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer is probably my favorite serial killer, and what I mean by that is obviously like he's a scumbag and like he didn't deserve oh, to live and things right. like that. But he's I'm just saying his story. I find it the most fascinating. Mm-hmm. And this film does like such a amazing job at humanizing a monster. And I give it so much credit for that. I, I completely was just involved in, in his personality. There's certain scenes where, you know, they tell a little bit of flashback stuff. There's, there's scenes with his father that are so intense and remind me of, you know, things that I've seen in my life and, and things like that, minus like heads and boxes, you know, severed heads and stuff. But, Naturally. you know, um, <laughs> the homosexuality thing, uh, just all these different pieces to his story, I felt were told absolutely perfectly. The only thing that they don't get into is like the cannibalism and like the le- the the real nasty stuff that happened sort of later. And they don't get into his post uh you know, I, I don't know if you can really spoil the story of Jeffrey Dahmer, but, uh, you know, really. what happens to him at the end of his life and things like that. Yeah. Um, it, the, the film is shot really well, honestly, is uh, really well, honestly, too. And I think, you know, the, the they do some things with like the colors in his apartment. I love the layout of his apartment. Uh, it, it's just such such a good story it's like a well-told story of jeffrey dahmer i i I was so impressed with this one i seen it when i was a kid actually 2002 i guess it would be and i always knew that there was a bunch of jeffrey dahmer films and i I always wanted to like find this one but i knew that there was like a few different ones so i didn't know if i'd ever see this one in a while and i was happy to finally revisit it uh super super well done um the the performance my god this might be my favorite performance of the uh, – close. It's my second favorite performance of 2002. Jeremy uh, Renner? Yeah. Jeremy, yeah, terrific Ooh, actor. My god. That guy is Jeffrey Dahmer. Don't – Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean he's a I guy who went I mean, on to be nominated I, for two Oscars. I said that too, man. I, I reviewed this movie on Body Bags you know, a long time – during Serial Killer Week and I filled in. I actually did two Dahmer uh, films that week mm-hmm. solely because he is my favorite serial killer, which – that sounds weird, <laughs> but yeah, it sounds weird most, when I said it too. He's most, he's my, I find him the most intriguing. Yeah, uh, definitely, dude, definitely. But honestly, I'd read his biography, or well, the, I guess biography, I guess whatever you want to call it. But uh, you know, these, you know, these adaptations of a story are very good. 
you know, mm-hmm. of Dahmer and the other film that I'd reviewed too. This one's great, man. Jeremy Rennie, Jeremy Rennie, <laughs> Jeremy Renner does a great job, uh, in the, in the, you know, lead role and stuff. And I do agree though. I wish they had gone into like a little more of, um, I think I did say that though. I wish they had gone into like a little more of like the, you know, his sexual acts and stuff like that. Like, you know, just kind of showcasing that kind of nastiness of him because if you well, know they, they really the Dahmer story showed a lot of his rapes. <laughs> no, 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 not just not just his rapes and kills and things like that. I'm talking about what he would do oh, like with body parts bodies and things and stuff, after. Yeah. Like, I mean, you definitely don't need to show that, but it was it was a big thing for Dahmer. You well, know, like that's I, I that's love, what he was eventually doing with the shit. So I love the scene where he's hanging out with that kid and smoking weed. I, like when I say humanize as a monster, like they really do almost to the point where you're like relating to him. Like you yeah. kind of understand what he's going through a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's a beautiful movie. I really do. I love this movie. Not yeah, they wow. really do try to humanize him because basically the whole movie revolves around him having this long conversation with Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> It's because yeah, Dahmer yeah. was – he lived kind of a normal life. I mean, you know, he lived on like in an the outskirts. He lived – you know, he had this kind of uh, – this mill job or whatever it was, like a factory yeah, job. Yeah, factory and stuff. job. And like people knew him. Like, you know, in the in the apartment that he lived in, you know, people liked him. Like he was an okay guy. Like he wasn't that big of an outcast and things like that. People knew who he was and he would say hi and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's what they do with the character. Now, is uh, he any relation to – um? That Johnny Knoxville guy who played that character, Jeffy Dahmer. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny, <clears throat> but no, seriously, I, I loved Dahmer. It, it's I. If there's one movie you guys are listening, you're surprised to us, left and right. If you guys want to check out one movie that you you haven't seen other ones we mentioned and Dahmer's one of them, check out Dahmer. It's great. And I know that we talked about Ted Bundy versus Dahmer because that was the other serial killer movie. Ted Bundy tells more of the the timeline Mm -hmm. but less of the detail. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's less detail, bigger timeline. Dahmer is more detail, less of the timeline. No, it tells a lot of like the middle story of Bundy and really quickly. (laughs) <laughs> right. essentially what it is right there's a whole movie leading up to the start of bundy mm-hmm. you know if you've read his shit man there's a bundy has the most enormous story ever it's insane yeah it really is cool. that's why i'm like when i looked at that biopic <laughs> you know that's mm. i'm just like okay this is just a portion of the story which is everything that goes on in this shit is you know it's pretty pretty accurate to um the uh the the book the biography and stuff like that but it's just a major it's just a small fraction of the story so but which is really hard to do i think ted bundy would be a perfect thing to be like you know one of those netflix miniseries you know like creating a murder whatever like a 10-part series kind of thing because there's a lot of story man it really is i love these serial killer things though so yeah Yeah, that was my number four nice I, i prefer the way they did it in bundy yeah that was my issue, but I'll tell you what, I really want to go back and watch Dahmer now because oh, I, 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 I enjoyed the, it. Dahmer film's great. I enjoyed Dahmer, but because it, the way it was set up narratively, you know, you know, and it was just, they just took a few different isolated incidents, isolated incidences from his life and put them in there. It just, it kind of, it was a little, not jarring, but it just kind of, I don't know. But the thing is, even on even on screen in the Dahmer film, they show quite a bit of the actual, you know, the I mean, he killed what, 19 people or something like that? 
17. So they, they showed what on screen, you know, I don't know, like 12 of them or something. Yeah, like yeah. they do a pretty good job. They show a lot of what yeah. he did. You know, they did a really good job with that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to watching it again. It just, it just, I wasn't expecting that. 17. You know, I wasn't expecting that when I when I watched it. But I'll yeah. tell you, and talking about it now, the way JP was talking about it, it makes you want to go back and watch it. And mm. After I watched that in Bundy, I might actually prefer Dahmer. In it. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. interesting, man. When I did the the Dahmer the serial killer serial killer week with the the two Dahmer films, those are like two of my longest reviews I've ever done. <laughs> it's like yeah, this has on to a- be one of the more underrated films that of this year and of. In general, you know, the next time I do an underrated list, like, this is definitely going on it. Oh, yeah. I fucking, I went to town reviewing these films, man. Just being a huge Dahmer fan. I keep saying I'm a huge fan. <laughs> you gotta love, your shirt. love your work. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. I'm a huge fan of your work here. I'm like high-fiving Jeff over here. What's up, Jeffy? <laughs> uh, Want to go to lunch sometime? Oh, oh, even the people around him. Performance is good all around. The uh, black dude that he was hanging with, man, like yeah. he was really good too. Yeah, yeah he completely bought his performance. Very good um, performances. But yeah, Dahmer number four. All right, uh, that brings me to my number four. Wait, and... did you give a grade? Oh no, give a grade. Uh, yeah, nine out of ten. Oh, oh nice. We didn't good hear it. Cool, cool. Okay, my number four is May. And uh, not a lot to add, I guess. We we spoke a little. I, I'll tell you one thing. Personally, there was a lot of Argeno references. In yeah, the, there in was. I, did, I was going to mention that, but I I just yeah. thought it was so strange when the, the when trauma. Uh, uh, what is it? Jeremy Sisto was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see Trauma. I'm like, they could have picked any <laughs> fucking right? Argento film, but they have him seeing Trauma. And I'm right? like, okay, Trauma's okay, but seriously, <laughs> look at the body of work before Trauma. <laughs> No shit. That's the quirkiness of it. What happened there? Yeah, that is funny. You would think he would say. Maybe the director just really likes trauma. Like maybe that's his. uh, uh, Well, who was it? Lucky. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe Lucky just likes trauma. He did it for trauma. Doesn't get enough love. (laughs) He probably just wanted to be quirky and reference all the Argento we can because then he had the the, the opera. opera. Yeah, he had the posters there, and then uh, there was a kill later on that was you know lifted. You know, from an Argento movie. So. Yeah. It would have been creepy if he said, let's go see Dracula 3D. <laughs> yeah, especially because it wasn't made yet. Because it was probably still That's in why it would have been creepy. Because it hasn't <laughs> no, been made yet. Wasn't that movie in production for like 10 years? That would actually make sense. <laughs> <laughs> that movie took forever to come out. Yeah, it did. Yeah. But you I mean, really. Soundtrack. I'm sorry, Moose. Oh, I'm, I was just going to say. I mean, it, it does. It makes a lot of sense for Lucky McKee to actually put trauma as the Argento film in there because it's quirky, like the whole fucking film, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if, if he was like, oh, he's going to see the spirit, well, that's fucking obvious. Deep Red, that's even more obvious. You know, it's like, why not make it trauma? It's just, it's a quirky film. Not the film isn't quirky, but it's just a quirky choice to throw yeah. in there. Yeah, You know, in this really weird, odd kind of film, that makes a lot of sense to do that. Big ups to Lucky McKee for doing that. Mm-hmm. And just a good all-around movie. Great performances. Mm-hmm. Fucking, she's incredible. Angela Bettis. What? Wow. Just yeah. What can you say? I, I love how at first, like the dude Jeremy Sisto or whatever, he's like, you know, I like weird. 
And then it's like, well, not this fucking weird. This is just <laughs> fucking geez. Yeah, man. I just, you know, I just recently reviewed a film with him called Hangman. I like this guy, man. Yeah, he's also in Population Four Three Four Six Three or something, which is all right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think he was on Six Feet Under. He's in Wrong Turn. In Six yeah. Feet Under, yes, I like I, him too. Man. I love that show, Should man. Yeah, he was more. He's he's a he's a talented talented actor. Yeah, talented young man. Yeah, he's good. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's still in Brandon's woman. Yeah. Who, well. <laughs> Angela Bettis? No, May. Man. Not Angela Bettis, May. No, I'm, I'm more <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I'm more of a Susie guy. Yeah, you would be with May. That's true. She wouldn't scare uh, you I would off. be with Susie. The doll. <laughs> 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 I'd be with what's her name, her her, her friend at work, Holly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the yeah. actress is Anna Faris. Anna Faris. Yeah, I think she looks better in this movie. I'm more attracted to Anna Faris in this movie than when she fucking had surgery and became blonde and shit. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So, what's the rating on that? Uh, the rating is nine. Nine for me. All right. Back. All right. Mode. So coming in at number four, and I fucking. Speechless right now. Absolutely speechless that I have this movie higher than JP. Cat Fever? <laughs> I totally thought that I would be sitting at number four. He'd be like number three, number two. And yes, it is uh, Terror in the Flesh, Cabin Fever. Wow. I didn't know you liked it that oh, much, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I didn't even it. realize I liked this movie that much either. <laughs> I. I on rewatch, I'm say it Ryder, definitely how like I, I there's so many fucking yeah. Ryder Strong's awesome. Yeah, gives a strong performance. He's sexy. Gives a Ryder Strong performance. No, I mean honestly, man, I, I think everyone does a great job in this film. I just love, I love the characters, man. Like honestly, uh, what's his name? What's his real name? G- Gillespie Andrews. Come on, Giuseppe? It's one of Gillespie. Whatever. <laughs> the dude that directs <laughs> fucking weird ass trauma films, man. He's directed like a bunch of trauma films. It's so bizarre. Um, but yeah, I, I just uh, I dig this film, man. I like the uh, I like the whole idea of um, flesh eating and shit. That that it is scary as shit because I've seen it personally what it can fucking do, and it is really really scary. So it puts this movie into perspective for me in a different state i'm just like damn this could really fucking happen it really could happen there's Um, so many there's just so much stuff like packed into the film that is like jokes or like nods or or different things like the night of the living dead thing that we didn't even talk about oh yeah night of the living dead the the nougat thing right like the the candy bar where he's like tell me one good reason boy why you would steal a snickers bar and he's like the nougat nougat, yeah (laughs) yeah i mean like there's so many like i know so much about this movie like for example james DeBello, the guy who plays bert like just hated that line and did did whatever he could to like like hey let's take that out of the movie <laughs> but eli roth wanted it i know that um you know the S- serena vincent uh marcy uh she only allowed one inch of her butt crack to be shown in the sex scene and she was very specific on that uh, it was a good inch <laughs> yeah so uh they had to tape the blanket so it like was exactly an inch uh I mean, Jesus, dude. There's the, the, the guy, inch? the guy, the big fat dude who carries like the ammo, who gets the screwdriver to the head. They found him in a 
hardware store. They just would need an extra. And they asked, he looked weird. So they were like, Hey, will you do this movie? And he, and as soon as he was on set and seen Ryder strong, he was like, boy meets world, boy meets world, boy meets world. And he like just tripped out and he's like the biggest boy meets world fan ever. And he, he was like completely silent up until then. I mean, there's so much fun stuff about this movie. Listen to the fun <laughs> commentaries guys, please. Why is this film number seven on your list, man? You, you're you're getting a like a raging hard on right now over because it. it's it not be I know. as good. I know. Come it's on, just not good enough. It, I, I just like it. You, it is. You're I just no, like in no, love I just with this like film. it. Just because I, I like I it doesn't this, mean it's good. I think good. this movie's a fucking oh. I think it's a. I think it's a blast, man. I think it's great. It's fun as hell. Um, it's got some nice titties in it. <laughs> yeah. Since you've already, you know totally stole the show with so all the, the quirky facts and stuff like that um i like the fact that there's two guys from detroit rock city in here that's a fucking amazing yeah, i love that detroit shit. rock city yeah man it just carries over it's great but no I, I i love this film man i i think it's just uh i didn't realize how much i like this movie until i was watching it now did you guys watch the theatrical cuts of this film or the director cuts i'm the director. pretty sure i probably watched the director's cut yeah, okay because okay yeah. What I said, I, when I first watched this movie again, again, on rewatch, I watched my DVD and I was like looking at the DVD like halfway through the film and I was like, this doesn't say director's cut on. I was like, shit, because I had it you know, back in the day. And uh, <laughs> so I'm like, well, is there there's got to be a director's cut of this. So I looked it up and there is a fucking Blu-ray with a director's cut. So I actually looked up the differences. And uh, apparently there is, you know, transitional differences and things like that. And apparently it adds like quite a quite a bit of, you know, things to the film and stuff like that. I never got around to checking it out. I got the Blu-ray. So I ordered the Blu-ray, got it in, and it's sitting in my hand as we speak, sealed. <laughs> <laughs> so I never did see. So I just see it in the theatrical. But I was just wondering if you guys, what you guys saw of it. So um, I can't wait to actually pop this in and actually, you know, check out the uh, the differences. Um <laughs> If I'll even notice, if I'll even notice, because, you know, I don't know. It happens. But anyways, Cabin Fever, eight and a half out of ten. I dig it. Good film. Awesome. Nice. All right. Top three. Top three, baby. Here we go. Once again, Dave Z has honey dicked me. (laughs) Coming in at number three is May. (laughs) Not much to add. Um... I, I actually like the setup. There was supposed to be a lot more setup in terms of showing May as a kid, but it was going to uh, make the film a little too long. But I liked the, I liked what they did show. You know, she had a lazy eye as a kid. You know, the mother at her birthday party because no, no one came because she was always bullied and teased. No one showed mm-hmm. up. I actually listened to the commentary on this. She, she had a fucking reason. patch on her eye. Of course yeah, she, she had a patch. Bullied. Yeah, and the mother yeah. gave her Susie the doll and said to her, "If you can't find a friend, make one." And that's just obviously the perfect line that sets up the whole movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. also I, kind. I, I, it, I think it's ahead. brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, and it's I think also, it's absolutely brilliant. It's so yeah, that, it's so subtle, but it's so brilliant. Yeah, and I, I find you know a particular scene, and I'm not going to get into it for spoiler reasons, to be quite heartbreaking. You know, and just the line "see me" being said over and over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, I'm being a little cryptic there for intentionally. Mm-hmm. But but maybe terrific. Absolutely. Probably probably one of the best performances of 2002, Angela Bettis. Other than Dahmer. 
Oh yeah, Jeremy Renner. I love Jeremy <laughs> Renner. I really do. I'm serious. I mean, Dahmer, he is definitely a little underrated, isn't he? I mean, he's a two-time Oscar no- nominee. I mean, he. But he, really, but, but, because I don't fucking know these things because I don't watch the goddamn. Well, no, Oscars. no, but but I'll say this: even though I do watch the Oscars, and he is he's been nominated for The Town and for The Hurt Locker. He, oh, uh, he's both still he's, overrated he, films. He's still an underrated actor because he tends to be good. Even if the film isn't good, his performances are always solid, mm-hmm. and and that's May for you. <laughs> so what's I don't know how I got May? <laughs> 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 yeah. nice gams. Gams stems. I thought they were legs. <laughs> gams stems. You spin for me? Oh man, I don't know why I always get grossed out when when she stabs the girl in the head with the the sewing needles and oh. then it mixes with the milk. Yeah, <laughs> fucking rights, man. It's awesome. awesome. It's awesome, but I get, it just get, it makes me gag a little. I don't like that nasty thing on her finger either they give her. Anna Ferris's character. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a fucking cigar burn. It's, a, it's just a <laughs> metaphor for her life, man. Oh, you yeah. Know, she's, she's fucking, you know, she looks, you know, she's awkward, but she seems very normal. And then that milk is the normal and the blood running in. It's just a metaphor, man, for her whole life. Whoa. Ooh, it just got guy. deep. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Too late for that. Mind blown. <laughs> Mi- mixing, the, mixing, mixing the two personalities, man. The white and the red. Holy shit, my head just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so May, 9 out of 10 for me. 9 out of 10, alright. Uh, back to me. Uh, coming in at number 3 for me is uh, one that you guys talked about, and that is... Uh, 28 days later uh this movie is very strong for me and i i do agree though man like the third act i don't have a problem with the third act i just have a problem with the social commentary being military bad people good like it feels it felt way more subtle back when i watched this the first time in 2002 i don't know if it's because we've seen it so many times since where the military is the bad guys but I don't know. Is that it? Like, was it more subtle back then? Was it more like, oh shit, like this is kind of interesting? It could have been. Or is is it? Or do we look at it negatively because it's happened so many times since? Like, of course the military is the bad guys. They're always. The I think bad it's guys. like a power breach thing. I think you know, since two thousand two today, until today, I mean, we've seen so many people that you know shouldn't be breaching their power, breach their power, hence police. You know, mm-hmm. military, blah blah blah. That now we look upon this can go, fuck you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, you know? it's much it's much touchier subject now. It is, yeah, yeah. You but, know, I think they did it because of Day of the Dead. Yeah, I but I actually, yeah. I actually yeah, like the military be. more in Day of the Dead. Uh yeah, yeah. I no, not than this film. Like I, I think the military. Well, they're also some of the best characters ever. Yeah, yeah. They're I, just so fucking good. Man. I mean, yeah. I agree with the military in Day of the Dead. Like I don't I agree with the military in Twenty Eight Days Later. So like, you're yeah, right, is right, kind of guy. I understand. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, would be on team. Yeah, you're on roads. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, okay. Twenty Eight. Yeah, that turned out well for him. Well. <laughs> He's, by the way, I'll add, he's such a cool guy, man. We drank many beers. <laughs> yeah, I hear that a lot about him, actually. But he's, he's fucking fun, man. The wife loved him. 28 Days <laughs> Later, uh, great movie. I only have minor problems with the third act. 
but it's beautifully shot. It's the the vibe is so just depressing and bleak. I love it. I give that one a nine out of ten as well. Awesome. Nice. All right. Uh, my number three, and I'm surprised I haven't heard anyone bring it up yet. Because I don't think everybody loves it as much as I do. Oh, freaking honey dick. Me, or maybe, maybe they all hate it. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh, it's The Ring. The Ring from the Ring. Uh, 2002 American Remake. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I'm a really big fan uh, of the original Ring. Ringu. And the funny thing is, this is one of the rare instances where I think I like them equal or it's pretty close. I might like Ringu slightly better but it's really close they're neck and neck and i think this was just done really well it's fucking straight up scary always has been scary to me you know it's shit man it's fucking... i always feel really bad for the horse when it jumps off the fucking the yeah. ferry don't y'all eat <laughs> in, horse in a way up it's in canada funny. what so don't y'all eat horse up in canada <laughs> what the fuck? Well, that's no. why he jumped. He was heading to Canada. <laughs> He's like, I'd rather drown and be sucked under the motor. Jesus Christ. Maybe our fucking dogs do. I don't know. <laughs> Patrick Cote does. He's Canadian. Uh, yeah, he is French. He's not Canadian. He said, in Canada, we eat horse, here's meat all the time. <laughs> I'm just fucking, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for that. But uh, So, yeah, yeah. Dave, I, the ring is great. The ring is great, man. It's straight up. It's, and I know it sounds fucking cliche, but it's creepy as hell. It's like, I don't know if that's on the box. It might be on the fucking DVD box. But that's just that's just the way I feel. It's just fucking, it, it's a long movie. Like, it's it's, it's like two hours long. But it is, man, yeah. It doesn't seem that way to me. It goes at a good pace. There's not a whole lot of bullshit. You know, I, I don't get bored with it for a second. And I, I love the fucking video. Like, I mean, the, it's different than the original video. It's beautiful. The, right? Did you, guys, did you guys see this one in the cinema? No. I did, I yeah. watched this right after. Yeah, I, I did so. too. This one scared the shit out of me. No, I didn't. I rented it. I rented it. Yeah, I saw it. In the it was it was good. It was good in the cinema. Now, who was creepier, Samara or the little boy? <laughs> Samara. <laughs> little boy walking around calling his mother Rachel. Yeah, he was weird. Why was he calling his mother Rachel? I don't get what, that. No, man. dude, that's actually not that uncommon. Like, my I have a friend who calls his mom Tammy. Yeah, my brother-in-law calls his mom Susan all the time, and I'm just like, dude, you do realize you came out of her vagina. She's your mother. Wait, Call her mom. I know a few people, from? honestly, that do that. Really? It's yeah. so fucking weird. For the longest Listen, time, I dude. could never get over it. I couldn't believe that he just called his mom by his first name, and that's just the way it is. And I'm well, like, she's what a the shitty fuck? mom, kind of. If I, if I fucking said my mom's – if I called my parents by their first name, they would they would have cuffed the shit out of me, man. There's no fucking way that was happening. I just couldn't fucking believe it. <laughs> it just doesn't yeah. happen. There's no fucking way. Yeah, it's no good. Yeah, well, sometimes it's, sometimes no if your mom happens. sucks, you don't want to call her mom. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. I, yeah. I can relate. There you go. There you go. I guess, but I guess, yeah. 
So, but yeah, yeah, uh, the ring. That's uh, straight up. That's scary shit. The whole idea with the fucking with the tape and you know what what Samira's motives really are as you get to the end of it and yeah. you know it, you know surprisingly I was expecting it to be a lot more dated. It's not. No. No, it holds up. Yeah. We still watch VHSs. <laughs> I just bought some. <laughs> what the hell is that giant blue? Well, no, it is it is dated because that movie would not happen on a VHS. It would happen on a digital code. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's the rating there on the ring, Dave? Uh, the rating is a nine, a nine for the ring. And Naomi Watts is a fucking fox in this movie. Oh Damn. man, she's a fox Beautiful. anytime. Oh man, love Naomi Watts with a passion. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely in this movie. I think she was at the. In, in tip-top shape. Top-notch! Mahal Drive? Mahal Drive. <laughs> Love she's, her. Oh, she shows her tits in Mahal Drive, doesn't yeah. she? She's yeah. married to Ray Donovan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right, what's your number three? My number three is the French film called Irreversible. Did we talk about this one already? I think so. Nine out of ten, motherfuckers. Yeah, nice. I love this film, And you know how I watch it on 1.5? I think that Moods watches it uh, on half speed. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I find I find this rape scene to be absolutely atrocious, man. It's so brutal to watch, and I, you know, knowing or finding out that you know really interesting tidbit uh, uh, of the film where <laughs> that was a crew member that walked into the scene, yeah. and they yeah. kept that in there. That's amazing because that always pissed me off to no tomorrow. Yep. That this fucking guy walks into the scene and then doesn't uh, do anything. So it worked to their benefit by yeah. accident. I think that's, you know, it's it's just kind of a fluke, I guess, really. But, I, um, I, you know, and honestly, it's true, though. It's it's realistic. Like, Very realistic. I mean, that it, some people just are, are, don't know what to do. Like, I seen somebody, uh, you know, kill, try to kill themselves. And, and there was a lot of people standing around. Mm hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, the least yeah, you could do, least you could do is lend a helping hand. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe give Cut a him again. Raise. Oh God, I'm going to hell. <laughs> Cut him again. Jesus Christ. But no, I've I've always I've always been fascinated with this film because you know when I first saw it, Irreversible, I wasn't when it first came out. I saw it a couple years later, and um, I was like blown away by the filmmaking. I'd never seen a film like this before. Where it was literally in reverse, and and uh, oh, you made that mistake too. I accidentally made the mistake of watching the film backwards. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, "Fuck, man, that's like cool as shit." I was just like, "Damn, I've never seen a movie like that." It that's is cool, so cool. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I will agree, man. When I first watch this, holy shit, dude, getting used to the way it's filmed, but it makes sense though because mm-hmm. you know it's all frantic for a reason, and they're purposely doing it like that, and then it kind of. You know, kind of soothes itself out as the story goes backwards or goes the forwards or whatever you want to do. Yeah, um, it makes a lot of sense. I think it's brilliant filmmaking, and um, this is a film that's really you can't duplicate. It's one of a kind. It's effective as fucking all living hell, and it's just a brutal. I mean, I mean, this shit got two thumbs and two thumbs up from Rover Nieper. Can you believe that? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, this movie literally says on the cover two thumbs up. Yeah. yeah, and they and they even said that it's a film that probably people aren't going to want to watch. 
No, I mean, it, this one not only has their quote or their two thumbs up, but it says warning contains graphic sex and violence for mature audiences only, like in big bold letters. Yeah, and, but that scene of Monica Bellucci naked on the bed. Oh, God. yeah, man. And you know what's so fucking She's crazy? Monica stunning. Bellucci was in the new Bond film, Inspector, this year or last year. Oh, was she? Is, oh. Isn't that weird? She actually like does like, I guess, a cameo type deal. Apparently, mm. she was like the oldest type Bond girl to ever to appear in a uh, in a Bond film. She's like 50 years old and she's yeah. still beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. She's like beautiful gorgeous. still. Yeah, she was so, so gorgeous in that movie. Big ups to Vincent Cassell, man. He's amazing in like everything he does. Yeah, um, he is. Love Gaspar Noe. Fuck, man. This guy makes great films. Yeah, 9 out of 10. Love it. Great film. Brandon, number two. Nice. Finally get to talk about a film that hasn't been mentioned yet. Oh, there we go. Oh, I didn't honey dick yet. Okay, so my number two film is a film from 2002. Hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) No way. I know, it's weird. It seems like every film we've mentioned tonight is from 2002. But... (laughs) (laughs) The irony. That is... Bill Paxton directorial debut, Frailty. Number two. Number two. Number dos. Wait, there's a Frailty 2? Frailty (laughs) 2. Let's get this party started again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so basically this story focuses on the relationship between a father played by Bill Paxton and his two young boys. And religious man, and he believes after receiving a vision from God that he has been chosen to fight the war against demons who are disguising themselves as people on earth. So basically he drags his his two boys into joining his cause. That he does. Yeah. And Bill Paxton is a G. He's a G. He's, he's, he's a, an OG. He's a beast, man. Yeah, uh, his acting ability is. I love it. I like. I love Bill Paxton. Like, yeah, I'm with you on that. I've always that. enjoyed Bill Paxton in anything he does, and this film is just so good. I'm like, I love these. I like, watch his movie. type films. Yeah, I've you know? always been a huge fan of. Those. You know, these ones. That, it just goes to prove like how religion is so fucked up, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, thank God there is religion in the world because otherwise we wouldn't have films like this. Because yeah. You kind of look at it and you go, fuck, man, people are nuts for religion. Like, really? Like, yeah. you think people are coming down and, like, you know, talking some shit? Like, you need to go kill these people. You need to go do this, blah, blah. God damn. That's a fucked up premise, man. Oh, but this I love shit it. Really happens. It really happens. This has happened in real life where people have been told things by angels or God or whoever the fuck it is to go and Dogs. do some crazy shit. <laughs> to go do some crazy shit. Like, yeah. well, this person's, a, this person's a demon. They walk to earth and they're going to do bad. So you're doing God's work. So you need to go and take them out. Jesus Christ, man. This is a scary premise for everyone thinks that this isn't a horror film. You're wrong. Yeah, no, this is definitely a horror film. This is a scary scary premise that plays out in such a brilliant way. This is more of a horror film than most of Brandon's picks for 2015. (laughs) 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 But but no, seriously, like Frailty Man is is such a cool movie. I I, I'm with moods like religious horror is some of my favorite. Not like The Exorcist, but like religious cults, religious uh, over religious extremists. Uh, I find it super creepy. Uh, I've always found that stuff creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even talking that much about this movie. There's really – I don't want to get into it because if 
people haven't seen it, the less they know, the better. Yeah. Good point. Matthew McConaughey has wicked pecs on the back of the DVD, man. That's all I'm going to say. He's getting this movie, nice. too. Damn. Those things yeah, are fucking so crazy. What's the rating on that, Brandon? That's a 9 out of 10. Wait, is that a 9 out of 10? <laughs> Let me just sure it is. It's your Brandon, two. come on, man. This is a professional show here. Oh, man, yeah, come on, man. I'm trying to change your bum life. Edit, edit. No, it's a <laughs> nine out of ten. Okay. Uh, so coming in at my number two, uh, it was I. You, you, Dave. You kind of swooped, if that's a word, the honey dicking Swoop. past Brandon mm-hmm. and hit me. Oh. Uh, and shit. it is uh, the ring. Uh, I this is the film that I did not expect to be this high on my list. Watching it again, uh, it scared the shit out of me in 2002. I remember the night when I watched it. I just finished Eight Mile on VHS, and then I popped in the ring, and I was like super fucking scared. And it holds up, man. This movie's still scary, and it really is. It really is scary. And that's what I love about it. It's you quickly went from B Rabbit to Cheddar Bob. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> actually fucking cheddar bob you went all cheddar bob there the ring <laughs> you know so the ring man super sorry good. Uh, it, the story plays out it, it started that trend of the washed out look the the blues and grays and ugly yeah. depressing colors it's rainy uh the only thing that i don't like about the, the movie is i find the kid annoying um never liked him never will uh, the ending, super awesome. Love the ending. Scary as mm-hmm. fuck. Uh, yeah. This is a movie that kind of shook the world a little bit. Uh, I remember, like, people prank calling each other, like, seven days thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I remember that as a kid. Like, it was a big deal. Like, everybody was doing that to each other. Uh, you know, I cool. recently did that to the wife, man. We watched The Ring about a week ago. And sure as shit, man, she goes to bed and I phone her. I called her. Fuck you, JP. Don't even start. <laughs> so I, I gave her a call and she asked, she's like, what? And I'm like, seven days. And then <laughs> I hung up and I literally could hear her laughing from upstairs <laughs> in the house. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's, it, it's fun though, man. And I, I, I remember True story. doing that. It's good stuff, dude. It, it, like the ring, I think people give it shit sometimes because it like the concept. If you, on paper it sounds silly as shit, right? Like a haunted videotape, but nah. it's good. It plays out. It's it works, man. The, the, it's creepy as hell. Uh, it, it, the story is is great. Like the the story that that they're telling, even when you find out what's really going on, uh, it all makes sense. And the way that they kind of get out of the situation, or the way that they think they are supposed to get out of the situation like i, I love all that stuff uh yeah. the ring nine out of ten my number two film nice 2002 very nice all right well i i also got a little honey dick in this round and <laughs> yes uh, i think yeah. i did it yes you did yes <laughs> number two is frailty yeah ah <sighs> man what a fucking movie you know, and it's like it's like Brandon said. The, the less said about this, the better. It's you know, true. I guess there's one thing I can say, and I, 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 it'll be a complaint. The only problem I have is that the dad just didn't explain it well enough to the older brother. He just in the beginning when when the, when the, he's first starting to act out, he acts too rash. That's that's my only thing. I think if he would have explained it better, you know, the kid might have got it right off the bat. 
Yeah. Um, you know. I don't know, man. It, How do you think you would act? Every time I watch it, I say, if that was me, I can't say exactly. I have to be watching it to tell you. But every time I watch this movie, and I watch it a lot, I, I, I'm, I'm just watching it and I'm thinking what I would say if it was me talking to my kid to mm-hmm. to make it seem more believable and keep myself more level-headed acting and say, listen, I know this sounds weird, but this happened and I'm I know this. I know the way I'm this pretty sounds. Sure he he said wasn't exactly like that. that. He's no. like, I, look, I know this sounds crazy. Look, I know. <laughs> he says something along those lines. Maybe close to that, but he's all erratic about it. Rah, rah, rah. He's he's a fucking ball of stress from the time it happens till the fucking end. Yeah, he's he sneaking did. in. He's you know. It's just his behavior makes it make him seem less believable. That's all. I just think I would handle it better. But then we wouldn't have a movie. I just you know. I always think that when I watch it, and how the cop dismissed the the kids' accusations right off the bat. You know? Different time. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> Different time. But I'm not knocking it. I just thought I'd bring it up because... It's your it's, number two. <laughs> yeah. It, it's number dos. Great dos. performances. And the fucking, you know, what 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 gets revealed in the plot is mm-hmm. great. And I'll leave it at that. So, And that's that's also and a nine. Great ending, too. Yeah, it's a hard movie to review. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to say much about it. It really is, uh, man. It's one I would never even attempt to. I'd be like, "Fuck this! I'm not. I'm not talking about this." Oh fuck! I have <laughs> to. I have to uh, in two weeks, actually. Shit! I, Tough, man. Somebody already told me they're bringing it to the table. For There's me. certain movies I just don't this, touch uh, because I just don't I'm want not to say the wrong thing. This isn't I don't want to be that asshole frailty. that says the wrong thing. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. So you know, uh, moods number two. In at number two is. Uh, one that we well well we recently haven't talked about and is uh it is called frailty. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, funny. honey did the Jesus Christ, what is that three in a row? What is I that fucking you know? Yeah, man. I love love this movie. This is such a good film. Another one I watched with the wife and she's like, Man, you're picking some good movies to I usually make her watch like these low budget fucking wild eye releases and shit and she hates her life. More than anything. <laughs> so, like, as, you know, I was watching these films preparing for 2002. She watched a few with me. And this is another one she watched with me. And uh, really enjoyed it. Um, I hadn't seen it in years. And it just kind of brought back all the good memories, man. Great performances. The only thing I, the only thing I don't really care about this, you know, in the film is, um, is some of the ways that they grab the demons, you know. And... Uh, I don't know, man. Like when they get when they grab what is the guy in the parking lot? Mm -hmm. You know, just the way they grab some of these people. I'm just like, did no one fucking see that? (laughs) Well, the whole point Uh, was with God's protecting them because they're carrying out God's mission. That's true. Yep, they explained it. Is that actually what it is? Because nobody literally said out loud. But you guys are Mm -hmm. fucking just chill on the movie. We're saying too much. Explain it in the parking lot. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they do. No, they do. they do. There's no maybe. They do. There's a parking lot scene. Just remember that. That's when it happens, when it's explained. The like, kid literally you? says, like, we're in fucking broad daylight, Dad. Right. He's like, God will protect us, son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, like, is that really what's happening, though? Like, I remember the scene well, quite vividly. Well, see, now. Yeah, I see what GP's saying. Yeah, we better not say anything else. I know, is yeah. it, though? I don't know. Uh, if it is. So, uh, what is your rating on that one, Modes? <laughs> <laughs> Nine out of ten. Yeah. Uh, okay, number ones, guys. Oh man, I'm gonna Brandon, so are you really the landmine goes clicking on me right now? Dude, not am I am I gonna landmine goes click you, but ugh, fuck, I sent you guys the list that I made 
when I first made it up, and I hope, and I think even at one point I said, please, check out all these Asian films. And I said it. And let me just say before I go into my number one, that um, 28 Days Later, Signs, and The Ring were all highly rated films. Eights, and one of them was an eight and a half, that did not make my list. My number one film is from 2002, from Hong Kong, Hong Kong, psychological horror film called Inner Senses. Never heard of it. I told you guys to check out these Asian films from my list. This film absolutely blew me away. By far, easily the best film I saw from this. What the fuck? You got me. Easily the best film. motherfucking value here, man. Man, Um, you you just uh, did that on purpose, Dick. No, I did. You were like, I'm going to find a landmine goes click. I didn't expect to. I bought I bought it off of Amazon for like six bucks on DVD when I was prepping for the show. Is this a horror film? Yes, it is. Moons, have you seen this? No, I have not. Neither have I. Here we go. Nine Asian flicks this year, and I didn't see this one. Let me read the description. This is a story of Yan, a young woman haunted by fleeting images of what she believes to be dead people, told that it is all in her mind by her psychologist Jim. Jan still cannot find any other explanations for her visions. Soon her suspicions are confirmed when Jim uh, begins to see the same things she does and the two begin to unravel a mystery that leads to a forgotten past. It's a Chinese ghost story. And it stars Leslie Chung, who was absolutely brilliant in this. And it was actually his last film before he committed suicide. It's just, it's a brilliant is it, film. Is it because this movie sucks so bad that he This movie him? is highly rated. In fact, I did a lot of research on Leslie Chung because I'd seen him in a bunch of different fil- films. And he is one of the most well-renowned Chinese pop singers. Why singer. didn't you push oh, more for us to check this yeah, out, Yeah, like, why didn't you? Yeah, you like, you hey, shocked hey, all guys, of us. Uh, sure you, you know what? And I'm saying to myself as I'm reading this, I'm like, did I push it enough for them? I'm, I didn't want to give away no, my number one. you didn't push one, it at all. I never even heard of it once. No, no you should have just randomly in conversation be like, hey, man, check out this one. I just found this new film. Especially since I asked you, know, you Brandon, hey, what are some films I should definitely check out? And you never even got back to me. And all you would have had to say is Asian, and I would have watched it. For sure. <laughs> you should have lied to me and said that it wasn't Asian. And then I would <laughs> I'm glad that you checked out Dahmer, though, man, because I'm pretty sure I told you to check out that. I didn't think you'd like it that much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, so Inner Senses needs to be checked out by everyone. Okay, well, now I'll add it to the list. Thanks, Brandon. What's the rating on that? It's a 9.5, possibly a 10, but it's a 9.5 for now. Okay. So my number one is some Landmine Goes Click shit, I bet. Now, no. All right, you're gonna have to hear me out on this, okay? Oh God, John Q. Now I know what you're thinking. That's not a horror film, but the son—they're taking the what he's willing to do for his son, who's losing your son, is one of the most probably worst things that could happen to you. You agree? Would you get to your real number one? (laughs) All right. Shit, man. man! You almost had me because I love John Q. And if you were, gonna say, I was not I even going to say shit on that motherfucker. I knew he was bullshitting from the start. I, I got scared for a second because I love John Q. I love man. John Q too, man. I thought he was serious, man. No, come on, John. Who? 
You John who? John Wu? Fucking yeah, Denzel, man. Who's in John Q? Oh, okay. I was, that's what I was trying to do. I'm like, this sounds familiar, but I don't know exactly what it is. That's what I was thinking John about. He's amazing. <laughs> um, but anyway, seriously, my number one is Frailty. Uh, absolutely love it. I remember the first time I seen it was probably like 2003 or four. I was flipping through the channels and just something caught my eye. And it's like maybe 10 minutes into the movie. And I just started watching it and I, I fell in love with it. Didn't know the name of it because back then, you know, the, it was right at the edge of that point in time where like, you know, before there was no, you couldn't hit info and see what you was watching. You had to go to channel like five or something and like wait for a bar to scroll across like 60 different channels until you see what it is. <laughs> the biggest um, waste of time but, ever. But of <laughs> course doing that resulted in you flipping away from the movie. So sometimes you seen something and that was it. You just hoped you seen it again one day. And that happened with Frailty. Uh, I didn't know what it was for years. And then I seen it again. And I loved it the second time and the third time. And I could literally watch this one anytime. It's definitely my number one. Uh, great performances. Uh, that twist when it first happened, man. When I first seen it, it was great. Uh, 9 out of 10. Awesome. Nice. I was surprised to see it as high on every, you know, you guys' list. Oh, yeah. It's a great fucking movie, man. Always fucking excellent. Always love frailty. Oh, and by the way, there are no Asian films on my list, I guess. Yeah, well, I don't we really expected. I, I expected <laughs> there to be a, none. A narrow, simple-minded individual. I, I don't really like them all that much. Even though, like, I really like Asian women. <laughs> so, there's that. There's that. At least you get that. I'm actually being serious. Fuck, you should move, like, you should move over here, man. Are, like, one of my favorites. No, they are my favorite. Vancouver, yes. man. There you go. They're not around I, here at all. Majority, like man. I like there's there's more there. Asians than white people. Mm. I like to eat their tacos. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Asians tacos, huh? <laughs> no, Mexicans. Oh, Okay. <laughs> You were talking Mexicans. He was talking. Yeah, Asians. no, I said I like Mexican women. I like. You all like something different here. Though. No, I. Like they don't Asian like women. you, Brandon. Okay. Jewish. Stick to your Jewish own guys and Asians go together like lamb and tuna fish. Well, of course, man, because Asian guys generally have small penises and Jews have big ones. They like. It's not true. I love the fact that that Moods really thinks Jews have big. Penises. I know it's funny. Well, <laughs> I have a Jew friend, man, biggest penis I've ever seen in my life. Really, that's it's awesome. Yeah, are you that's... sure it's just because no, he's not it's circumcised? Not because no, I thank see him. That. Thank I'm him like, for Jesus me. Says Christ, dude, what the fuck is that? Thank him for me. <laughs> it's for not cool, a... man. <laughs> Actually, no, smack him for me for raising expectations. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, Dave, what is your number one film? Okay, my number one film, it comes from one of my favorite series, like a top three franchise for me. I absolutely adore the first four movies of this franchise, and this one is the crown jewel of it all. And it is Juwan the Grudge. Shocked! Baby, baby! It doesn't... That doesn't surprise me. I fucking love this movie. I, I consider it a masterpiece. I... The first the Listen, was... when you can see the pink flesh shining through the ma- makeup, that automatically disqualifies masterpiece rating. 
dude, that was Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> I, I've never seen that. It's something dude, you brought you, it you up. You can see the, the, the makeup's not on thick enough in certain spots of the little boy's face. I never know. I've seen this movie like a dozen times. I never have, have noticed that. Oh, it's cheesy, dude. Like when wow. they, when they like, gra- like the cat thing. Ugh. I don't even want to know. Please, if, if it's I a have, death if rattle, I... it's not a cat thing. It's a death rattle. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. It's oh, it dude, <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. I, I hold this in too high, a higher regard. Cause I, I love the series. I, I think the idea is fucking one of the scariest ideas and coolest ever in horror. Anyone that sets foot in this fucking house is dead. You are dead. There's no fucking. No, no you're scared for a very, very long time, and then you are dead. Which yeah, and then you're dead. You can't well, escape. Of course, you're gonna get scared. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> but that's the best part is that they do scary shit before they kill him. It's just it straight up fucking creeps me out the way they do. I like I love this fucking. It would have been really effective if it had been scary though. It scared it the shit out of me. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just fucking American it's... horror films. <laughs> It scared the shit out of me. Seriously, it, it's very, it's very creepy. This whole series is that way, and this one is, this is basically like the Empire Strikes Back of fucking uh, of the series. It's, it ties everything together. It, I'm it, just pissed I didn't see the first two. I don't know if it would make a difference that they were even lower budget than this. So you might notice fucking a wrinkle on somebody's fucking pants or something. <laughs> and just put it from a top ten list or anything. Right. Holy fuck, fuck I, see, I see a frown. No, it, seriously, though, the, Juwan, Don't it made my me. number 19 in my top oh. 20. So. Oh, you actually have like a whole fucking ranking? Yeah. He, has a, he has a top 32. Every one, every one of them, every what film I see, we are ranked. Man, I just, I, I just love the girl. I just love Kayako and and the boy Toshio, but especially her. And what's cool about this whole thing is, Rika. they could do. Yeah, Rika's cool. She's yeah. cute. Yeah, they, cute. they could do anything they want. They can decide to kill you or torment you in any fucking way they choose. And throughout yeah, this whole man. series, yeah, I agree. She does all kinds of different shit. Yeah, it's it's just a scary fucking idea, you know. And yeah. the more I've watched it, the more I've, I appreciate it because I'm used to it. Like I, I've seen all, I've seen the whole series a ton of times now. So it, it's just you appreciate. It. The first time I said it was a dream sequence. Now I can pretty much watch it and fucking know everything that's going on, and not you know it's no longer confusing or at all. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, I just I just love it. it it's it's fucking. It's truly frightening, and there isn't too many movies I can say that about. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I just... <laughs> <laughs> just fucking around, guys. And, and, so these lists, it's shaped up how I thought it was going to. Yeah, I already knew that was my favorite. Did you? Yeah. No shit. No, I, I actually, I didn't know before, that. And I heard Brandon say it like 18 times. What? You knew who was my favorite, Brandon? Oh, yeah, no, I knew, I knew... Instantly, this was going to be your number one. I didn't tell I, him. I was actually referring to the fact that JP didn't have any Asian films on this top ten. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, I didn't. I know. He did have the ring, though. He had something that was t- loosely tied to it. Yeah, the ring <laughs> is know. way better than Ringu, by the no, way. No. Like, they better way, make this way, American. Way oh, better. Dude, you're killing me right now. Oh, it's too America. bad. Miracle. Miracle. <laughs> I love the Asian films. God, I just the atmosphere of them is just. I, I like Asian about films it. too, dude. Like, but some of these are cheesy. 
Well, not some. Do you though? The only one that I thought was cheesy was Juon, but I did like it. Which is his number one? <laughs> 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 his shit on the number one film, man. Dude, you Damn. don't find that shit creepy when she's coming down the stairs at the end and she? No, it's shit. cheesy as shit. The whole movie's cheesy, dude. Oh god, like no, it's just not cheesy. <laughs> like it's all in daylight too. That's the, what's scary about the acting. That's awesome. I don't That's... like the act. Like the like. They just don't seem scary to me. It seems silly. Like, like they're like, ah, I'm coming at you now. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think what? these are preconceived notions that you're going into. You're like, this is not going to be that good, man. Yeah, JP, what you next? Think? You didn't like the fact that they were all squinting throughout the whole movie? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, says the Jew. No, I don't know, Ooh. man. I was hoping to really like Juan because, like, like I went into it thinking that I was actually gonna like really be creeped out by it, and it didn't. <clears throat> Nothing went click for you. I did like it though. I'm I'm being hard on it because it's funny. <laughs> exactly. I'm be- no I'm being landmine funny. went click. <laughs> it's a good movie. It is a good movie. Hell yeah, it's a good movie. It's a number one film. But hey, it's not for every. It's like a lot of the movies that I love. You'll hear me say it a ton of times. It's not for everyone. It's well, the type of movie. Like I said though, I I. The timeline was all fucked for me, so I, I definitely got to watch it again. Right? Yeah, that's how I was at first too, and you know now now that I know the story, and I, like I said, if you get used to it, you watch the first two and then that, and you're used to their style of filmmaking too. You know, just. But I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, it's that. This movie is a fucking ten out of ten. Whoa! Nice. First ten. I love this fucking movie. I'm sorry. It's well, like it's... I said. Masterpiece. It might be the only ten, depending on moods here. So moods, what is your number one film? Are you landmine right. ghost clicking too? What's that? Are you gonna mm. landmine ghost click too? Mm, I don't think so. I don't you, think are so. You gonna honey dick? <laughs> <laughs> I well, can't think of what it is. Let's start with I never. I know what it is. Let's start with a quote here. Startling, compelling, and truly original. That was said by the. Uh, the great and late Wes Craven. My May. number one pick is May. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that was my guess. Was it? Didn't we do predictions? I, I think that was my absolutely guess. fucking love this movie. It is so okay. First off, Angela Bettis's performance in this movie is so compelling. It's so believable as this weirdo and. She just pulls it off so well. She makes you feel uncomfortable in almost every scene in the film. As you watch this movie, you're like, Jesus Christ, man. This <laughs> is so unbelievable how well the performance is. Um, I love the story. You know, it, it was summed up earlier. I think, Brandon, you said it with uh, – was it – you said it about the, you know um, – If it was anything doll- good, I, I said it. <laughs> about um you know making something yourself mm-hmm. oh yeah if you can't if you can't uh make find a friend. a friend make one exactly such it's so awesome it's such it's such a great prelude to the rest of the film yeah. but um i think the i think the whole you know the whole structure of this film is so perfect the build up to her and some of the scenes in this film man one of my favorite scenes in this film actually is you know when I, I don't know if we talked about it earlier, but uh, was the the scene where the dude looks in the freezer and sees the cat and her reaction? <laughs> <Yeah. to it. laughs> I love that scene oh, so much. So it's just so her, 
And it's just I'm not gonna be your friend. <laughs> I know. I love I just it's funny. Her performance is so believable to me. And I this is the thing I love about this film. It's just believable. It's it just feels honest to her, you know, the character. I think Angel Bettis just knocks us out of the fucking park. Um and it doesn't you know, I think Lucky McKee did a great job. I think it's a little strange that he used trauma, but then again, you know, it's, it makes perfect sense because it's a quirky film. We talked about this. I can't say enough good things about this. I think it's absolutely perfect, and I think it's the best film of 2002, and it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Bam. So Jeez. with that said, actually, May will be the only inductee into the uh, Hall of Fame. Oh, it actually makes it, the Hall of Fame. It, according to what I have here, unless I made a mistake, I believe a 10, a 9 from yep. uh, Brandon. Mm-hmm. A nine from me. A nine from Dave will make that. Is a twenty. I actually gave an eight point five, so I won't be uh, pushing this one in. Won't be with you guys, but uh, that was the only one, I think. Yep, that's definitely the only one. Unless Juwan had nines as well, but I don't think it did. I had an eight Mm -hmm. and a half for Juwan. I had eight, and I had seven, which it didn't make my list. Um, so yeah, May we induct May into the Hall of Fame. Uh, kind of, the, I wasn't expecting that one. If I had to put money on one, I don't think it would have been May. But hey, I love May, so I'm not <laughs> complaining. Yeah, great film. Yeah, so great that film. was our top ten guys. I mean, I, you know, kind of running short here on time a little bit. But does anybody have any honorable mentions they want to throw out? Um, yeah, I do actually have a couple, man. I want to say Close Your Eyes. Did you guys check out Close Your Eyes yeah, at all? Good film. Good yeah, film. Yeah. Mind even our general movie. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. It did. It had that flow to it. Close yeah. Your Eyes, I thought was fantastic. It was just missing the cut there. The Ring came in at seven and a half for me. Um, oh, Dark Water oh. again. <laughs> oh, uh, Bubba Hotep is another one. I'm just naming off like the the ten films that are making up the seven and halves and sevens and stuff. Uh, Carrie, I thought the remake of Carrie was really good. Very good. Um, yeah, I gave it a uh, six. Did every did anyone else here check out horror? Besides, I know I know you know you- I popped it in and I never finished it. I, I fell asleep and I just never went back to it. I couldn't find a copy of it. I saw it years ago, but I wanted to revisit but it. But it I, I kept waking up and seeing, like, goats and shit and different weird <laughs> stuff. So I was like, this actually looks pretty cool. So oh, I no, it, it, it's it. a fucking – it's a trip. It's definitely his best film. It's really cool. I, I recommend it, man. It's it's a good I mean, film. That, that's good because I didn't even like his other two. So No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not honestly a big fan of Dante uh, Tomaselli, though, to be honest. But um, another one that I gotta say, man, is Hunting Humans. Yeah, I think it's very, very underrated film, film. Uh, from 2002. Not really, I've never even heard of it. It was the first time watched for me. Um, Below. Really enjoyed it. Yep. Gave it a 7 out of 10. I thought Below was excellent. Uh, and Death Watch, 7. Rounding on my honorable mentions. Right. So my, my honorable mentions, uh, Death Watch is one of them. It was kind of at my like number 12 spot. It was really on my list for a long time, and I, it was kind of like the underdog one. Like I had a feeling it was going to end up getting bumped off, being a seven point five out of ten. But I was just hoping that somehow it managed to stay on, and it didn't. Uh, I really, really like Death Watch. Uh, Symphony for Mr. Vengeance actually just made the missed the cut. That was my favorite Asian film of the of the watch. Uh, Dark Water was my second favorite. Uh, that one made my top fifteen, 
And one that I was actually surprised that I liked as much as I did was Blade 2. I really like Blade 2. It's a lot of fun. I normally don't like action horror, but another one, Resident Evil. That one kind of held up for me a little bit too. Uh, Ted Bundy kind of... Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Really? Uh, No. I like... No. I never liked it until now. How about this? Oh, (laughs) I... (laughs) Fuck. Oh man, I had the issue. I still if gave you it a decent. The games review. you might like it a little bit more. I, I honestly, the thing with Resident Evil for me, man, I hated the way the I hate the filmmaking in it. You know, all those slow motion shots with things dropping to the ground and just <laughs> that style of filmmaking. I really couldn't stand. I, I it was driving me nuts the whole film, mm-hmm. and I didn't really care for the story that much. I thought it was okay. It was okay. Um but honestly, the, just the style of the film was just not for me, man, at all. Yeah, I'm really surprised that you dig that, man. I'm really, really surprised. You well, surprised I'm a, I'm, me two times. The game is my favorite game of all time, so yeah. there's that too. Uh, some of the, my biggest surprises, dude, <laughs> Hellseeker. I was so surprised that I actually liked it. I guess uh, six point five out of ten on that one. Oh, I gave it a six. But uh, 6.5, 6.5 here. Yeah, one that I actually was very disappointed in, but I still kind of liked it, and I, I gave it a six point five, and that was Bubba Hotep. Uh, just not for me. It's way have silly and stupid. Bubba Hotep at seven and a half out of ten. I just missed my cut. I love that film. It's great. Uh, Rose Red. Very, that was kind of a disappointing one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eight Legged Freaks. <laughs> that one's fun, man. What can I say? And, would you uh, would you rate Rose Red? Six point five. Exactly what my rating is. That's exactly what I my like rating is. I feel like the first half too. is stronger than the second half. Oh um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, in Carrie uh, and Ritual, those ones were all right. Hmm. Jeez, Dave, you and I are gonna have nothing left to talk about. I know. That's what I was looking for. I have three films. I know I have one that you have for sure. No, I'm just going to talk about three films that haven't been mentioned yet That for honorable mentions. Blood Feast 2. All you can yeah. eat. So fun much. as hell. So much fun. fun. Remember, so much Brandon, fun. we were talking about the scene where Buddy's eating those uh, those, <laughs> those candies or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it just keeps bleeding by the end of the scene. He's like it's, soaked in blood. <laughs> it's really a fun little movie that people should check out. <laughs> RSVP. <laughs> People never. probably turned off by this because it just has like Jason Mewes on the cover. Oh, I, I never seen that one. RSVP, yeah, it's very much like, um, very inspired by American Psycho. Not nearly as good, but fun. And um, the Collingswood story. Yeah, see, I, I missed that one. I, I was able to find it really creepy and atmospheric webcam type horror story. Really good. Mm. Mm. What about you, Dave? Uh, well, in my skin, I'm surprised no one brought that one up. I couldn't yeah. get a copy. Yeah, uh, I have still never seen it, man. Oh, so. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, geez. good good call. It's been a while since I've watched it. Wow. Well, I won't even get into it then because it's hard to talk about and uh, you don't want to spoil anything, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty messed up. It's, yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty good. It's this girl, but it, it, the whole movie to me, it's just like, it's very symbolic. It's all about addiction and, and things like that, but it's not in the way you would think. It has to do with mm. body horror type shit. Nice. And it's about this girl. And I don't want to say too much because 
You really can't with this one. Uh, what else? I think they've all been covered. I think you know what. <laughs> the Mothman prophecy surprised me. I had never heard anything really good about it, and I watched it, and uh, it was confusing and fucking crazy. But I, but I enjoyed it. Would you rate that one? I rated it an eight. Wow, fuck! I, <clears throat> yeah, I got it six and a half, but I didn't mind the film. I just way too long. I think they could have probably edited that down half an hour <laughs> at least. All right. Um, I think I just cut out for a second. But what is uh, you guys' worst film that you've seen? Well, uh, I'll let you get. I'll let you guys know. Um, so I had two films at five out of ten, which was the black. Backlog murders and slash two slasher films. Uh, the ones that came under there were Cyclops and Vampire. I won't name them all off, but Junior by far <laughs> is the fucking worst film I've seen in 2002. <laughs> My God, man, this movie is atrocious. It's like a, um, I think it's I've a, seen a, it before a, back. It's in a Dutch film. Me too. Yeah. It's a Dutch film, I think, or something like that. But it's just, it plays out like a slasher film, and then it turns into like this, uh, this kind of torture film. But the reasons why the torture is going on are just ridiculous, and it's just, it's just, it's terrible. It's so bad, it's laughable. Um, that's definitely the worst one I've seen. Second place, Miner's Massacre. Fucking, I've seen that back terrible. in two thousand two too. <laughs> it's horrible. It's fucking terrible. Ugh. Let, let me ask you this. Does the ending have, like, a guy and a girl escaping? Feels like it's one of those type of movies. <laughs> In Miner's Backs? Yeah. Yeah. The, the ending's re- is it's a little ridiculous. Okay. Um, what, what about <laughs> you guys? What was the worst ones you've seen? Uh, I'll go, I guess. Uh, my bottom three, and again, I didn't watch some of these horrible films that Moods is mentioning, but my bottom three were... Bad Karma, aka Hell's Gate, which was a four out of ten. Um, I had actually before that I had Jason X and a film called Make a Wish, which were both at four and a half. Shit. Make a wish. Make a wish was a lesbian slasher. Hmm. It was, yeah. It was actually that's actually wow. It was yeah. Crazy. And uh, my lowest rated was Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> Absolutely cringeworthy. Yeah. And what was rated on that? I I gave it a three and a half, and honestly, that's that's being generous. I don't even remember what I rated it when we did the show. I'd it like was you know, lower I, than my rating. Yeah, I fucking hate that movie. It's yeah, it's re- it's really it's really awful. Considering how many like notable actors and actresses there are on it. Yeah. What about you, Dave? Well, you know, I I the, my bottom three really two of them I have are a five out of ten. So I, I don't hate. I only have one movie that I, I think is really bad. Uh, I gave one the two movies. I give a five. Darkness, which was just boring to me. Boring, boring, boring. It was you know boring, what, man? but I really like the ending. Love the ending. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I yeah honestly, downer I, ending. Good stuff. I used to like it a little more, and I rewatched it, and I gave it like a six. But that movie is actually really fucking boring yeah man <laughs> it sounded like he's gonna say something good <laughs> he was like that movie was actually really fucking boring <laughs> <laughs> i totally agree with that assessment it's fucking boring as hell isn't it though man it just yeah, yeah. It really it's is boring man. even it though is. anna paquin like she looks good in it yeah like, she does a little cutie you know? 
But like, fuck me, man. I, I thought, like, I even recommended it to JP to because I hadn't seen it in a while and I remember liking it a lot more. And I re- upon rewatch, I was like, what did I do, man? JP's going to hate me again. No, I, I actually gave it a seven. Just, you know. Wow. Yeah. Really? Oh, shit. Wow. You're surprising me left and fucking right here, man. <laughs> Come wow. Mr. High Raider over here. I'm not surprising and surprising. Like, everybody knew I was going to hate, like, all the Asians. Hey, leave them Asians alone. I love Asian girls. Okay, just saying. Just not That's why I didn't tell you about inner senses. <laughs> okay. So what, what was your lowest one, Dave? Oh, my, my lowest one. Uh, oh, fuck. It's a movie titled Halloween colon Resurrectum. Yeah. <laughs> Resurrectum? Or Jeremy would say shit erection. Colon. Uh, I like Resurrectum. I dubbed I dubbed this movie <laughs> Colon Resurrectum fucking over two years ago on the show. Colon <laughs> Resurrectum. I That's can't great. fucking uh, it. Dude, it should never it. have been made. It's a fucking abomination and a, a insult to the fucking the Michael Myers character. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what'd you get? What'd you rate that? A, a two. A two. <laughs> and only because you know it, of it's production watchable. Mail. Like you can see. Yeah. It's right. Like, it has sound. <laughs> right. I couldn't give it a one because that's like you know. Black yeah. Devil Doll from Hell or something. That's so, uh, my, my... Go ahead. Oh, shit. Don't go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so, my least favorite uh, film, or the one that's the worst easy, is a film, little insect film called Infested from 2002. I gave it oh, 2.5 out of 10. So and the second worst was uh, Resurrection at a 3.5 out of 10. Uh, so yeah, that's that's it for best and worst. Uh, I think there's just one thing left to do, Moots. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, there is one thing left to do, and that <laughs> is actually something that I hadn't really even thought about until right now. <laughs> but now I'm fucking super excited about. It. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> I'm like super excited about this. I right have now. a massive erection. Yep. Yep. So what we've done on these top 10 shows, it's all done by randomizer. Yes. And JP, take it away. Yeah. So I have uh, from – because you guys remember the reason we chose 1968 was because we deemed that the start of modern horror. That's what was our first year. We was going to go through you know, to 69, 70, all the way through. But we was like, no, let's just randomize it. It will spice it up a bit. Uh, so that's what we're going to continue on doing. We got two thousand. We pulled two thousand two on the last randomizer. Brandon had a suggestion, and he said we should take out that entire decade just so it's always a different decade. So that's what I did. I have nineteen sixty nine, and then seventy through seventy nine, eighty through eighty nine, ninety through ninety nine. I pulled out all the O's, the aughts. Is it called aughts? aughts? <laughs> uh, and then I put in uh, two thousand ten, eleven, and. 12 so without Cause as you know we've done because we've done top 10s for 13 14 and 15 yes which is crazy we've been around for a while uh so <laughs> yeah i without further ado i'm going to hit this button oh, God, and crazy. i'm a little nervous <sighs> anybody Predictions? 1973 baby baby 77 73 or Fucking eighty-one. If it's eighty-one, <laughs> you get one great. guess. I man. said, I said eighty-six was my prediction. I want eighty-three, but I predicted uh, ninety-four. Okay, so if it's gonna be the nineties, gonna be 94. way to be a downer, dude. Ready? Get set? <laughs> go. Ninety-six. Oh, mother 
motherfucker, 96? 1996. Wow. Dude, You're like kidding nine, me. There's like nine horror films that came out that year. That's right. the year of Scream. One of them Scream. Let's just do our top ten now. Number one, Scream. <laughs> <laughs> this couldn't hit the 80s or the 70s? Fuck. I, I, I'm Damn it. kind of surprised it was the 90s. I knew it was going to be. I was Me close. too, man. Well, according to IMDb, there are 119 films that came out this year uh, that are That's considered it. horror. But look, check it out, guys. We got stuff like Hellraiser Bloodline. Uh, how uh, tells from the crypt book that's gonna be a blood, top you know. The Dentist, Bad Moon, Thinner, The Craft. We oh, I got a bunch Jack Frost. Uh, Scream from Dust Till Dawn, The Frighteners, Head of the Family, Full Moon, Medieval Dollhouse. Henry, <laughs> did I officially commit to doing this show? Because I'd like to back out. Carnosaur Three. Honestly, I own all these movies. This Santa is great. Claus. This is so easy. Witchcraft Nine. Camera Two. <laughs> Uh, this is fucking awesome. Dude, there's a huge drop off. Oh, boy. Quality. Uncle Sam. <laughs> Uncle fucking Sam. <laughs> Pinocchio's oh Revenge. God. The Stenhall Syndrome. That's Argento, I believe. Ooh, oh, nice. I, that's a good I love actually, Uncle yeah. Sam. Uncle Sam's great, man. Diabolique. Oh, oh. Uh, there's some stuff, guys. There is some stuff. I'm excited for Stenhall Syndrome. Oh. The crap. Dave, you got, you have, when was the last time you watched Uncle Sam, man? Never. Ooh. Oh, dude, it's awful. Guys, a no, bowl syndrome. It's so good. A bowl of syndrome. Uh, in '96, they hit a bowl of syndrome. Wow. Yeah, that's when it came no. out. No, bowl of syndrome yes. came out in 2006. No, '96. No fucking way. A bowl yeah. of syndrome is '96. I could, I could tell you right now, on my top three is just and also thesis. <laughs> I'm telling you, Ebola syndrome is 96, and Thesis, that so, Spanish film by yeah, a Yeah, Thesis is, yeah, that's true. Which is 96. Those are two films. I mean, I never saw Ebola syndrome, but I always hear you guys talking good about it. There's a lot of shit that year. Am I thinking of the right, I hope this is the right mm-hmm. Ebola syndrome. And I mean shit. Yeah, it says 96. Is Pamela Anderson in a horror movie? Is yeah, it really 96? Yeah. God damn, thank God I own all these movies. This is great. I don't own I didn't any. realize it was that old. Yeah, I knew it wasn't that new. Oh, Ebola syndrome! Holy! Oh, fuck. guys, like, you're in luck. Children of the might... Corn Four. Oh, shit! Children of <laughs> the Corn Four came out. Uh, it might be uh, Lawnmower Man not... Two. Ebola or... might be number one. Ooh, that's that's a that's a contender. Right there. Trilogy of Terror. Tremors Two, two Aftershock. Trilogy of yeah. Terror Two. There's some good stuff here. All right, guys. There's, there's there's some stuff. I already see there. this top ten list shaping up like this one. It's going to be completely different. Uh, two two Witchcraft <laughs> films. Witchcraft Eight and Nine came out. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly, no Puppet Master. I was expecting a Puppet weird, Master. But yes, uh, Fear. So yeah, there's some stuff there, guys. So Ooh, this actually look, might be a up. quicker turnaround than the six months that we had planned. We, we can if there's only a hundred. We can do the show films. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen fucking ten movies from nineteen ninety six. So I've seen. So, I've seen so, pretty much everything that was listed. It's so bad. Guys, are you too willing to subject yourself to films from nineteen ninety six and come back and join us next time? Fuck yeah! This man. is yeah. an official invite back to the number one horror podcast on horrorpodcast <laughs> dot com. 
It's also <laughs> number one. Number two on... cordially accepts number one's invite. Okay, um... absolutely. That's why it became number one. See, <laughs> I know, right? The combination. It was the first hey, man. time the four so of us came a little bit. together. We are also the number one podcast on Moods YouTube channel and the Twenty Two Shots of Moods and Horror dot com. Yes, yeah, we are. We are. But the X Files podcast is pretty close second. Mm. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, I don't know uh, nothing about that that podcast because I'm not part of it. So, uh, <laughs> but I will say it was awesome having you guys on, and I think that you guys should definitely come back for another top ten show. I'm in. Yeah, come I, on, man. Love to. That show was that 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 show was fun as hell. We had about two hours of shenanigans before the show started. <laughs> about four hours of technical difficulty. I'm pretty so sure that JP was ready to actually fucking just give up. But the whole time he acted like a humble prophet. <laughs> <laughs> like a sexy humble prophet with, with his small penis. I'll and give so. you props. I would have given up. I could never do what you do. I would have yeah. been nice half shit. an hour of that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> why, why don't you just ask me to tell you to, to call us in the first place? Could you imagine if we didn't if do this show tonight because we didn't have a recording? <laughs> All this prep for nothing. We're like, fuck it, man. Because honestly, I'm gone for the next two weeks. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? There's no time to do this. <laughs> so Holy shit. Well, I was yeah. hoping to be in 80s, but we'll have to settle for 90s. I'm a little fuck. bit more excited. There's some films on here that you I know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen next show? We are going to fucking put back in the 2000s, take the 90s out, and it's going to go to 2003. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're never gonna get. We're never gonna see the seventies or eighties, man. Come on. No, maybe we. That, that should be the rule. It, it goes by elimination now. It's like Survivor Series. So mm. the one's gone now. The now the other one's gone now. The next that, time ninety and a, seventy are out. That's a good point. No, because then it's just getting closer to. We're eliminating. Chi- we're increasing <laughs> the odds of getting like two thousand twelve at that point. <laughs> yeah, but hey, that's okay. That wouldn't be but, that bad. Yeah, yeah, so what? There's only a few to choose from there well, for you, 12 You know, 15. I actually was hoping for a 90s year because the 90s is such a weird decade, and it's it's honestly kind of a fun one to mess around in. So I'm excited for this. Yeah, no, this will be a this Like, you got stuff show. like The Dentist, Brian using as The Dentist, dude. Come on. Can someone on make a health. list? Can someone just make a list? Um, I'll try, yeah, I'll try I'll to make ma- a list. I'll, I'll say, have one yeah. ready. We're all oh, going to watch this many this, movies. We'll pick the amount of movies we're going to watch, and we'll make a list and watch them. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to honey dick you guys again, like I did with Inner Senses. I didn't mean to do that. If you can watch fifty movies out of this list, ooh, I don't even see fifty. So movies. we're not. Don't even. 50. Don't even test me. Don't even. Test no, don't. Me. Test well, me. I'll tell you right now. I'm going to watch 40. as many as I can. We don't. <laughs> we won't set a date right now. We'll just, you know, it's it's going to be a while from now. So we're not even setting a date right yet. So yeah, just start. That. Just start that. watching slowly. Just stay tuned, peeps. Stay tuned. Is that many Dollhouse even? Is that hard to get? I yes. just grabbed the VHS of it, man. I, I got it for ten bucks. See, oh baby, baby. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not short either. It's ninety-seven minutes. <sighs> of course it is. <laughs> start that again. I'll tell you right now, man. <laughs> well, I already heard there were some full moon films in there, and those things yeah. are like seventy minutes. So Head of the Family's in there from Dust oh, Till Dawn. Head of the Family's good, man. Yeah, from Dust Till Dawn, which is an hour and forty-eight minutes. Or <laughs> Devil oh, Blood, Tremors Two, Thinner, God. Trilogy of Terror Two. Everyone I named there. Good, is good. Films. There's some yeah. good films. 
Pinocchio's Revenge. I actually like that film. I know Kevin Tenney hates it from Moods of Story, but there's at like least it. enough good it's ones so for funny. a top fifteen. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm well, actually just excited to be done with 2002. I'm like, excited like... to go to sleep. It's like 5 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it that is was, 5 in the morning. That was 50, yeah, 50 films later. Yeah. I'm excited to move on to 96. Yeah. <laughs> I'm delirious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that show. That is uh, the top 10 in 2002. And uh, I want to thank you guys, Brandon and Dave, for stopping by once again. Gia, Gia. So awesome having you guys in the show. And, yeah, I can't thank you guys enough. Did a great job. And we will see you guys next time on the 96 show, right? Right. Yeah, hell yeah. Right. Hell yeah. When are you guys going to invite us over to your house? Yeah, I, I put it out there. You guys didn't respond. Gia. You guys going to come over for the Savini special? Because you never got to do Maniac. And the Savini special is going to be uh, Maniac. The Prowler and the Burning. And oh, it would give me an excuse to buy the Prowler on Blu-ray, which I've been meaning to do for the longest time. So good. That's such a good this show. This is the first news I'm hearing about the Savini show coming up. I'm excited. Get the fuck out of here. No, I knew we were doing a Savini show. I just didn't know when. Whenever they can come on. It could be fucking show 10, I'm, I'm, 15, down for it. I'm down for a Savini show, man. That's good to me. Whatever it is. It's got to be a 5, 10, 15, or you know what oh, I mean. I can see the Prowler right now, man. The kill in the swimming pool. Love it. <laughs> So good. Fuck yeah. That'll be a, a party. Five of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Two Can we do it? Two naked? Canadians? Oof. Wow, two Canadians from opposite ends of the country. Dude, I hear if yeah. you put them together, they explode. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. That is going to conclude the show. And JP, you want to take us out of here? Yeah, we're done. 